man, just like a red, white, and blue phoenix rising from the ashes of political bipartisanship, we are back to Salt of the Streets podcast. This is Saturday, January 8th, 125, 126 p.m., <laughs> episode 120. And welcome back, everybody, to the Salt of the Streets podcast, your one and only source for all the political commentary and weekly news, pop culture and sports that you can handle, the best part about the whole deal. It's all built from the ground up for people like you and me, the everyday normal person. So come down and join us as we discuss life, <laughs> liberty, and the pursuit of happiness and continue our endless endeavor to bridge the gap between people and information. I don't even know why I look at the damn script anymore because Got it. it works so it. much better. After how long? <laughs> how long have we been off, Donovan? Nailed it. Nailed it. And these glasses are killing me today they're already annoying <sighs> but we're gonna get through it because what are we doing today we're gonna be talking about you're calling i'm calling oh yeah i didn't even hit that part as always we are your hosts i am calling and i am donald <laughs> and, and today we're talking about two main topics we got coming on today uh covet updates is going to be uh, kind of a main train throughout and then of course what we're calling the the split or the divided media um, and then we're going to have a lot of things that kind of work their way in amongst those things. Tangential. Yeah. That's good. So, yeah, we're, we're here. We just finished up a glorious pre-show. So uh, thank you for joining us here on the main show. I'll be watching here on the, uh, on the comments on my laptop for, for anybody who joins the live chat. So feel free, chat away as we commence operations. So, first and All right. That's very official. Operation commenced. Yeah. I think. With your Operator Washington shirt, it makes sense. I mean, <laughs> Operator Goodness. Washington. Um, yeah, but we before we do anything today, we got to, we have the ritual we must uphold. We're back and here for 120. Thank indeed. you again for everyone for joining us today for the 119 episodes prior to this. And if you're this is your first show, then welcome, Salty Balls and Bellas. This one is for <laughs> I'm Jake. I'm still not sold on that. That's, that's all right. But let's keep trying it. This one is for Jake. So here we'll go around. Dr. McShakey, Boop. hands over here. There he is. Cheers. Everyone. Ah, <laughs> the good old BSB. The non-heritage brand. No. no. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We, I don't know if we talked about this. We didn't, this was like a recent conversation, yeah, right? Why, why is this? Because standard, Apparently, where's the, you got the label there, right? Yes. Yeah. The label is not, it's not our typical. Oh man, I want to go. I don't think I have another heritage bottle. This around. is not an ad and this is for 21 up. We can keep getting fucked on the ads and ship. Oh yeah, okay. that's true. We're going to tell the story, right? Because I'm really irritated about it that we tried to, oh, this, we found out that the recipe had been sold because it yes. used to be from heritage was the same people that made the bacon vodka sorry i didn't mean to ruin the story but very irritated about the ads right because when yeah. you place an ad i don't know if you know the full saga of this but no and this was to just so i'm clear this was through this was not through facebook this, this was instagram. through instagram instagram which is all of course part of the the meta it's all owned by meta so we got a credit on instagram Mm -hmm. for an ad and i was like oh shit maybe we'll try this one right because facebook has fucked us in the past we've talked about it done videos about it it's a whole deal so maybe we'll try instagram right so paid 20 dollars, got 10 dollars credit promoted one of the ads which was our most popular uh beer time review which is the one that i chose and then they're like do you want to make an audience or do you want to just use the suggested audience mm -hmm. 
I'm going to go with the suggested audience. That seems easier for the first time. If it works well, then I'll spend the time to yeah, go through it. Let and make... the algorithm do the thinking. Right. So it goes for, uh, I don't know, about two hours. $2 worth is spent. $1.97, I think, to be exact. And then Instagram says, oh, uh, you can't do this because it's not targeted to people that are 21 and up. Okay, well, you are the one that selected the audience. I asked you to do it. You did the suggested audience, and your suggested audience was not 21 and up. So I don't know what to do about that. It didn't give me any options afterwards. So all I could do was appeal this, right? And so then I went to try and place another ad, and it wouldn't let me place an ad for any of the other beers, any of the other beer reviews. All of those other posts were gone. Even when I went to just the portion to create a promotion and then it's supposed to show you all the posts on your feed mm-hmm. all the beer reviews were gone they're so all gone I, they were all gone so i had to wait till the next day when you put a new one out to choose the 24th i had that's why i did that one is because i couldn't select any of the other beer reviews the one that i did want to do um i went to try and do that one again and it just said add denied so i couldn't even appeal it again or try and do it again with an adjusted audience it was just denied I don't know if this San Scrum does things. I don't know. Yeah. Yes. It might just be their way of doing things, I guess. But that's, man, I'm just, I'm getting real tired so of the big did, tech game, dude. We did have an ad run mm-hmm. for the one on the 24th. That's good, though. So that did happen. Some people visited the page. It did whatever. I don't know. Not what I would expect it to do. Know. Who knows what are, what are why do? that reason is. <laughs> but... It is what it is. So for sakes, yeah. Well, there's that. You gotta love it. Yeah, no, I don't. Actually, <laughs> that's like the whole no, thing. I, I can, I can hate it all I want. Yeah. Thank God. I mean, we only just use their. Oh, it's a sad state of affairs, man. When when you really think about the the greater landscape of existing in one way or another in video format on the internet. It's, you got to go through somebody's gate. Somebody needs to hold you up on their platform and yes. allow you to do your thing. Um, right. Because, I mean, let's let's just face it. Yeah, we we have a we have a website. That's fine. We could upgrade so that we can host videos and stuff there. But then, okay, well, then there's like the thousands of dollars probably a year we'd have to pay over to keep our entire catalog right. of HD video out there for fucking three five hours for 120 plus episodes plus all the side shit plus all the clips i mean the bandwidth and the server space we're taking up for rent is massive right and and you don't get any exposure it's just it's up to you 100 percent of the time so you can't i'm just frustrated it's tough no so it's youtube is a thing rumble is a thing but rumble Maybe we should talk about this just right off the bat, just because I'm well, very curious. So have we perfect, talked about Rumble? Right? Um, we've talked about Rumble, but I actually have. I have a. Let me ask you this question. Okay. That I've, um, so I don't want to get that, no, 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 and it goes right along with this. So it's perfect. You okay. brought this up before. I do want to remind everybody. Obviously, thank you for watching us on our YouTube. We have our YouTube Salted Streets. We have our Instagram at Salted Streets. We have our Facebook Fuck Facebook at Salted Streets. Patreon.com/slash Salted Streets. You can go there, look at our different tour, our different tiers, different content there. We update it all the time. Obviously, uh, the different clips and stuff like that. Salty newsletter comes out at the end of the month. Whoop, whoop. We have our own personal social media. I am at Salt of the Street on Twitter and at Alpaca underscore Donovan on Instagram. Colin is at Big Bird Offer on both those things. You can find all this saltofstreets.com. If you want to look for our wives, Colin's wife is at Lexi Kayo on Twitch. And Jordan is at Leggings and Aprons on Instagram. If you need a haircut, it's well blended if you're in the local area. And if you need a skateboard, go down to Location Skate Shop. Discord also. Um, that is it. So 
Let me ask you this, mm-hmm. right? Um, Getter has become a huge topic of conversation yeah. over the last week because uh, one of the guests from Joe Rogan, Dr. Robert Malone, was kicked off of Twitter along with Marjorie Taylor Greene. And so there was a large hubbub. And then Dr. Malone was on Joe Rogan the next day right after he was kicked yeah. off of Twitter. Joe Rogan then posted on his Twitter, hey, join me on Getter, you know, the thing. So Getter obviously became huge. I have not signed up for it yet. I think that I probably will. I don't see why not. Yeah. See if you haven't yet. But along with your question, I wanted to ask you if will or can another platform replace the tech overlords that we have now, right? For a long time, even mm-hmm. when we first worked together and when we first started the podcast, I was very much of the mindset of like, oh, this is this is the private sector. They can do whatever they want. And, you know, if you don't like it, then you start your own platform, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And around the time... I remember that phase. <clears throat> right. And around the time that... Uh, what was a parlor was taken down yeah. off of the internet. Of the I internet. was like, okay, so that's not a solution. Yeah. <laughs> that <laughs> is not going to work the way that I thought that it was going to work. And so yeah. I have shifted and I'm definitely not in a, we're not going to go into that, but the, so the mindset have shifted. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of people have shifted, have shifted their mindset a little bit as the attainability of a competitor seems a little bit more challenging, but, um, something like Getter that doesn't seem to have the extremist or has has not yet been painted with the extremist mm-hmm. slander that uh, Parler was, yeah. was used on Parler. So do you think that it's possible that another platform could come along and dethrone the tech overlords? So it, um, it really depends on what... Because the one thing that makes our current platforms as the powerhouses they are is is the way in which we've decided to find or they've decided to to finance their their models how what is the business model that they all run under they all run under ad revenue they they rely on advertisers to pay them a bunch of money so that we can have a free service to upload things and to have exposure and then with along with that deal allows them to kind of have the ultimate keys to the castle and decide what they can and can't do with your info with your product right that you're going to package for them your metadata yes oh yeah well that's that's another product <laughs> that we didn't even know existed but uh i don't know because i don't know if you can have I don't know if you can have a platform that is going to be free that everyone can upload to and view for free without some kind of strings attached. I don't know if it's possible. Social media is a little different, but not really. It's all basically reliant on advertisers and what this company deems is okay for their advertise. What's advertiser friendly, what's not. Because that's ultimately what drives most of this stuff. And then, you know, that's that's always their cover for censorship. It's like, well, it's not ad- advertiser-friendly. We, we don't want to show this because blah, blah, blah. And to um, add to that, yes. not zero, but to add to that, in a world where advertisers are for one month a year changing their logos to rainbow flags and they are, <clears throat> excuse me, willing to cancel sponsorships with people who maybe said one questionable thing like the, and, you know, I know that a lot of people don't like this term, but like, to use the colloquial term, the cancel culture side of it has affected the sponsorship aspect very heavily, especially over the last two years, probably. Mm-hmm. People who say questionable things, maybe do one thing that's off color, will lose all their sponsorships. Yeah. So to add to your point, it's sponsorship in and of itself is so driven 
by societal pressure now that it's yeah and i can understand the problematic relationship that 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 causes right problematic but the the overall trends to societal pressure and the, and the you know the bottom line dollar amount um eventually those two can balance each other out you know we saw this happen with coca-cola recently where they kind of um after a couple of years of running this more woke advertisements and and that i don't know i don't want to just call it the woke thing but you know what i mean the, participating on one side of the culture war versus the other side yeah. has not exactly made them a bunch of money and they decided that okay we're not going to do this right now everybody just we're just going back to business as usual that um that doesn't necessarily change the fact that the platforms themselves will still continue to act in accordance with what they think is best for their advertisers and whatnot. I would doubt that most advertisers give a shit about what their ad is playing on unless it's something pretty egregious. Very like objectionable where, When it really started, right? When the first adpocalypse, as it was called, really started, yes. this was some ISIS shit. There right. was some advertisements for like cars or some, you know, right. some, some sundry <laughs> right. goods, you know, or whatever, playing on an ISIS video. And that's, and then everybody's like, oh my God, well now everything, everything must be looked at and examined. And so unless... It's a really, really long way of not answering your question, but <laughs> unless some platform can develop a business model that is not reliant on ad revenue, yeah, it will never, it will never change. It is this way until somebody finds a way around that. I don't know how you do that. I don't think anybody else knows how you do that because otherwise it would exist right now and they'd be the, they'd be the one. If they had zero pressure financially to silence people to to censor people to play that game if they had zero financial incentive to do that why would they open that can of worms in that pandora's box right but can't do it so i don't know it might exist but right now it doesn't because at some point yeah it costs money to do this shit at yeah. some point it's very interesting that's that's my answer. No, I'm, I guess. Here for it. I'm here for it. I like it. So, um, so Getter, you you gonna get on Getter though? I will get on Getter. I'll sign up for Getter. I don't have anything against, but I just didn't do it yet. I meant mm -hmm. to do it, just didn't do it. By the way, uh, Jake uh, said digging the uh, studio upgrades, my dudes. He said the wife approves. Excellent. So the Ginger Ninja, we got the Ginger Ninja approval. That means she got to come in. That's it. All right, guys, you got to saddle up. Let's do this She's again. Come back. It's we got lots of room time. here too. We got lots of room now. Since Morgan has been on the podcast, and I know that. I know that we could have four hours of incredible conversation with Morgan. Here. Oh, yeah. I know that we could. We do almost every time we yes. hang out. So <laughs> it would be very good. You get very technical. Yeah. Oh, I'm very I want to talk. If I, okay. So thought about. if I could pick like the ultimate like topic I would want to talk with Morgan about it would be education and like yeah. how to do. Like, how, how do we fix education overall? That would be one of the things that I would love to talk to her about yes. in depth. Because I think you would have some interesting stuff, too. It would be a good convo. Yes. So I I, I sense a, a special coming up <laughs> at some point. Yeah, I have always found Morgan's views on education very refreshing. It's very child-focused, which I think is very important. That's been her background, yeah. too. So. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's, yeah. And generally, 
I don't know. That's child focused it, is it's, something that education is not anymore. It's good. Her 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 viewpoint is not by the numbers. It's about children. Which yeah, I think is very important. So no, I think that's good. Yeah, no, I would love to have Morgan back in here. Um, it would be excellent. So I downloaded, by the way, before we get. God damn it, just Colin. to continue on to this thing, um, I did get Getter. Okay, I downloaded it. Um, but you're not signed up for it. Not signed up for it yet. <laughs> so it's it's on the phone. You've done half the job. But the problem is, too, I also need a new phone. Ah. Uh, storage has become an issue. My iPhone 8, 8 Plus, whatever this is, is finally really starting to show its age. What kind of phone are you going to get? I'm going to get... What's it going to be? I don't know yet, which is why I don't have one yet. But it's going to be... I, I'm imagining Samsung... And it's going to be something that's got some epic cameras on it and some epic storage space because I do use my phone a ton now for making content. And I will say shifting away from Apple and not having to convert fucking like ah. files is going to be sweet because there's never going to be a compression issue. There's never going to be any other. There's never, never going to be an issue because it's MP4 going to an MP4. And that's. It'll be so nice. Well, and another cool thing about the Samsung phones is you can buy additional memory cards and just slap them right into. So you don't even have to worry about how really big the storage on your phone is. Just, cause and I, I can I, use a USB-C to charge it, like yes. everything else nowadays. Yes. Stupid fucking lightning cable, whatever the hell this thing is. The lightning cord. I hate it. I hate Apple so much just for wanting to be so different. Yes. Which I respect, but also kind of in the world of technology and getting to... What are you staring at through the, the door? Comments. The, the comments. The comments. Oh. Apple products are for what? Galaxy Life, bro. Apple products are for... Sadists. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ginger Ninja's punching you for that one. Yes. Besides, I do, so do I like Apple, iPhone. but still. it's you gotta You got to be committed to the ecosystem. You know what I mean? I'm a full double phone shill. And I'm you are a double phone shill. Full double phone shill. But at least you're an Android shill that way because yeah. iPhone ain't going to beg no double phone. We know that much. No. So, how would you like to lead off since I dragged us <clears throat> so far, Frame? We were talking about like platforms and, and yeah. this, that, no, and other that thing, was, but That was my let me ask you this question. Okay. So, that's, that's what I've decided is everyone has glimpse behind the curtain, everybody. Um you know, all the different podcasts will have a different thing. Like the fantasy footballers, they do like a quick question. You know, that's our mm-hmm. quick question. That's how they start the show. Everyone has a different thing. So mine is, let me ask you this. That's what we're doing. That's that's our I starting like segment. Is well, let me ask you this. this. That's usually how I pose that's it to you. what you do. Anyway, yeah. So, so that's just, <laughs> yeah. So that's just what our first question is. That's my, let me ask you this question. So <sighs> I'd say, let me ask you this, but I don't have anything ready. <laughs> no, that's okay. And the only thing, the... The new topic last night is the only thing that threw me off, right? Is yep. finding a, a place to fit that in. What you got? One last comment. Morgan. So, so, so this is Morgs jumping on Jake's <laughs> chat here. Says, come on, Colin. You've been my Apple buddy forever. Don't be a traitor. <laughs> I would say, okay, so let me just put it in, in, in the final terms. The dollar amount is, it is what's yes. important here, right? I am, I am so invested in pc products all right i got there's all these things over here now whoa which one do you want it's all pc that's fine um i can't to upgrade that stuff to be compatible with my phone at this point seems kind of like a really bad idea really bad financial decision so i'm I'm just moving over for the ease we're gonna have a bad time so that's why i still respect apple for what they do but 
you know, if you're not willing to commit to the whole ecosystem, then don't do it. So there's that. <laughs> if you can't walk the walk, Colin, then shut the fuck up. What if I want to uh, walk the line? Oh, God. Oh, my God. All right. That's that's it. We're done. He's dead on the floor. Okay. Yep. It happens. So the only thing that's throwing me off. Yes. Excuse me, it's really topic last night. <clears throat> but yeah, I guess we can start. We'll give a brief overview, right? Um, the last time we were here, the Omicron variant was relatively new. We had Larry on the last time, and I even have it here. Only two little notes about Omicron. So it was still relatively new. Yeah, it was... I think it maybe was... Maybe it was here, maybe a few cases. Um, I think we were arguing where we were talking about why, if it's so important, why was it that we were going to announce things like the travel shutdown from South Africa, but it wasn't yes. going to take effect for like a week? Yes, because it was like, well, only... isn't that kind of the counterintuitive to what this whole deal was? And then, right. then obviously, by the time the holiday was over, it was everywhere. She said, let's have a date at the Apple store. That's hilarious. Okay, so. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the Apple store. So. Then I'm pretty sure they won't allow me there. Omicron variant. Yes. Because the last time we were here, yeah. The only question I have is, are we punishing South Africa from the last time that we were here? Because <laughs> people, other well, other people were talking about that. Are right? we? That was a very big yeah. topic of conversation. So um, a lot of things have changed since we were here last. And a lot of them seem to seem to mm -hmm. YouTube seem to have surrounded some a series of different issues around the country one of them would be the rising rates of the Omicron variant right mm -hmm. a lot of people were getting sick with Omicron another one was the holidays there was a lot of travel happening mm -hmm. um, as a side effect of the immense traveling there was a lot of flights that were canceled because there are as a further side effect of from the employee crisis they're having right now, right? Mm -hmm. The employment crisis, a lot of people are working, a lot of jobs that are open that are unfilled. And so, and the airlines let just a, a shitload of people go. Um, oh, yeah. At time. So they were, they were behind on employees beforehand, and now things were increased. There was also, in a lot of places, here is a good example, like horrible weather. Horrible, horrible weather horrible that weather. also fucked with, with the flights. So around this time, there was a lot of changes in different COVID protocols and right now you, dude, know. you can't even get over to the east side yeah all the passes are closed yeah the like snow's it's still really bad the snow's really bad. super real bad, bad weather. i went out to trenton's mom's house on sunday and there was no snow at our house and there was probably six or seven inches of snow at her house out in seabeck and it started to snow more when we were out there i was in four low on the way out of there yeah hot was, dog yes. four low dude yeah. it was it was balling that's, that's serious yes it was real so it's been pretty wild here Mm -hmm. Things are normal out here now. There's no snow on the ground. There's some, you know, packed stuff that have been shoveled off. But but the passes um, are closed for a longer time than they usually would be because of, like you were saying, like with the airlines. There's yeah. been a lot of delays and things like that from the various labor shortages that everybody's experiencing. So that's another factor do you have, in that COVID or in that the Omicron talk. Do you have um, Signal pulled up on your computer? Negative, but I can do we have the ability to show articles today? If we do not, then don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It, uh, we're going to have a little trial by fire when it comes to how the audio is going to work. That's okay. But, we can just kind of show them and then yeah. we'll see what happens. So, Because yeah. I have kind of a list of different things that have... It's that been, have... See, it's been so long, I've got to relink it. Wow. I like the way they do that. Yeah, though. that's pretty legit, though. A little QR code and yep. just work your way there. So that's nice. Relink your joint. Relinking. I don't know if you guys can do it at Tower North. I can. I'm trying. 
Do I need to take the picture? Just talk for a while, Tom. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm interested <laughs> in what you're doing. So I have a couple of different points here of things that have changed over this time. Um, one thing is the way that a lot of different governments, state, local, and national are measuring the way that they're going to adjust the COVID guidelines have been based now instead of case numbers, right? Here's a very good example. We're mm. now focusing on hospitalizations specifically instead of case numbers. Case numbers has always been very important here. They have been focusing on hospitalizations. That's that is so I'm not but it's always shifting been, information, but case numbers has always been a huge factor in what's going on. One might say the only factor they have been considering yes. in the in the reaction towards case numbers. It's yes. always been the first thing they talk about is case numbers. Case numbers, case numbers, case numbers. And that's I don't know how – I'm pretty sure I'm correcting this, but I, I feel like we've been saying, why the fuck have you been talking about case numbers this entire time? But anyways, I am glad now yes. to see people focusing less on case numbers and more on uh, the impact right. of infection. Because to your point, there was even a time in which Anthony Fauci was saying we would be able to get back to normal Excuse me, when we had less than 10,000 cases a day. That would be – yeah, the the marker for when we could maybe be looking at getting back to normal, which doesn't. It's it's not as if that is not something that is out of the question, depending on what type of virus we're dealing with. If it's in a virus that can be exterminated, then then caseload is how you look at things. Right. If you cannot exterminate said virus, then case numbers literally don't do anything for you. Right, because even up until I'm gonna say. Liberally a month ago, we still had Jay Inslee and other people in the country, other public leaders, other health officials talking about getting down to essentially a COVID zero policy when yeah. COVID is gone, when COVID is over. They're still talking about this like that is an attainable goal. We've been saying on the show for months now, Not COVID, gonna happen. COVID zero is unlikely to be an attainable goal at this point. Yeah. And it's like I said, only been in the last month liberally that Jay Inslee has said, oh, maybe if you know everyone gets vaccinated and this happens and this happens, then we'll be able to consider COVID just like another flu you yeah. know which is okay. still uh, yeah. neither here nor there but sorry um so it's easy to get distracted with the insley yeah so it's just over this time that hospitalization numbers have begun have begun to be the focus of covid protocols as opposed to case numbers right mm -hmm. we have also seen in regards to nurses and i can send you this article this is from yahoo news um yahoo. yep and so we have also seen the quarantine period lowered from 10 days to five days yeah, this is when we saw the memes all around everybody was doing right very complicated thing a lot of people don't understand i'm not going to sit here and explain uh, seth act like I know exactly how this is working because it doesn't make sense. And a yeah. lot of the the biggest issues have been biggest issues have been in schools in yeah. which the schools and the local authorities have different protocols than maybe the larger county does or like the district is different than the county because they're letting the school districts handle their own deal but the district is also different than the cdc so the parents are frustrated that the cdc guidelines are not being used to inform the school district guidelines um 
we have seen this is an article that I'll send you here. This is about COVID positive nurses saying they're being pressured to come back to work while they're sick, while they're still testing positive. We've seen now that this is an acceptable practice for some reason that we were, were firing nurses and have fired nurses across the country who refuse to get vaccinated. But now we're going to allow nurses who are COVID positive to come back to work if they're vaccinated, as long as they're vaccinated. That's yeah. totally fine. So. I'm sending you huh. this article here just so that we can show it, and I will send it in the Salty Boys. Salty Boys. Yep. Yeah, it's been a really interesting. It's been a really interesting like month, month and a half or so. It's been about a month, I think, since we've been off. Yes. Um, and just the 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 sea change in what is has become allowable speech and what has become. You know, how's, what has reopened as far as uh, right. allowable, acceptable speech in society right now? It's 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 become very interesting that uh, kind of where we were almost you know eighteen months ago. It's kind of where people are starting to catch up to now. And that's and that's I, the weird thing about it. Yeah, you know? I kind of like it, but at the same time, I'm kind of like I'm not. I don't like the fact that it is now quote unquote okay to say these things. So, Let's take a break and talk about this for a second, right? Because that's something that I actually have written down here is we we didn't know like a, a common narrative has been, um, you know, we didn't know any of this before. Like we couldn't prove it. So why does it matter uh, when the CDC is saying these things as long as they're saying them now? Yeah. The reason my argument would be it matters because people have been taken off of the Internet and had their livelihoods taken away for sharing this information before the CDC said it was OK. Yeah. So while they... You can argue they knew, they were theorizing, they were whatever. You can use whatever rhetoric, whatever language you want to classify their position uh, their position on these things beforehand. Mm -hmm. They were still right. And you canceled them off the internet. Yeah. You have taken them off the internet. You've taken people's jobs away. You've taken their businesses away. You've taken their livelihoods, their even their social media presences, all this stuff. You've canceled them. You've denied them. You've put all these qualifiers on the information that we've put up. If, even mm -hmm. though it's aligned with these things that are now CDC protocols, they're now CDC guidelines because we were, and I'm not trying to pat us on the back, but like, because we were ahead of the curve, whatever, that's not okay. Mm -hmm. Like that's unacceptable. You know, now the CNN can use this information. MSNBC can use this information. Fox news. Anybody who wants to can say these things now that it's approved. Yeah. So that's my issue, right? Is that it wasn't socially acceptable to even say these things beforehand. You're going to be removed from the internet if you decide to share this information. Your social credit score would have gone down. Yes. And that's as kind of a side note. I want to quit. I will, we got to start not using cancel culture. We need to use cancel culture in the culture war and all this stuff. To, because oh, you mean the practice of cancel culture. No, we have to stop the. We have, to, we have to the term okay. needs to change because that's not what it is anymore. It is it is advantageous or dis, disadvantageous activity in your social credit score. And that's really what it's all about. And when you take a big enough social hit, you get, quote unquote, canceled. But then you there's depending on what kind of cancel it is and all this stuff, you can come back. or You cannot come back. But regardless, um, so put that in the back of your mind. We got to come up with a new term at some point. And but, that's when I used it. Yeah. Earlier, I told you I hesitate to I even know. use this because yeah. it's so, it's a bad term. It's like charged, and charged yeah. is not even a good term anymore. But and it's and it and it's disingenuous to what the side effects of it really are. Yes. Um. You don't canceling seems. I don't know, but uh, but either way, um, I'm not. I like. I'm glad. Can you imagine this for a second? Let's let's put it in this term. Uh, we both watched um, the two Joe Rogan podcasts with uh, the two doctors. Um, 
I'm going to blank on their names again because I'm really bad with yeah, them. But Dr. Peter A. McCullough and Dr. Robert Malone. Okay, Dr. Robert Malone and Peter A. McCullough. Yep. Um, I just rewatched uh, Malone's last night and then got partway through McCullough's again today because I was ha- I had it on the background here when I was fixing the studio and stuff up. So, but for both of those people. To have been, because they were both deplatformed, if I remember correctly. I, think I know Peter McCullough's still Malone on Twitter, was. but Malone was taken off of Twitter. He had an issue with LinkedIn at one point in time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I know they're continually being challenged when they are like uh, writing journals and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So now the videos, uh, like Malone, sorry, not to interrupt you. Mm-hmm. Malone has taken has had videos taken off of YouTube and Rumble. You know, we saw these and things. Rumble, yeah. He had a video taken off of Rumble, I believe. This is why yeah, Rumble. That's why I'm not in love with Rumble or locals. But um, if they did not have the world's most popular talk show available on somewhat of a private service, right? AKA Joe Rogan Experience, only available on Spotify. If they did not have that, and if Joe Rogan wasn't as powerful as he was to keep him safe on Spotify, both those voices would have never been able to get out. And that, to me, is disturbing. You have That's why that matters. Malone. That's why it matters. Who is the, he is arguably the godfather of the technology behind the vaccine. He helped invent the mRNA, or invented the mRNA vaccine yes. technology that was used to create the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines mm-hmm. for COVID-19. Now, this is not to say that because you do a thing at one point in your career, you're not a crazy whack job now, right? Right. But if as credentialed as you are, not that I believe in credentialism, and that's why I'm a free speech guy, but if you have all these different things, you come from the history that he's come from, you have the background that he's come from, tons of publish, you know, publishing in you know, peer-reviewed journals, the whole nine yards, if... He comes out and because whatever he has to say runs contrary to the current accepted narrative, it must be silenced. It must be shut down. That is not okay. It's not okay to do that now. It's not okay to do that a year, a year ago and then make it okay now, which it's, I don't know what to do about it, man. I don't know what to do about it. It's a problem because it runs throughout. I mean, it's a problem for us to run an ad. It's a problem for one of the founders of mRNA technology to be able to tell people about it on the fucking internet. The only free place that you could probably get that. Otherwise you got to be one of the donors at a, you know, half a billion dollar or half a million dollar fucking speaking event that, you know, how these guys do that. It's by being okay with any form. I'm just going to broad brush it like that. Obviously there's exceptions, but any form of censorship on a public, in a public square, in a, which is the internet nowadays, regardless of the platform, whatever you're doing on the internet, if you're out there trying to get on your soapbox and talk, any censorship of that is it, it's an infringement on free speech. And it, when you open the door up to that, you open the door up to silencing for years at a time until the gatekeepers decide it's okay to release to the world. That's what it's felt like this last month that we've been gone. All the COVID updates and all these things that we, that we're going to, you know, be sharing and all this stuff is, it's nothing new in the grand scheme of things that, you know, coming out of our mouths anyways, it's not new coming out of our mouths, but now it's, it's more acceptable to talk about for some reason. And I, I'm not 
comfortable with that fact. I'm somewhat thankful that we can talk about some of these things now without fear of repercussion. And, you know, for us, it's not that big a deal, but yeah. obviously we can't run ads. So that's a thing, but still it's, it's nice that there are a few safe havens left, but it it's, it's getting, it's getting bad out there right now, man. Just yeah. even with all the hopeful things that we're getting from Omicron now, good that it's coming bad that it, it ever left. That's not, that was not okay then. And it's still not okay now. So let's take a look at this article real quick, Ryan. Mm -hmm. This is the article from Yahoo. Um, <clears throat> and this has to do with nurses being pressured to, excuse me, being pressured to come back to work while they are still testing positive for COVID. Oh, um, we have sound too. Nice. There we go. And we have sound. So, so this is it. Uh, COVID positive nurses say they're being pressured to work while sick and they're petrified of infecting patients. Yet not a good, doesn't seem like a good, good, a good call. In a TikTok video now viewed more than 7.2 million times, April Lynn, an ICU nurse, claimed her hospital cleared her to return to work five days after testing positive for COVID-19, despite still having a cough and severe fatigue. Four other nurses told Insider that in the last week or so, they've been instructed to come into work with symptomatic COVID-19 or risk losing pay or receiving a formal warning. The nurses said hospital administrators are pointing to new federal emergency guidance that allows healthcare workers to shorten isolation periods as a way to mitigate widespread staffing shortages. Okay. I just sent you another article through Signal that's from Fox News. Right? Okay. So, and I'm, I'm purposefully using different platform so no one can be like oh you're only using fox news you're only using blah 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 right the first one is from yahoo shy citing shiting shiting citing staffing shortages right okay. this was from i believe this article was from three days ago um and i think that it will say somewhere at the top um so published published three days ago oh, weeks after ago. minnesota nurses warned of staffing crisis mayo clinic fires 700 unvaccinated workers 700 these are and this is okay these are in different places, right? Mm -hmm. um, but the Mayo Clinic is like, it's, it's yeah, a big deal. I don't deal. know. I, this, I don't know where. Minnesota fired 700 vaccinated employees just weeks after the nurses pleaded with hospital CEOs in the state to address a staffing crisis. While Mayo Clinic is saddened to lose valuable employees, we need to take all steps necessary to keep our patients, workforce, visitors, and communities safe, the clinic said in a statement to the star tribune but the cdc has just updated their this from the cdc okay this is youtube anybody who's watching right according to centers for disease control and prevention's emergency guidance released on december 23rd healthcare workers can return to work five to seven days after testing positive for COVID 19. isolation time can be cut shorter than seven days with a negative test if there are staffing shortages if there are staffing shortages so if you really need it you can go back if, if you really need to, you can go back to work in, in five to seven days. But if, if you don't really need with to. With a negative test, you can come back. Even though you had you may still have symptoms, that's we now know the, the government has. And that's, I'm not, I hate to sound like Alex Jones. The government, the government has come out and said, but the government has come out and said, now the PCR tests have enormous, enormous flaws in them. Mm -hmm. right? And those are the tests that people are relying on over the place. We already know that a lot of the take-home tests have a lot of flaws in them, a lot of issues with these things. So this is not a new thing no so two what do we got there lonesome lenny the uh the omicron and and covid are overwhelming the healthcare system it will they will the mayo clinic just also fired 700 unvaccinated workers yeah 
so there's that. I, yeah. We've also heard from our own stay what is it the and he's not the state surgeon general he's like the the fucking what, god damn it what, what's that guy's name he's always up with jansley and i can't remember his name but even he has said right mm-hmm. we we're fine we have the resources to handle everything that's going on here he said that mm-hmm. right and this is just to to his credit that was a little bit that was slightly before the Omicron variant, right? But since then, we have continued to fire unvaccinated nurses. Yeah. So if we are seeing a strain on our system, why are we continuing to fire unvaccinated nurses? Who may or may not mm. be able to prove that they have natural immunity. And at this point, right, there mm-hmm. seems to be indication. I mean, it's not for certain. It's not guaranteed. There seems to be indication that the Omicron variant doesn't really give a shit whether you're vaccinated or have had COVID before anyway. That's... It's willing to reinfect you yep. no matter what. That's a thing. So if there isn't a difference or if it doesn't really matter, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm not, those are too general, too qualifying. I'm not trying to belittle it any more than the general speculatory nature of it. That if you are telling me the Omicron variant has a not likelihood, not possibility, there is a, there's a potential that it, not even a potential, there's a, a distinct likelihood that it could break through your vaccination, your manufactured immunity or your natural immunity mm-hmm. doesn't really matter but you still can't work here because you're unvaccinated but we're going to allow people who are vaccinated who had the omicron variant come here while they're still having symptoms they're still symptomatic yeah, and they're going to come here right so what's what's better? if the staffing shortages are existing then what are we talking why are we manufacturing and i'm not saying these are all manufactured so that's i don't even want to say that because i don't want to bring that into question that oh you're saying that doesn't real why are we worsening by choice our staffing shortages because we refuse to acknowledge anything other than vaccination as the path forward through COVID-19, right? We have seen, this is a great breaking point for this, we have seen even the idea of pre-hospital treatment be completely shut out, mm-hmm. right? We talked about when I had COVID, when you had COVID, only, zero pre-hospital treatment, yeah, right? There's only we, one treatment it is, and that's get vaccinated or one ride course. it out. Or you can use medicines when you get to the hospital that's too late by that point, right? Mm-hmm. We have heard multiple doctors who, we've heard multiple doctors come out and say that the uses for hydroxychloroquine are really only effective in the beginning stages. And it's only very been, early stages. Only been approved for use yeah. once you're already in the hospital when it's too late. Yeah. So all of the arguments, right, the the opinions based off of the lack of results shown from their use in hospital, mm-hmm. right, is to be expected. It's too late. When you're in the hospital, it's too late to use hydroxychloroquine. So it would be expected that you would not see uh, benefit from it in the hospital when it's already too late. Yep. Right. It's 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 very similar to the, the you know Zycam with the the cold. Um, you remember that there was that. I'll read that comment in just a second. Um, yes. Um, when it first came out, if you start if you start feeling like you're coming down with a cold, you go get. I think it was Zycam, but it was like this big zinc type cold treatment that if you got it the minute you started to feel like a little off and you took some Zycam, your cold symptoms would be severely reduced and the 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 longevity of that cold would be shortened over time you'd have less of an impact and that's it seems to be that with any antiviral drugs any drugs out there because there's no such thing as an antiviral really um with any drugs that show antiviral properties, it always seems to be the case that the only time they're really effective is when early, early, early on in the stages. And that's, that's about it. Yes. So, 
Lonesome Lenny, the virus could have breakthrough element, but if you are vaccinated and boosted, the probability it would be mild. Yes. So that's, and this is the first thing to say about this, right? The first thing about all the talk about about COVID and, and the Omicron and, and, and the vaccine, we can talk and debate what scientists are talking about with these things. That's that's fine and dandy. I think we all probably should because I don't have great faith in our scientific leadership, we'll say, coming from the top down. So we should have those conversations. But that that's a separate conversation of whether or not you should be able to be fired for not having for not forcefully taking the medical treatment. Yes. The only place I can possibly see that being slightly different is in the healthcare realm. Because as a private employer, I would probably mandate to my employees that they're vaccinated for everything I can imagine because as a company I want as little liability from coming from my patients towards me as a business as possible. So I'm not going to let you work for me. If there's a possibility, you might accidentally give somebody something that's going to be a a death caused by the hospital. That's about the only time I can think of it. But that's, again, that's kind of a private practice thing. And that's right. I'm okay with it on that level. If that's what they decided in a fashion, but the other, but um, as far as the, yeah, if you're vaccinated, and or boosted at this point, it's not going to stop you from getting Omicron at this point. That's what it appears to be. However, when you get it, you will most likely have less of a, a bad time. You're not going to have such bad time because as in the case with most previous viral exposure or immunization, immune, immunized status, um, you will have a, a severely less impactful ride of a virus if you've already been exposed to it at some point in whether whether or not or vaccinated yes if you're if your immune system is had some exposure to it and has some relation to it even if it's a different variation on it it will still have something in the back of its mind it's seen it before right and i think dr malone i think it was dr malone talked about that a little bit in that that thing my other point would be two stage right First, that by all accounts, whether you're vaccinated or not, depending on your grouping, right? Because there are different risk factors based on your age. So by all accounts, whether you're vaccinated or not, the Omicron variant is much, much milder than the Alpha variant and by all means the Delta variant, right? The Delta variant was very intense. It was very virulent. It was a lot of people got it. And the Omicron variant seems to be much milder regardless of whether or not you are vaccinated. That does not dispute the point that you made. Mm -hmm. uh, That also Lonesome Larry made that if you're vaccinated and you're boosted, you're also likely to have uh, an easier time with it, right? My second point would be, and I have a study that I just sent you here that's actually from the National Institute of Health. So again, no one can be, and then we'll get to your next comment there, Larry. That so long as you, so this study seems to indicate and studies that have come out afterwards, that so long as you don't have serious comorbidities prior to getting COVID, you are likely to have a relatively easy time with COVID anyway. The serious and main indicator of whether or not you will get very sick or be hospitalized or die is based on your comorbidities, right? And so this study, and yet you can go down, yeah, you can show the results, right? I'll actually, I'll oh, there you go. Boom. Yeah, I'll pull it up and we can talk about it. Um, so 
It's a 454 patient study. Yes, a total of 454 patients were included in this study. 78 patients died, uh, patients' death due to COVID-19, consisting of 52 male and 26 female. So we can go through the ages and stuff like that. Range of ages between 18 and 85 years old. Highest mortality rate was over 60 years old, 35, followed by the age group of 45 to 59, which was 33, and the age group of less than 45, which was 10. The prevalent comorbidity was hypertension, 42%, cardiovascular disease, 30%, diabetes, 28%, and chronic kidney disease, 23%, malignancy, 15, obesity, 15, chronic liver disease, 7, respiratory disease, 6, related disease, 3.85, and non-traumatic cerebral infraction, 3.8. Okay. 41 or 52% of patients reported having two or more comorbidities. 37 or 47% only had one comorbidity. Well, yeah, because when you think about hypertension, that is generally a an add-on disease or well in the realms of the study it's an add-on comorbidity that you get from either um, heart disease diabetes you know kidney disease jeez yeah, chronic kidney disease you think we got a drinking problem in america maybe so <laughs> not only is it largely based off of your comorbidities yeah this study also seems to indicate that if you are under the age of 45 you also have a much much higher chance of being okay and that's a yeah. that's a relative term it's objective being okay with covid when you get it things happen people die things like that right but even when you're talking about children all the vast vast majority of children who have died from covid-19 have had serious comorbidities serious, serious. yeah comorbidities that's why almost no kids have died from this thing yes and that's why a lot of this and then we'll get to your next comment larry this a lot of the talk of especially around kids has started to be about kids that are hospitalized with covid and because of covid and they're yeah. now even the federal government is starting to draw these lines of well most of these kids are not being hospitalized with covid they're being hospitalized because of covid all right so let what me just next? read this here real quick yes um lonesome layer i'm staying low and waiting for the pfizer to release the covid oral medication in the next three months that is oh, i forget what they're trying to call it I can't remember, but yeah, I don't it's, know. it's coming. It's but, also uh, worth noting that that medication seems to do eerily similar things to ivermectin and other medications that are refusing to be studied mm -hmm. or even looked at by the federal government. Which so, is funny because Merck also was behind yes, creating. Held, I mean, the, patent, held the patent held as the long patent. as they could on ivermectin. Yes. Um, but then it says, I'm 73, had 45 rounds of radiation for a cancer issue, a double hip replacement, and also low platelets. I am very concerned and have been... Ooh, hibernating since COVID started. And Lonesome Larry, I'm going to go ahead and just say with that list of right. uh, what you would call comorbidities, I don't blame you. No. And at all. Nor would I. Nor would I question no. your choice to be vaccinated. You are prime double vaccinated, to be hanging boosted, out. And waiting for the drug. I don't yep. doubt. And that's, that's, why I, that's why I'm speaking so heavily on the comorbidities aspect and especially the age, right? And I'm yeah. not hating on you, Larry, because you're... You have lived a long life, and that's it certainly should not end because it's not long enough. You're only mm -hmm. 73 years old, right? That's still an immense amount of time left to live in your life, even with all of these, all of the other things that you've experienced, right? I'm not by any means limiting that. My only, my, not my only point, but the point that we're making here, like Colin said, is that these things should not be dictating whether or not people keep or lose their jobs, especially mm -hmm. when they're so inconsistent logically across the board, you know? But that's when... That's when it comes down to that, that ultimate question. What if it saves one life? Because it does. 
does. It obviously has, and it does. It also has taken a lot for other reasons, obviously. But and that's so why that's the problem things... with societal level changes right. and societal level mandates. Um, Lonesome Larry, Lenny, Lonesome Lenny. I'm Lenny. Larry. I've been calling him Larry sorry. this whole time. Weird. What sorry, the fuck, my man? bad. <laughs> I'm sorry, Lonesome about that, Lenny. Lenny. I thought he he told me your name yeah. was Larry. Just you be careful out there. You got you got a lot on your plate there. Yeah. That's, thanks for watching, by the way. We're here for you. We feel you, and I sub. I a thousand percent support your decision and all of those things. And I support your right to do it. A thousand Amen. percent. You know, and I don't, you're here. Like Colin said, I appreciate you being here. I, the last thing that I want is anything bad to happen to you. You have a right just as much as anybody else to live and to be happy and to do anything that you want. So long as you yeah. aren't interfering with anybody else's rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And isn't that ultimately the most complicated part about all of this, right? Is that we, ideologically i feel like we almost have it slightly easier than most people that try to really weigh it out and try to play the authoritarian game of what is and isn't good for everybody the best for everybody if you will um because as a liberty liberty-minded person you have to have some kind of laissez-faire attitude on human life and the the concept that it's the other people's lives aren't mine to protect necessarily unless um, I am infringing on their own rights and so on and so forth. So it really adds nuance to that, to the reality of a, you know, let me do what I want to attitude. Because there are real life fallouts. I mean, let's let's be real. There are, even when this thing first started, there were a lot of people, especially elderly people that had a lot of comorbidities that were going to not make it if covid was allowed to run its course yeah whether or not we could stop it is up for debate but um but the minute it was i mean there was a certain number of people that were going to die period full stop and that's it's tragic but it's also a statistic you know what what is that they used to say that one death is a tragedy a million is a, as a, a statistic. statistic yeah you know at a certain point being cold and callous about something that is not going to go away is kind of going to be probably the best way to go forward because as much as you'd like to stop that oncoming train wreck, there's only so much you can do to stop it. It's going to happen. Right. And it's at this point that I think the real discussion starts, right? Mm -hmm. Is when you are, have accepted these things and you're then trying to move forward because those are moral and not even just positional differences. They're like uh, what are what are like like principal differences, you know, on whether or not, and it's it's I'm not judging anybody and wouldn't judge anybody either way because <laughs> because because it's just a difference in in people, but it's a principal difference on whether or not you want to focus on, like you said, the one person or the mass, right? Mm -hmm. And that's when the real discussions come into play. I think um, that's really funny. I don't know if you, maybe you I could am, see that a little better. I am lucky to have worked and made enough to retire and have a good life. Your channel is very informative and enjoyable. Thank you. Thank you, Lenny. Thank you very much. I mean that genuinely. So this way you, you can actually read all those things. Here. I'm a huge fan. I'm, yeah. No, I'm here for it. I'd be interested um, if you stay around, if you're willing to share what you did for, for a living and what you retired from. Um, but other than that, we'll, we'll continue on. Yeah, God. We'll Just in that one here. comment you put in there, man, there's there's a there's a lot of stories, I guarantee you, hidden in your life. Now I'm really I interested like this guy a lot. Here, right? <laughs> we like you a lot, Lenny. Thank you for joining Lenny. us today. Yeah, so um, it does, as, as Lenny brought up, we have the 
the different drugs, the antivirals uh, that are being brought up now, right? And some of the things that I was talking about earlier were some of the different pre-hospital treatments that have been not only not overlooked. used, they've been overlooked, they've been demonized. completely shunned, demonized, right? In the and case I'm of not... monoclonal antibodies, purposely withheld. Yes, and that's a, that's definitely on this list, right? Um, ivermectin is one of those things. Hydroxychloroquine, we already talked about. There is a slew mm-hmm. of drugs in India being used, hydroxychloroquine, yeah. or ivermectin, I think, and hydroxychloroquine being one of those things that they handed out to a whole gang of people just to help them not get COVID-19. Now, that um, was... The info from that one, right? It was Dr. Malone, I believe, that was talking about those yes. things in Uttar Pradesh yes. being handed out. Basically, the vaccine presence has been very, very minimal in there. So they've been handing out these packages of like, okay, things to take if you start to feel like you get sick. And then, but like the ultimate package of what those, what that overall cocktail of drugs was is still unknown it was to us it was hidden after, by yes go yes, ahead, go after, ahead. I'm sorry, I didn't you know. always do like the nefarious political meetings way better than i can after <laughs> joe biden had a meeting with narendra modi who's the prime minister of india they had a discussion on what the drugs were because that's i believe what this whole meeting was supposed to be about is just the way that they were tackling it in india right yeah. in this particular province in the state i think is even called in india yeah. um Udar Pradesh. Uh, Pradesh, yeah and and after that meeting, it was decided that that list of drugs should not be revealed to anybody. Don't tell anybody. No one should know what that list of drugs was that's being used successfully, might we add, in India to help people per- yeah. seemingly successfully to help seemingly. people prevent from getting COVID-19. Different variants are going to come. Things are going to happen mm-hmm. up until now. It seems to have been successful in helping people prevent getting yeah. COVID-19. And but all I'm saying, no man. one is, but we do know some of the drugs just from different leaks and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. We do know that ivermectin is one of those drugs. Um, like I said, I believe hydroxychloroquine is one of those drugs. Yeah. I know ivermectin for sure, but the entire list, we don't know. No. Um, the idea of nasal rinses has been completely washed out, which I think is interesting. I'm going to have, st- I'm going to high five Steven Crowder for a second, right? Because neti pot. No, because through this whole Certainly for the last year, mm-hmm. he has been talking about a nasal rinse that he uses consistently. Like he does it every day. Nasal, and that's right? not neti pot. No. Okay. It's a different thing that he bought. I don't remember what it's called. He's talked about it a bajillion times. And that's for anybody who's like, oh, conservatives, blah, blah, blah. We've shat on Stephen Crowder a million times, right? Still love But him. high five Stephen Crowder for a second. He has been talking about these nasal rinses he's been doing at least for a year. And I believe he said since COVID started, he's been doing it, right? We saw... The saga on his show of people testing positive for COVID, his wife testing positive for COVID, his parents, him sleeping in the same, reportedly, because none of us were at his house, reportedly sleeping in the same bed of his wife and continually testing negative for COVID. Mm-hmm. I'm not a doctor. I'm not saying this works, right? But Dr. Malone mentioned that this was one of the things that was being erased almost from mm-hmm. the idea of pre-hospital treatment was this particular nasal rinse. Even Dr. Uh, Dr. McCullough talked about, he talked about like Baynax and shit like that, that you could dilute down and essentially snort and spit out of your mouth. If you knew you had been in contact with someone with COVID and it would clear out your sinuses and disinfect them and then move on with your day. So very interesting. Very interesting. Right. Very interesting. And it does not surprise me in the least considering where COVID likes to come in and hang out in the nasal phalanx and your nasal passages your and, and shit. Yes. And all of that. And thankfully now the Omicron doesn't like to head down to the in lungs, gut. which is nice. Oh, in the lungs, um, yes. And so it's mostly just throat up. Sore throat and when you, and when you like think that. about yeah. like, okay, so you get some kind of viral presence in that area. Let's say just even with the neti pot, just for an example, just cause I know that 
I know how that one works, right? You know, you spray it up one nostril and it goes through your whole thing and then comes out the other nostril and you're, you're running essentially a saline solution that's salted in there. So you're helping salt still to this day, it kills most things. Yes. Most things don't like to be super dry when you add sodium to it. And so it helps. I use it all the time to just clear out my nasal passages because I have nasty, nasty post-nasal drip all the time. Um, <gasps> Officer Brian replied to me. Oh my God. What did he say? So I'm just saying, I'm not you, surprised you, it don't you work. Finish up and we'll get I'm just saying, it. I'm just a, saying, I would not be surprised if something like that worked out pretty well because we have a virus that likes to live in that portion of your sinus situation. And if there's a way that you can, at least in some percentage, help clear it out, that would be a good thing. Yes. I could see it working out pretty well. Yes. So what did Officer Brian say? So we'll, we'll, we'll get to that, right? Okay. Because we've talked about this kind of thing. We can move on to the second portion, which is... Are so Officer Brian's comments make sense later in the show. That's why you're holding off to him. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. We're going to move on to the next portion of COVID now, right? We've talked about Omicron. We've talked about over Christmas, the the things happening, mm -hmm. um, horrific travel delays, at least to coincide with some of the changes in the opinion of the government and the corporate media. Ooh. If it's a narrative, why does it matter? They're late to the game. Okay. So, excuse me. The second portion I'm going to call, this is not about health. It's right? not about health. This is not about health. We're talking about government infringements now. Yes. We're moving to the government side. So yeah. as these things start to not make sense, because a lot of this is very logical, people are having issues with it. There's continued issues between the Democrats and the or the education unions, the teachers unions, you know, oh, um, yeah. on the inconsistencies in the guidelines. The teachers don't want to go back. They don't want to go back. Some of them do. Some of them don't. The kids want to go back to school. When they go back to school, they can't fucking eat lunch next to each other. They have to sit six feet away. Or outside. Outside and six feet away from each other. They, it's escalated. Are, there's testing. There's testing to go back. There's all these different protocols throughout the different states that are inconsistent in some cases with CDC guidelines. Yes. Which begs the question why the teachers union is able to dictate teachers union in turn i don't want to blame it on the teachers union because people are just going to all conservatives but the individual districts and potentially in turn the teachers unions are able to dictate different health authorities or different health guidelines for the cdc is yeah. even though you can lose your job because of what the cdc is doing you can all this shit right but the teachers union in the different districts been, get to make up their own yeah. decisions on how they're going to handle things. Even though we've now seen kids aren't really having that, there's now government-approved information that tells you kids are relatively okay with it. They don't, you know, they're being sent to the hospital not because of COVID, but with COVID. So it's so all ridiculous. Teachers, I all can't the teachers not have laugh. to be vaccinated because they're federal employees, and if they aren't, then they're a contractor for the district. If you go to work for the district, you have to be vaccinated. So if you work for a school, you're vaccinated and boosted, mm -hmm. right? Because teachers are given priority in the vaccinations and the boosters. Oh yeah, right. So you're fully you're fully boosted. All of the kids over five years old can now get COVID nineteen shots, and so your vast majority of them, uh, most of the schools, if you want to play sports, you have to have the vaccine. If you want to do any of these other things, you have to have the vaccine already. What are we talking about? I don't, I don't know. That's the problem. So what, right? Why is the teachers' the te union because the decisions? teachers' union from day one has <laughs> been the most powerful outside voice to the government and to the CDC. That has been the because children are the future. Children are our future. Yes. The teachers are the most important heroes to all of America because because they're bringing up our young next generation of. Um, <laughs> the South Park pandemic special. Thank you, yes. H. Toro. Yes. Um, <laughs> which has been just perfect. Um, 
But if there's been one outside group of people that have had an outsized influence on government policy, it has been the teachers' unions. Don't ask me why, other than the fact that the children are the future and they're our most precious gift to the world. But let me tell you that's why. what they've been able to do. You've we've talked about it since fucking day one, Donovan. Yes. The teachers unions have paved their own path throughout BRB, this entire BRB. thing. BRB. We'll be BRB. BRB. We'll be BRB. back. BRB for BRB? Um, I would say BRB because I need I feel like I should grab more beers. Are you it's, drinking beers? Yeah, yeah, I'm drinking beers. I'm almost done with this one. So. Halfway. Um, Softy. I'm talking, bro. I, <laughs> I'm always jamming. How here. dare you? So, so po- my response would be, this is not about health. It's not. This is not about health. Nope. In this particular instance, it could very well be about uh, political funding because the teachers' union is an enormous, enormous political funder for, Massive. The, Demo- for the Democratic uh, Committee. Um mm-hmm. So, one of the next one, unvaccinated nurses, something we talked about before, mm-hmm. right? If this is really about health, then why are we firing unvaccinated nurses who may or may not have uh, natural immunity, even though now the Omicron variant may or may not even care about your immunity? Why are we allowing nurses who are positive for COVID or symptomatic for COVID to come back to work and treat patients? If the patients are our focus and that's why we're firing the unvaccinated workers, why are we letting the positive, the COVID positive nurses come back to work? That seems weird, yeah. right? So we should have never allowed two plus two equals five to exist. Yes. Because that's what that shit is. Um, we have non-negotiated pricing and liability waivers for the COVID vaccines, right? Mm-hmm. We, I don't remember which doctor it was that talked about. I don't know the exact numbers. I should have looked them up before I got here. That was my own mistake of why is the COVID vaccine that was completely funded by taxpayer dollars, mm-hmm. right? Oh, Pfizer turned down taxpayer money, Right. All of the vaccines are being purchased with taxpayer money, all of these things, mm-hmm. right? Why is Pfizer allowed to make hardly any profit at all off of this COVID vaccine that now needs to be spread to everybody, right? I, I, so I guess before I make that point, I'd have to know the exact cost of the vaccine because all, all of this is, is paid for with taxpayer money. Right, mm-hmm. the the research and everything like that, and I don't. Well, and are we getting it at market value? Or are we getting it at, at cost? No. Like, what's the deal? We're getting it at the price that Pfizer has decided that exactly. It costs. And so, if yeah, what what is that cost? Right. How do they factor in? I mean, how do they factor into any drug? But obviously, who knows? So we also have, in many cases, the vaccine and the antibodies in particular, right? Mm -hmm. We have a focus on an equitable distribution of these two products, Yeah. right? If this is about health, why is equity at the forefront of this battle? Why are we not just getting it to everybody that we can at one time? We need to instead make sure that it's an equitable distribution. We have anecdotal cases. We may be able to find an article, I don't know if you want to look Mm -hmm. it up, of people being denied antibodies because they aren't in particular minority groups. Of, of right? say, which the of monoclonal, monoclonal antibody treatments because they aren't in particular minority groups hmm. because they have to ensure that an equitable distribution of these supplies is being done, right? This is anecdotal. I'm not, I'm not saying this is happening a thousand percent, but there, are, and I'm not in that. I'm not trying to sow disinformation or claim anything false, right? Only to say that we do have anecdotal accounts of people being denied monoclonal antibody treatments because they don't fit into particular minority groups. There, And we've seen equity. I mean, they've, they've been talking about it at the federal level since day one, that equity is the forefront of all policies. All policies. 
You know, we've seen Jen Psaki talk about it in reference to the Pfizer vaccine, to the COVID vaccines, the way they're being distributed, the way the monoclonal antibodies are being distributed. Equitable. It's all equitable. It's equitable, right? Why are we not putting it out to the people who need it the most or where the highest request is, right? Oh, you know. You can't force people to get the vaccines. So why would you send it to, and this is based off of, I don't know the exact numbers, right? But by minority status or ethnic status black people seem to be the most hesitant to get the vaccine right there's a large portion of black people that aren't getting the vaccine still even as it rages on so why are we continuing to focus equity on people who are in minorities if the minorities are largely not wanting the vaccine itself because equity tells them they have to and if that's what they're going to do then that's what they're going to do it's it's not about health this is not about health yeah right we have the vaccine mandates and the illogical testing protocols. We've talked about that already, right? Where there are a lot of places are, you have to be tested once a week. I think it's at Starbucks now that you have to be tested once a week if you work there. And what's, you, a, what's the point in testing me once a week? But you still have to be vaccinated too. Uh, I believe that's the case. Yes. Yeah. So you're vaccinated. And even so prior to that, right? Even, even then, even with that, even with being vaccinated and tested once a week, that doesn't make any fucking sense. It especially doesn't make it. And I get COVID tomorrow. I can work for six fucking days with with COVID before you test me again. Yep. What are we talking about? That it's doesn't not, make any sense. It's not about health. It doesn't make any sense. And especially no. when you're talking about something like Omicron, that for if you are vaccinated and boosted, like like Lenny said, right? You have a super mild case of Omicron. Maybe you just have a tickle in the back of your throat. You don't even mm-hmm. really feel like you're sick. You're like, man, I slept like shit last night. I'm just tired, you yeah. know? Or just be straight up 100% and, asymptomatic. And people are, this is totally case by case, but some people are, are can be dishonest about their symptoms. You know, they don't want to miss work. They don't want to this, or they just are like, oh, I'm, I said, I'm just tired. You know, I know. So I'm unwilling to chalk it up to something else because oh, I'm just tired. I'm just tired. It's, it's mm-hmm. fine. Or the opposite. You know? And so, so if you're talking about something that has light symptoms already, and mm-hmm. then if you're vaccinated, even further light symptoms, and it's easier to get than all the other variants were, you can now go to work, test negative one day, go to the grocery store, some shit like that, get COVID, go to work for six days, mm-hmm. think you have a tickle in your throat or whatever, maybe a day or two, you know, runny nose, it's the middle of winter, we just got fucking seven inches of snow for the last two weeks, right? You got a runny nose, that's pretty normal, that's pretty standard, yep. so... What are we talking about? That doesn't make any sense, right? All of this, this is not about health. This is a push towards all these things have been a push towards vaccines. This is the way to go is to get this vaccine. This is what you want to do mm -hmm. is get the vaccine, right? We're not going to talk about pre-hospitalization treatments. We're not going to talk about different ways to prevent it, right? Because now even the masks, the masks that we've been told to wear for the last two years, they say in the cloth masks, well, they probably aren't that good. Finally. Cloth masks probably aren't that good. Word. Cloth masks probably aren't that good. You should be wearing a surgical mask, two masks maybe, or an N95, because an N95 is going to do the job. Yeah. What are we talking about? You there... just told people for two fucking years to wear a cloth mask, keep it in your car, wash all the time, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And it's now, better than I, nothing, they said. Right? And now it's... What are you talking about? Leanna went on CNN and saying it's just a facial decoration. A facial decoration. So, which is like, well, yeah, that was my argument from the get-go. But regardless, um, what are we let me about? ask you this, right? Because when, when, when it comes to a place like Starbucks, right, or another big box store, big corporation, whatever Costco. it is, Costco, that I is know. is jumping the gun. I don't know if Costco. I'm pretty I sure know, they are. I just know um, If these companies are creating their own vax mandates and then literally 
taking on the burden of firing people or laying them off or doing whatever they're doing. Like Delta? To, to, yes, like Delta. Cut down their workforce they had to, go to do all this thing, right? <laughs> they're Only doing do all the things that are very contradictory to to keeping that bottom line where it, where it should be, you know, on a business perspective. Hospitals? Why is it? Well, hospitals, yeah. But why is it like a company like Starbucks would choose to say you have to be fully vaccinated and you have to test once a week. Why Why are they playing that game with their own bottom line? They're losing money on it because obviously the, the one in Kingston that I go to way too much, um, shouldn't be going to Starbucks at all because Starbucks is a bad company that has bad values and that's fine. Um, but the convenience is an asshole. But you, why is it that I go by there sometimes and they're, they're not opening until nine due to staffing shortages or they, they don't, they don't have this menu item, this menu item, this menu item because of staffing shortages and overall, you know, all good shortages are essentially a, a, a downstream effect of a staffing shortage, right? But why is it that they're so okay with that? They are losing money. I don't know if they are. I don't think that bottom line is going from black to red, but there are they're definitely losing money because they're not operating certain hours anymore. There is a staffing shortage. Why is it that these companies with no legal ramifications, they're not subject to anything. Nothing is official right now. The the Biden vax mandate that we everyone's been so worried about that's going Still through the court system the right courts. now. Why is it that they, they adopt the policy to begin with if they know it hurts the bottom line and if they thought for two seconds about it, doesn't make any common sense to them? And Why are we mandating vaccinations and mandating tests at this point? You're saying that you must get vaccinated, but we know it doesn't work enough. So we need you to be, we need to know that you don't have COVID. So we need you to test constantly. At that point, the, the, the vaccine portion of it is superfluous because the minute you got the Rona anyways, you're not going to work. But I, I don't know. I just, I just don't get it because it doesn't make sense anyway. It makes sense on a government level because they get to exercise power. They get to seize more power. That makes sense to me. From a business standpoint, it doesn't make sense to me unless... I don't know. They're they're worried about regulation that might come down on them, so they're trying to play ball so that regulations don't get passed. But the regulations are already on their way down. I don't know why they would be seeing these things right now. I don't I know was, why we're seeing this happen. I, I really would. don't. It doesn't make sense financially. It doesn't make sense uh, as far as just logistics of running a successful business because you can't count on anybody to fucking be there. You can't count on product to be there. I don't get this. Why are people like, like Starbucks doing that when there's zero legal ramifications for them not doing it? And I would say... Like, it's not about health, but what right, is that about? Right. Is that about um, social credit? Is that social credit score at that's work? That's the only thing I can think of immediately, but that feels like too simple of an answer. Right. Um, but the, I, the social... Because we haven't even named social credit score yet. It might be happening, but... Starbucks goes in particular. Yeah. Um, it seems like the social pressure could be a real thing. Yeah, Star Starbucks, Starbucks has always a, been real, real lefty, socially, real woke. Aware. You know, um, <laughs> I and that. so I would lefty not, woke, socially aware. I would not be surprised if that was an aspect of it. Um, mm -hmm. 
they could see. I mean, you got Starbucks stores that are unionizing right now, so you, oh yeah, you could see employee pushback if they aren't willing to put in particular yeah. uh, policies. You know, yeah. um, like I said, it feels like too simple of an answer. For I don't know though be because thing, but I don't the really... so, the easiest answer in this case is probably the best answer because they're not because... receiving government subsidy. You no, know? so it's not like it's that they don't have any. I mean, I'm sure they have some government contracts. I mean, they make crazy. Yeah. You know, so I would I would hate um, to even imagine what their profit line is because I know it's going to be ridiculous when you charge that much for a cup of coffee. Mind you, you carry some of the best benefit packages to your part-time employees that has ever been heard of throughout employment ever. Paying for schooling, so and that's stuff like that. Yeah. That's legit, but. I just I don't get it, and like, like you said, the easiest answer is socially. It's and illogical. If that's and that's I think my what biggest. is that rule that something razor Hanlon's razor maybe it's like the Occam's the one razor. the one that uh, the answer that seems like it takes the least amount of assumptions is probably the the correct one. It's like well yeah, yeah I don't have to assume anything. I mean they've proven to us as a society they're a very socially aware company that acts on that regardless of their financial endeavors i mean yeah. we've we've seen it happen over the last few years for multiple reasons so i guess that does kind of make sense but but i just <laughs> seems I like a really say, bad a I would really bad business idea but how probably, much money are they making it's probably they for can the afford same, it probably for the same reason that they do the rainbow flag thing during pride month yeah. you know there's no a lot business, of people do there's no real business incentive for you to do that you know, you're not yeah. who you're going to lose money because you don't put a rainbow flag for your emblem on fucking Twitter for a month. Really? You yeah. Do you think so? Probably not. You know, not before every company was doing it. Now that yeah. every company does it, you might because they're going to notice it. But you still have companies like BMW and whatever that aren't doing it in countries like Saudi Arabia. Yeah, that's very so true. So it's only... Um, Happy employees, dedicated employee. That's right. Costco has an excellent employment and health pack. Yeah, they do. Costco's legit, bro. I can attest that. I work for a small business. I'm a very happy employee, and that's, you know, I work very hard because I my company deserves it. I get I get compensated well, and not just monetarily, but in a bunch of different ways. My company treats me very well, so I'm gonna work as hard as I can while I'm there. You know, my uh, my cousin worked for Costco for a long time while he was trying to become a firefighter. Around here, you know, you want to be a firefighter, you volunteer at a firehouse for eight to 10 years before you can get a spot you know get a chance to do the thing and so that's what he did and he worked at costco the whole time i that's when i first learned about what kind of company costco is to work for we're about to hire a dude that works at costco <gasps> so obviously they don't treat him as good as they do uh, yeah small business hard to be yeah a small business, it is you know? it's it's hard to beat yeah my prior employment facility so um I think that's the last thing I have on this particular list. But the next thing that we can go to as far as this is not about health, right, is a mm-hmm. local thing. And this is the thing that came up last night. And this is why I saved Officer Brian's comments, right? So I think I received three different messages about this yesterday. And the first time I was like, oh, yeah, I'll look into that. You know, I'll see what's up. And then the second time I saw it, I was like, okay, maybe I should... Looking into that a little bit more seriously. And the third time I saw it, I was like, okay, so there's probably some. Okay, now I need to look at it right now. So there is. Drop what I'm doing. Chapter 246-100 of the Washington State Code, right? Before Um, you jump into that, why don't you do a quick social plug? Ah, yes, because my my alarm is going to go off in 3 minutes, 37 seconds. Oh, perfect. So 
Yes, before we get to this, I do want to thank everybody, obviously, for joining us on the YouTube today. We have our YouTube at Salted Streets. We have our Instagram at Salted Streets. We have our Facebook, fuck Facebook at Salted Streets. We have our saltofstreets.com where you can follow, find all of this information. We have our own personal social media. I am at Salt of the Street on Twitter and at alpaca underscore Donovan on Instagram. Colin is a big bird alfie on both those things. We also have our Patreon. You can go and sign up. We have multiple tiers there. We put out our salty newsletter at the end of the month that has articles written by Colin and I collectively. We have our Discord, obviously, where all these things go to as well. If you need a haircut in the local area, go to Swell Blended. He has fantastic work. If you need a skateboard, go to another location, skate shop. It's a fantastic spot for the community. Our wives do things as well. Colin's wife is Lexi Kayo on Twitch, and my wife is at Leggings and Aprons on Instagram for the baking. And I believe that that is everything. SaltedStreets.com for all this information. So you can go there and you can find all of our past episodes, uh, some of the videos and stuff like that. YouTube, obviously, I believe that I said that. Thank you, everybody, for joining us here. Okay, so now stop and start. Do that. So... By the way, before uh, you get into this, I should just tell you, Carolina hooked me up big time, hooked us both up. If you are going to go to the bathroom or go outside and grab beers, she left the podcast going in the living room with the volume turned up, oh so you could, I can hear it I the whole that. time. We can stay on track. So that. There you so, go. <laughs> that's really funny. Shout so, out Lexi. She's awesome. So there exists a Washington State Code 246-100 that has to do... With a lot of different stuff. Um, let's see the purpose. I'll pull up the HTML and we'll read the purpose of it. Right. The following rules and regulations are adopted under the authority of Chapter 43.20 RCW to protect the health and well-being of the public by controlling communicable and certain other diseases. So these codes here um, currently do not apply to COVID-19. They apply to a lot of other infectious diseases. Um, HIV is mentioned in here a lot. Um so a lot of other communicable disease, obviously Ebola, things like that, mm-hmm. right? So there is to be a meeting, and I'll look up and see if I can find where this meeting is. Meeting. Uh, January 12th, 9.30 till 3.30, the Washington State Board of Health will discuss applying current infectious diseases, Washington Act of Code, to do, include Washington, COVID-19 for all Washington State residents. So it looks like it's going to be probably a Zoom hearing yeah. um, on the 12th that people can attend. There is going to be public comment, I believe, available. Comments must on this must be made by Friday, January 7th at noon, which is today. Um, yesterday. So Jan 7th. Yesterday. Yeah. So... I know every day is January 6th, but... Uh, yeah, that's but... <laughs> right. Every day is January 6th. So we'll see whether or not um, I wasn't able to go on there and make a public comment. So we'll see whether or not those are still open. Yeah. Um, the last time we had one of these uh, for the Kitsap County health problem, when we were talking about the... the, the... Kitsap County, yeah. And this is the state board. This but... is the state. Yes, oh, yeah. This is the state Because even with Kitsap County, though, on the more local level, like you actually had to like write a specific email and send that at that specific address. And then they did a good job actually going through them. I was very happy about that. So I wonder what that process is going to look like for the state. And then, uh, because there obviously won't be an actual Zoom comment, I would imagine, unless a a few are handpicked and prearranged. It looks like HIV and AIDS is the only disease that is explicitly mentioned in this. Um, Which is interesting for when it came out. Yeah, so this law has been active since 2003. And mm-hmm. Colin and I were going back and forth trying to figure out why 2003, why 2003. So the best that I can surmise is that it would be 
in response to the AIDS pandemic of the 80s and 90s. But that's very late. So I don't know. I don't know why that would be. The timeline of it doesn't make very much sense to me. But there are obviously several. There was a different... SARS outbreak, 2002, 2004. So that may be what it is, right? So. Yeah, t November 2002 to May 2004. Um, so that totally makes sense because we, when you think about it, like I. Even I hadn't graduated high school at that point, right? Yes. I, my level of, of exposure to all this was basically uh, nothing at that point in time. I had other things going on. I was in high school. You were basically in diapers, for God's sake. <laughs> I was in the third grade in 2003. So I was fucking eight years old. So just out of the diapers. Just out of the not, diapers. Not really. Okay. Jesus. So what we're going to read you, what I'm going to read you, this mm. is for YouTube. This is for everybody. I'll show you here on my phone. It'll I'm going to pull that up real moment. quick. Yep. So this is from the Washington State website, .gov. This is the Washington Code 246-100-040. This is the procedures for isolation or quarantine, right? This is dash zero four zero. Zero four zero, and then the other one is. We'll open that up there. Yes. Um, so this is one of the one of the big ones, right? This is one of the big concerns that people have here. So I'll read this to you, and we will go over it as we go through it. So this is the procedures for isolation or quarantine, and. The reason we're bringing this up is, like I said, there's going to be a public meeting next week for the Washington State Board of Health to discuss expanding this law to cover COVID-19, right? So imagine all of these things applying to COVID-19. And then we have a message from Officer Brian that we'll read on here. Um, I didn't ask him beforehand, but I didn't imagine that he would have an issue with me relaying this information. He knows what we're doing. So He's a public employee, bro. Yeah, he just FOIA request of our, our conversation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll, I'll FOIA request my DMs with Brian, and then we'll know for sure that we can talk about it on the show. <laughs> Oh my god, that's so stupid. You know what's funny is Brian would get a kick out of that yes. comment. <laughs> and that's you have to be so government. To, <laughs> you have to be so inside baseball to think that's funny. That's so stupid. We are Ugh. so old. Good god. Lenny got that joke. Lenny thought it was funny. Yeah, Lenny. So, Lenny, okay. Lenny was there. So, procedure <laughs> Lenny was there. That's another shirt. Lenny was there. That's it. Lenny, if this is your first show, we come up with a lot of shirts, man, and that might be one of them. Lenny was there. Damn it. So, this is the procedures for isolation or quarantine. And this is, okay, let's just start here. At his or her sole discretion, a local health officer may issue an emergency detention order causing a person or group of persons to be immediately detained for purposes of isolation or quarantine in accordance with subsection 3 of this section, or may petition the Superior Court ex parte for an order to take the person or group of persons into involuntary detention for purposes of isolation or quarantine in accordance with subsection 4 of this section, provided that he or she, so let's take a break here. Right, it's section by section. The first one says that the health officer has Lenny the says authority. this is his first show. That's there you go. We're happy to have you here, Lenny. The health officer, if you live in Washington State, this is a concern for you, Lenny. Even at 73, even staying home, even being by yourself. This is a concern for everybody here. This is a concern for all of our personal liberties, for all of our freedoms. Right? It's very important. This first section says that at at his or her sole discretion, a local health officer may issue an emergency detention order causing a person or group of persons to be immediately detained for purposes of isolation or quarantine. A health officer can write up a letter indicating... What's a health officer? Somebody who works for the Washington State Board of Health. Apparently. It's just a state worker. Somebody who works for the Board of Health. 
is able to we actually there's a definitions page so we can actually look up what the definition okay. of health officer you keep is reading, I'll keep, I'll look okay that excellent so what that means the first part right that they can put it out in order that says that you need to be in isolation or quarantine right the second portion says that if you don't then they can also petition a court to get a court order to forcibly i'm sorry let's use the real words to involuntarily mm-hmm. move you to an isolation or quarantine facility right yep it doesn't say facility persons into involuntary detention for purposes of isolation or quarantine in accordance with subsection four. So involuntary detention is probably not going to be in your house. It could be, they could, they could lock could you be. in your house and put guards outside. I don't know. Or just it's, weld you in like the Chinese did. Or weld you in like the Chinese or take you to a COVID camp and just COVID. I'm not even going to use that term anymore. That's terrible. That's a right wing <laughs> term. That's a fucking, I'm not going to do that, but put you into a quarantine camp. Like we've seen in Australia, like we've seen in other countries mm-hmm. and allow you to sit there until they decide that you can come out. Right. Yeah. So, so Lenny says uh, I'm in Massachusetts, 50 miles south of Boston. Oh, so, uh, so it's already you're already there. You're bro. out there. Okay, you're, you're, you're already there. Okay. So, <laughs> this is provided that he or she continuing provided that he or she has first made re- reasonable efforts, which shall be documented to obtain voluntary compliance with requests for medical examination, testing, treatment, counseling, vaccination, vaccination decontamination of persons or animals right isolation quarantine and inspection and closure of facilities or has determined in his or her professional judgment that seeking voluntary compliance would create a risk of serious harm what is serious so you have to do all these things unless you in your professional opinion as a health officer of the board of health of washington washington state has decided that it's too much of a harm for you to put in to do any of that work so now you can go to the court and you can request that court order because it's going to be too dangerous for you to try and ask me to do it anyway. If you've decided that I'm, mm-hmm. this is a series of, uh, of situations of circumstances, yeah. right? If you have decided like many people have, if you are a supporter of January 6th, a, a poor orchard man was just arrested yesterday for connection to January 6th, just happened, was just arrested. Right? Yeah. So if you're an extremist, we put you on the list, right? If maybe yeah. you put out an objectionable content, if yeah. we know if we deem you are an extremist you own a lot of guns because you because you have to register them all with the state right if we know that you hold these political views and we know that you have a lot of firearms and we know because you're posting on facebook all the time that you don't agree with vaccination and uh you know let's go brandon all this shit it might be dangerous for us to come to your house and ask you to come with us with a police officer there in accordance with the medical detentions that exist currently let's take a break see what officer brian has to say <sighs> Okay. You did that on purpose. So, I said, can you tell me exactly what a medical detention is and how someone would find themselves in that circumstance? Mm-hmm. Officer Brian says. So, there's a couple of different types. Some, a medical professional can deem a person isn't capable of taking care of themselves or they are violating terms of their release from the hospital. Okay. So, then they write up an affidavit, an affidavit and get a doctor to sign it, which they can show us. And before the new law, we could forcibly detain the person to get them to the hospital. Right. So it was just during COVID that they changed the law that you can't use force. I'm sure in response to, uh, yeah. Abolish the police, right. Uh, all the George Floyd protests, all that shit, right. Removal of power from the police. Now we're not allowed to use force and putting someone in handcuffs is considered force. So we're not allowed to do that anymore. So Mm. it's called detention, but so good God. Yes. That's why it's called arresting someone because arrest is an actual thing. You're being arrested from your, your life. You're, you're being hemmed up, if you will. 
the bastardization of terms throughout this whole I'm asking Officer Brian, is there any other way someone would end up um, being placed in detention? Any other reason? Mm. Any other reason someone would be being placed in detention? Would oh, be because because that was it. That's all he said. Medical detention because that's all that he said. That's okay. the last of what he said. So now I'm asking: Is there any other reason someone someone would be placed in medical detention? Yeah, because it sounds like if you are released from a hospital for f- shit, I don't even know what the terms could be for violating your terms of their release from the hospital. Well, it must have something to do with the overarching laws of public health, where. Let's say you go to the hospital because you have a communicable ex, you know, uh, um, you have a communicable infectious disease um, that the government is aware of, and they want to, you know, stop the spread of or whatever it is. Um, they they say the hospital has to hold you there, and then hospitals aren't great at keeping people there if yeah. they don't want to be there. So then they leave, and so then the health officer gets involved. They go to your house, they pick you up, and they bring you back to isolation. Maybe. I don't know. So I'm just this, trying to make it make right, sense. Right. So this is the next section, that first part about um, or has determined in his or her professional judgment that seeking voluntary compliance would risk a, would create a risk of serious harm. That was A, right? These are the things mm-hmm. that the health officer has to do. B, has reason to believe that the person or group of persons is or is suspected to be infected with, exposed to, or contaminated with a communicable disease or chemical, biological, or radiological agent that could spread to or contaminate others if remedial action is not taken. That's B, right? Which means not only... It's what if. Like they said, right? If a person is or is suspected to be infected with, exposed to, or contaminated with. If we expect, if we think, have a reasonable suspicion that you might you may have been exposed to COVID 19 but we also think it might be too dangerous to ask you to come with us we can go to the court and petition to have a court order to come and get you from your fucking house with no proof that you have the fucking disease no proof we suspect that you might have it if you've been exposed to it maybe then we can come and get you from your fucking house that's what that law says. Are you kidding me? This is fucking fascism. This, right. These laws right. were fascistic in nature. This is up to your discretion whether or not you think I may have been exposed to something. Yep. And then whether or not you think I might be reasonable enough to comply with your request. It's up to you to decide all of these things. Really? Yes. Okay. With my taxpayer dollars... <laughs> You can use your professional discretion to decide all of these things and then take me from my fucking home and move Mm -hmm. me to a quarantine facility. That's what you're saying to me. Yeah. Well. Okay. And I think if you really rant on, Paul, that's what Paul says. Paul says rant on. Oh, wait. You can't see it yet. My bad. Um, But what uh, I was trying to get to, I'm going to put you up there real quick so I can turn around and see this thing. Yep. And then there you can read things. There we go. Um, Thank you, Paul. I can I can hear public health, right? This is public health We're by the nature good, Colin, the, is the greater good. fascist. Public health is by nature a fascist concept, right? Because it involves authority and it involves the group collective and it involves you having no say in the matter. Because it's for the greater good. It's uh, it's funny how anything that's for the greater good tends to generally fall on the side of fascist but hey isn't, it interesting? isn't that inter- interesting yeah. let's so, continue so let, oh yeah no no go ahead okay. um 
Does the swearing make you more right? No, it just shows, shows the anger, my friend. You know that, Paul. Jesus Christ, yeah, you work with me enough. First time that you've been to the show, <laughs> I know what. Come he, on, he catches man. a lot of clips. Well, and I also, okay, if you listen to the last hour and 48 minutes, if you count all the F-bombs, I've been relatively good this show. You have been pretty good. Prior to. Okay, first show back, we, we've been trying to cut down on the swearing a little that bit. That my kid is starting to repeat fucking everything. Oh, boy. Everything. So. It's like a, I don't even, I don't. That's not good. No, the big <laughs> one that like was a big hitter for me was shut up. I don't tell people to shut up. Like I don't, I just don't, I don't say it to Dax. I would never say it to Jordan. Yeah. I say shut up a lot when I am talking about what things other people are saying. Oh. How ridiculous. I'm just shut the fuck up. That's so fucking stupid. Just shut the fuck up. So that's totally where it came from. I'll tell the cats to shut up. Cats get bitten at you when you're, when it's time to eat, you know, they're meow, meow, meow. Mark, shut the fuck up. Shut up, cat. You want yeah. some food? It's. It is those things that have, that's outrageous to have an authoritarian format to drag people from their dwelling on the suspicion of infection. Thank you very much, Lenny. Thank you. This is, you asked me earlier about tyranny. This Mm -hmm. is fucking tyrannical. This is fucking tyrannical. I knew we were going to get it. There was going to be a tyrant somewhere. You hear that, Paul? This is fucking tyrannical. Oh, it's fucking tyrannical. Yeah, yeah, he knows it. So, when he's questioning my swearing, he knows it's authoritarian. Get out of here, Paul. He's he's just giving you shit. No, I'm just fucking. So, see. Oh, Officer Brian. <laughs> officer if the Brian. officer deems they're suicidal and a credible threat to themselves or others, so like Ooh. before, if people made suicidal attempts and actually believed they would carry out those attempts, we could detain them. Now we just have to do a really, really good job at conv- convincing them to get help. That, and convincing them to mm. get help, that does not sound like an easy task. It definitely does not. Now, I want to lay this one on you here. H. Toro's got a really good... Because this is something we, we talked about privately when, when this was first coming up here. Um, if they actually start doing this, doing that, I mean, like it would spark a nasty standoff in retaliation, right? Like these laws being on the books, it's, it's the old, uh, you know, you can't have a pie cooling on your, your window seal on Sunday afternoons or some shit like that. These old laws that sit there on the books. This is a law that has sat there on the books since the original SARS outbreak, apparently. And they've never been utilized. So what's the harm in having them there? Certainly That's my problem, right? That, yeah. My problem is the fact that they're there to begin with. The government should never have the authority to do these things like this. And, and it sounds kind of scary to certain people because, well, what if... You know, what if SARS and what if COVID was as nasty as airborne Ebola? You would hope as a citizen just trying to hide out in your house and not die until this pandemic is over. You would hope that the government would be able to keep people that are literally going to be a harm to your life by, you know, carrying Ebola around. Um, You would hope the government would have the authority to get rid of them in a fashion, right? So you can kind of almost understand why these laws have existed, but to have them, uh, I'm trying to find another analogy here, but it's the old, uh, you know, why would you pass a law that is really advantageous to you now, but would also be like your worst, it'd be your worst nightmare if your right. enemies took advantage of that law. The same deal. It's, we like to think that in America we can have these things and, and give certain people certain special abilities for certain periods of time when there are very specific circumstances to be taken advantage of. But I think as we have seen, particularly over the last two years now, I miss when I used to say 
especially over this last year. Now it's two years. Two years. But especially over these last two years, you've seen it play out to the point where people do take advantage of of that authority and that power. And so having those sit on the books since 2003 and just be waiting for the wrong person yes. to interpret it whatever way they want to and throw you in fucking jail because you they think you might have an infectious they could do it right now they could like do AIDS. it they could do it right now they could enforce this law and they're fine you'll go to jail or you'll go to whatever quarantine facility they want you to yep. because it's in the law they're not in the wrong at this point in time don't know if they'll ever fucking do it but the the fact that the possibility exists that a cop can come knock on your door right now, health officer stand in the background and say, yeah, that's the guy, and they haul you off, and you have no legal recourse. You're, you fuck your constitutional rights. That's all I'm saying there. You don't have those anymore. We should all know at this point that it's just an idea anyways that unless we enforce it ourselves, we don't get to have them. But to that, Go ahead. But I said, that's it. Yeah. That is, it, it could happen to you right now in this state. Well, and to that point, let's continue, right? The third thing that the health officer has to do or has reasons to believe Whoa. that the person or group of persons would pose a serious and imminent risk to the health and safety of others, if not detained for purposes of isolation or quarantine. That's the third thing that they may have to do, right? Number two, this is just the second section. A local health officer may invoke the powers of police officers, sheriffs, constables, and all other officers and employees of a political subdivisions within the jurisdiction of the health department to enforce immediate orders given to effectuate the purpose of this section in accordance with the provisions of RCW 4320050 and 705120. So that's that's the legal enforcement of it. Yep. That is the law enforcement officers at your door enforcement of these policies it's right there and that it, is it and like i said before it's just because they they aren't knocking at your door now no it doesn't matter whether it's now or in 10 years from now the law exists it's man there. they can it's go right they could do this to me right now you could be unhappy um, i don't want to even say that swatting swatting is a thing we saw it very recently to certain people that yes. and that could be some real life shit that could be real life shit. They're on fucking. You could. Oh man, I don't even want to put it out there because that just sounds scary. Oh, to be let's, honest, let's, let's keep not going. do that. Do it. Number three: If the local health officer orders the immediate involuntary detention of a person or group of persons for purposes of isolation or quarantine, a, the emergency detention order shall be for a period not to exceed ten days. Okay, so they can only quarantine you for ten days, per oh, this good. law. Right? There you go. At least only 10 days. At least you're not going to jail for 100 years. Yep. B, the local health officer shall issue a written emergency detention order as soon as reasonably possible, and in all cases within 12 hours of detention, that shall specify the following. One, the identity of all person or, pers or group of persons subject to isolation or quarantine. Two, premises is subject to isolation or quarantine. Three, the date and time at which isolation or quarantine commences. Four, the suspected communicable disease or infection agent, infectious agent if known. Five, the measures taken mm. by the local health officer to seek volunteer compliance or the basis on which the local health officer determined that seeking volunteer compliance would risk would create a risk of serious harm. And six, the medical basis on which isolation or quarantine is justified. Which the medical basis is they've decided it, right? They just, just went over that. They, they decide. decided that you needed it. So... C, the local health officer shall provide copies of the written emergency detention orders to a, the person or group of persons detained, or if the order applies to a group of them is impractical to provide individual copies, 
most copies in a conspicuous place in post copies in a conspicuous place on the premises where isolation or quarantine has been imposed. So they can quarantine you and all your neighbors yep. in your neighborhood. Decide there's too many people and just post notices around the neighborhood. Ah, you're in quarantine. Don't fucking leave. Don't you fucking leave. This is like uh these are like this is like a bad movie, man. Yep. This is like uh what's the uh what was the one that came out right as soon as the pandemic hit? It I think it was called Pandemic, right? Contagion. Contagion, right? The one before that in the nineties with uh Hoffman. Outbreak, yeah, yeah. outbreak. outbreak. That yeah, that's just like that. Is this state law or federal law? This oh, is this is state law. law. Oh, but that's Washington so funny state. that you said that because we've already gone over the federal laws that cover these things. The CDC codes. That's so funny that you said that because we've already gone over the federal fucking codes that say the same goddamn thing. Isn't that interesting? I have those too. We'll talk about them when we're done. <laughs> so. I don't like where this is going. The rest of this seems to... <sighs> qualify the things that the petition has to say the things that you have to have we can go into this more a little bit later all mm -hmm. of it is there we have it posted i'll post these things i'll write it down right now yeah, we'll put links in the post uh, the video after we're done post laws I'm real good at looking up washington state legislation because episodes. uh it's kind of what we do okay one of the next portions that has people very concerned let's see here that was the definitions conditions isolation um, it's not enforcement, that's what it was. Enforcement. Okay, so this is Washington Code 246-100-070, right? This is another section of it. This is the enforcement of local health officer's orders. An order issued by a local health officer in accordance with this chapter shall constitute the duly authorized application of lawful rules adopted by the State Board of Health and must be enforced by all police officers, sheriffs, constables, and all other officers and employees of any political subdivisions within the jurisdiction of the health department in accordance with RCW 43-20.050. Any person who shall violate any of the provisions of this chapter or any lawfully ruled ruled adopted by the board shall be deemed guilty of a misdemeanor punishable as provided under rcw 43.0.20.050 if you disobey this law you have committed a crime here's the law that says we have the ability to do this if you don't let us do this you're breaking the law and you're going to jail it sounds to me like <laughs> if jail. you're an officer and you refuse to do this you've also broken the law yeah. Because it says here, as the very first part of it, as the first subsection of 246-100-070. You right? the discretion from the police officer. Must be enforced by all police officers, sheriffs, constables, and all other officers and employees of any political subdivisions within the jurisdiction of the health department in accordance with RCW 43.020.050. If you are a police officer, if you are fucking Officer Brian, and you refuse to enforce this, they will lock you up. You yeah. have committed a crime. It's a misdemeanor. So they won't lock you up. It's a misdemeanor. Yeah. You have committed a crime. But you as the police officer, by 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 you choosing have, discretion, yes. um, you don't have discretion in this law, apparently. And you, again, like I just keep going back to like the black and white text of in a in a clean containment system of how you would stop a communicable disease. All of these things generally make sense, right? The only problem there is is the idea that there's humans on the other end of this and not, this is not a, like a computer, it's not a computer virus, right? There's people on the end of this that have lives that you are 
choosing to just bulldoze right over for no reason other than to stop the spread of a communicable disease. And I don't... And with COVID-19, you can't stop it. You can't exactly. stop the spread of it. And that's because these things weren't written for COVID. The The hearing that's coming up is about whether these will apply to yes, COVID. So that's scary. COVID. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's the real... That's the real... The jury is still out. Psychopathic this, part about this is that this could, this could potentially become something that is very intrusive into your own life. And whether I will say this though, I will say this. Um, the people that write the word salad bills and orders have no idea how to execute them. Thank you, Lenny. This is true. They don't. They they come up with this concept of how can we make this work, and then let's write it all down in some gobble. Gobbledygook and boom, you got legislation. But the real problem for the implementation of this is, man, if we think we saw a great resignation when it came to 2020 and the police leaving, I don't know how many police officers that would really do this that are still even around today. Like, I don't think the ones that are still on the force today are necessarily the quote unquote bootlickers that they're getting labeled as by a lot of people on the right. Um, a lot of them are just people that kept their head in the sand, didn't enforce a bunch of fucking crazy ass COVID nonsense, and then just got through, right. got, paid the bills and kept going, right? Tried to do their best. Officer Brian, good example. Got away from a bad department, went to a better department, more local, more focused on the citizenry, more, more focused on doing what a police officer should do. I don't know if it came down to like whatever municipality that this police officer works for, I just don't want to disclose it. Um, if all of a sudden they were like, yeah, you have to do this. I don't know how many of those people would be like, word, let's do this. I really don't. That's the other aspect of this. Hopefully it's like, yeah, none, it's been on know? the books. That's terrifying. Let's pull it off. It's even more terrifying. They're looking at actually like roping this in underneath COVID, which means it's on their fucking mind is something they want to use. And then the third aspect is enforcement. Who is actually going to enforce it? And, you don't need that many people to do it. And then what would the fallout be if they did try to enforce shit like this? My concern with that question, mm -hmm. right? My concern would be we have seen states around the country call in the National Guard when they're short of staffed. Yeah, that's true. They have called them in for the hospitals, for administrative work, mm -hmm. for testing. So my concern would be... <clears throat> that's why you saw... My concern would be... If you have police officers resign in mass and or even just refuse to enforce this, that you would then have an appeal from Jay Inslee to call in the National Guard. And you then have federal troops going with health, health officers to people's fucking doors to quarantine them. The only, the only externality I feel at that point I would have to add is a response from a citizenry that is not okay with it in whatever percentages that it comes. But I think looking at the execution of that law, I mean, if there's a way to kickstart the fucking Luau, that's, that's the way to do it. And it ain't, and they ain't going to be hemming concern, people up for know? that long. Yeah. And that's my concern because as a, there are a lot of people that are of that ideology, of the Luau ideology, that are waiting for it. You know, they're like, any day now, I'm going to be fucking looking federal officers. The people that I got, I got the people kid, that I do not wife, want I, it, 
are now realizing that it is more real and yeah. it is more of a possibility than it has ever been before. I got a kid. I got a baby on the way. I have a wife. I'm trying mm -hmm. to buy a house. I have a life. You ain't trying to have I no luau. No. The last thing that I want is to feel the need to answer the call to this nation to defend it from a tyrannical government. That is the last thing that I want. Yeah. That is the last thing. I'm like almost in tears just at the thought of that. Like yeah. it's the last thing that I want is to have to tell my wife I have to go. I have to go. I ha I have to go. I don't have a choice. Mm -hmm. This isn't about I want to join the military. And I'm not belittling anybody, right? But it's not about I join the military and I want to go and fight the government's war. I want to yeah. do this. That's a different this thing. This is I have to go. I have to go. Or if I, I won't have anything to come back to. We will have nothing to stand for. Yep. That is the last thing that I want. The last thing that I want is to be in a situation in which I have to call you and Jake and your brother and ask you to kid up and come to my fucking house because the feds have decided that I can't leave or that they're going to take me somewhere. Mm -hmm. That is the last fucking thing that I want on this planet. Right? Yep. Counter to, and I'm not shit on John's side, counter to his ideology of of written house, you know, that's, I don't want, I don't have kit because I want to throw down with the government, mm -hmm. right? I don't have an AR because I want to throw down with the government. I think I'm unaware right? of what this, what that, what that stands John says. Sadek, it's just the, oh, John Sadek. Yeah, John Sadek when he yeah, was yeah, talking yeah, yeah, about yeah, yeah. Kyle Rittenhouse. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. Not, it's, that makes sense. I'm taking that and extrapolating it. He did not say this. His yes. thing was on Kyle Rittenhouse. I'm taking that ideology and extrapolating it larger and yeah. applying it to this, right? Yeah. So counter to that ideology, I don't have a kit because I want to throw down with the government. No. I don't have plates because I want to throw down with the government. You got them in hopes that you'll never have to wear them. Yes. Yeah, and, and that's... In hopes that in 15 years I can throw them away or shoot at them and then fucking buy new ones and never have to use those ones either. Well, buy new you ones know? before you shoot the old ones, but I well, still right yes. there. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. And... So that's my concern, right? My yeah. concern is not that... Well, because then shit will finally pop off. It's, it's because then shit will finally pop off. Yeah. And... I don't want that. I don't and want I don't, to yeah. do that, you know? Yeah. And you know what's funny is I don't know because there are going to be these 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 politicians, the 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 elites if you will that that are looking at legislation that like this that exists that that are looking at isolating people more and more and more and looking at what kind of ways can we enforce our power onto them and so on and so forth through whatever edicts is going on whatever narrative they choose to run with to exercise the power that they want to exercise over you i don't think i don't know where the line is we'll say that much but i know that for i i know perfectly well that as human beings there will be a line to them that says oh shit we went too far we need to backtrack because they have self-interest as well. You know, they have rational self-interest to a point. Nobody wants to get shot. Nobody wants to get shot, dude. Nobody wants to get shot. Nobody nobody wants to lose an election, much less get shot. All right? It doesn't even have to come to that. It's, it's to the point where if this happens, they literally don't have a job next time unless they have rigged the system to a point at which they are totally safe, which they have not. I don't, don't believe that has happened. So lots and lots of room to grow here. And I, I just think that if and when it ever came down to a nightmare scenario where they're pulling people out of their houses, I mean, Australia has kind of gone this way a little oh, bit. Oh, yeah. I mean, we saw the video of that woman. She got pulled out of the police officers, told her, you can get in this yep. car or we can handcuff you and you can get in this car. Mm -hmm. 
those are your options. That's the what only, we're talking about here right now. Yeah, That's except the, the only thing. difference is Australia is in America. Certainly. Right. And there are the lots of things that go with that, right? The, the people's admiration towards the government isn't necessarily the same with that. Um, yeah, people's, obviously, the number one is people in Australia don't have a bunch of guns like the Americans do. The calculus is very different. It's the same math equation, but you have to use a different calculus to find the sum. I can't think to the door like this. You can't. Australia. <laughs> you can't do that. Literally, because then, then you just get shot. Sorry, that's not happening. But I wouldn't worry about it too, too much. I worry the fact that these laws exist, and I don't know what you do with the law that you need to get rid of. And I think at this point, we've got a public comment section coming up. Best believe we can have our comments. Um, we'll be watching, obviously, so we'll have updates to, to come with whatever happens. And I mean, and let's also face the the other fact here that most politicians are total pussies that have no stomach to do what they want to do without a feeling that someone is going to have their back, whether it's a bigger political entity or it's their voting base or something like that. They're not going to act independently on this. We saw this when it was something like a uh, the Vax mandate for jobs. Um, in our county, they, right. there was no stomach to have that actual conversation at all without the backing of the federal government behind them. Right. They were waiting specifically on that and nobody else really wanted to touch it because let's face it, if they would have touched it one way or the other, their career would have taken a turn Right. and they were not willing to roll the dice on that. I don't know that even on the state level. I don't know if they would be willing to roll the dice on something as fucking dicey as this, especially now that it's Omicron and not Delta and not Alpha. Something as, as benign as Omicron is comparatively, um, there's going to be a lot of people either losing seats after this because I know even some Seattleites that would not be down with this shit, not even a little bit. So I have a little bit of faith that I'm not, not too concerned. I'm not... I'm concerned with the fact that I don't think this legislation is ever going to go anywhere. It's going to sit there waiting for someone else to say, can we use this now or should we just wait? Well, there's also, the timing isn't right. There's also the potential, like you were saying, if the police officers on mass don't support this and say yeah. that they won't enforce it. Somebody needs to enforce it. And if the enforcers won't that, enforce, then right, you've got nothing. That backing that you were talking about isn't there. You yeah. know, If the police officers are telling you, we are not going to do this. If you pass this yeah. law, we will not enforce it. Yeah. You know, And we saw, I don't know, 16, Imagine... 1692 was different, or 1638 was different because... It's, it's a gun yeah. loss. So, and it didn't you know. infect anybody except for the people that wanted to buy guns at the time when nobody wanted to buy guns. Yeah. I bet you there was a few more supporters of getting rid of that thing now than there was when it was passed. Yeah, the amount of people that went to buy an arrow yeah. and they said, I'm, I'm like, sorry, what do what? you mean? <laughs> Wait, what? What do you mean I have to have some training? What kind of training? Oh, you can't tell me what kind of training I need? Well, that's that's just great. Thank you for that. Uh, <laughs> and as he runs to the bathroom, here we go. All right, so we're going to just use this time now to vamp freely because we kind of ended the topic right there. I will say upon more reflection, right? We got a little, got a little heated there when we were talking about the fact that this thing even exists. So, Oh, Larry, Lenny, Lenny I don't know why do we quit. We, we got to quit calling you, Larry, Lenny. There is no way to stop the COVID as it has a life of its own and can't be controlled. Vaccinations, herd immunity will eventually put it on the same level 
as the yearly flu legislation is useless. Thank you, Lenny. This is very true. Whether you like to hear that or not, that's the problem is that like, we've been saying this for a while, but like COVID is not going to go anywhere at this point. It's a, it, it's due to the nature of what it is, especially this latest, um, especially this latest um, variant. I'm trying to think of the word there. It It is so much more virulent, not virulent. Um, it's so much more contagious now and that, from my understanding, the, the actual makeup of the actual virus is so much more efficient than it used to be to the point where it has um, smaller particles and can transfer easier. It only hangs out in the throat and up top in the rest of your, your nasal phalanx, if you will. And it doesn't actually get down into the lung tissue, which is a very, very, very good thing. It means for one, the virus will live longer because it's not going to try to kill the host as bad. So that's a plus side to it. It's going to be something we live with. Unfortunately, our calculated risk of living is going to be slightly more complex now that we have a new virus to worry about. If, uh, if your new child, Donovan, yes. is born and has some health complications, yep. um, that makes her very susceptible to like to the flu or something like that. Omicron is going to be something, or we'll just say COVID is going to be something you're going to worry about for yep. her for a long time, forever. And that'll just be a thing. Um, it's, but that's, there's no other complexity to it than that. This is something now we have a decent understanding of what it does, how it works and the fallout and how to protect yourself from it. Uh, the biggest biggest thing i will say about omicron now at this point is i am so thankful you looking for tissues right there top top bookshelf left i was an idiot stuck them up there by some books but uh i was looking for it earlier I was like, what the fuck did i do with them um but now we know what it is it's nice we we know for a fact we know how it affects people you know the whole nine yards it's all good stuff um but it's just gonna be more to think about in our daily lives, more, more to react to, more to, more risk to mitigate or have decisions whether or not we want to mitigate or not. Um, this, I think, though, and Don, maybe you'll have an input on this. Yeah. Um, this, I believe, is, we've talked about it before, that the concept of occasional masking in society for communicable disease. Yes. Um, very much an Asian nation type of deal right now if you you know somebody feels sick they put on a mask regardless of whether or not rona is a thing yeah um this might i think be the catalyst to to kick western societies into that situation going on into the future uh, especially yeah. with all the things we've been through over the last couple of years learning that mask do something especially as far as like you having the ability to spread things like that it's mm -hmm. much easier to contain shit right into your face than it is to just be freely coughing and sneezing, which has always been nasty. And I'm glad Yeah, this might, I think, have that effect. It might not be a bad deal. I've seen it at my own work. Um, there are, I saw it at work the other especially day. Especially since the outbreak that we had at work. Mm -hmm. um, people who don't feel good or whatever, some people will intermittently wear masks at work for a couple of days and then not wear them. So mm -hmm. I don't ever ask because I don't care enough to ask them. But yeah. I assume it's because they aren't feeling good or they were exposed to somebody uh, or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, Seems like a kind of a personal decision, right, that you may not want to ask about because yes. what kind of dick do you want to be? 
it's none of my business. Exactly. Okay. And if we all thought that way. Maybe, maybe if you woke up in the morning and you're feeling a little sniffly, but you're not going to go try to run and get a COVID test. You're not going to try to take a day off work. Maybe you'd sport a mask one day if you're feeling all sniffly and nasty and gross and you're going to sneeze and cough and stuff. Yeah, I would not be opposed right? to that, you know? It seems like a halfway yeah. decent thing to do. Yeah, if I was going to be going to maybe somebody else's office or something like that, you know, if certainly one day when, when we are running this business and we're going to other people's businesses and their offices and stuff like that, I might wear a mask in an office if I didn't, didn't feel like I had something, but I was like, oh, I'm just whatever, you know? I'm not feeling good. Yeah, I might just wear a mask into their office yeah. or something like that. But, it happened to me Thursday. Yeah. When I was at work, um, a couple of people that don't work for my company but work in the office came in, sporting masks. And I was like, oh, oh, okay. They must have something going on. They all work together. Somebody's not feeling well, maybe. I don't know. I never even asked. We're, we're all on pretty personal basis, too. I just, what am I shit? None of my business. And, that, and it didn't bother me in the slightest. Yeah. I noticed it for a minute. I was like, oh, all right. Maybe they're, maybe they're doing the thing that I want everybody to do when they're feeling sick but don't want to, like, take a day off work. They just mask up and do their thing. It's cool. So I think that the last point that I want to hit on on COVID, mm -hmm. um, and it will lead us into the split of the media, right? Has oh, been split of the media. The coordinated effort between, <clears throat> this is just what I have here, the coordination mm -hmm. between big pharma, tech, corporate media, and the federal government is beyond dystopian and as blatant as ever, right? Hmm. And we're talking Brought about, to you by Pfizer. Right. So we're talking about the removal of information, pharmaceutical news sponsorships, right? There was the whole uh, compilation of them of just different CNN and shit like that. Yeah. I was tweeting a few oh. two months ago that what was at start here was sponsored by Pfizer. So mm. in what world can I reasonably expect that you are completely unaffected by the advertising money you're receiving from this pharmaceutical company? Well, well okay. how would I be able to believe that? If it's not the case for every other company that you could be involved with or any other company mm -hmm. that anybody else could be involved with, how could I believe that? So let me add this as another layer to that situation, right? It is one thing to be watching one of the major networks. and like You're watching a football game. And you see a commercial in the commercial spot in the block of time that is dedicated to commercials for a big pharma ad. Not unusual, very, very common. America is one it of the is, two companies that allows advertising for drugs and medical companies. Yes, so. and it is, but it is, a, it is another thing altogether to say the Super Bowl so-and-so halftime shows brought to you by Pfizer. That is a very different thing. This, this broadcast brought to you by Pfizer. You know as well as I do because there are, the, the media landscape is everywhere now, right? That is... That's only those types of ad plugs are only there for very specific situations. It's not a commercial that you're used to seeing for some, you know, restless leg syndrome fucking drug or whatever <laughs> it is, right? It's just in the normal Bad commercial block. Disease. That's a different form of advertisement altogether. It's when you have the direct, hey, this is the so-and-so whatever the fuck brought to you by Pfizer. You know, that type of ad is so much more invasive it is so much more intimate on a company level than anything else it it adds even more argument 
to what you're saying about the idea of there must be some kind of special, probably financial, relationship here that is a, it, that is making them do this. You're definitely paying more money to get an ad, an advertisement before the ad break that says this segment was brought to you by Pfizer. Yes. Right? You're definitely paying more money for that ad. And not only that, spot. because every time you watch that show, every time you watch the, that, that plug is not there for another company. It's no. not like a standard slot they have available for advertisement. No, these are new things that are coming in brought to you by Moderna, your friend at Pfizer. It's like none of this, this, all of this paints the picture that there is something else going on here. As, and it doesn't have to be as nefarious anything, but money, more money. Right. Pharmacy, pharmaceutical companies exist to do one thing and one thing only, make money. Yes. Period. That's what they exist to do. They're not there They're, to help people. They They're are not. They're not doing anything else. They're there to make drugs and make money. Yes. And that, that is the only reason they exist. Period. If, if there is a pharmaceutical company that would define themselves as the 501c3, you might have an argument that there's a company out there that cares about people. Yes. Like a, a big pharma company that cares about people. But that's not the way this works. Every major institution hates you and wants you to die. And you know I got to slip it in. I Okay, to, to be perfectly honest, I was trying to get you to say that. <laughs> Every major institution hates you and wants you to die. Yes. So, yeah, that's... It's bad. It's bad. Yes. It's real bad. So, exactly. So, it's enormous concern, especially when you're talking about, this is a lot of conjecture, maybe people would say, we're talking about undeniably left-leaning media, mm -hmm. right? CNN, MSNBC, stations like this, that are arguing at the same time that lobbying is bad. <laughs> when someone is, someone is giving you money, you are beholden to that person. And that's why yeah. dark money in politics is bad. That's why mm -hmm. lobbying is bad. That's why all of these things are bad, right? But you can trust us because we're taking money from Pfizer. We're definitely giving you all of the correct information. And it's not biased at all. Full circle. Ad model. Ad model. That, that does not help. Yes. Because that's, it's not a... You're not a lobbyist if all you're doing is trying to have right. a business arrangement. Yes. Exactly. It's just, it's just an ad contract. It's yeah. just, this is just brought to you by Pfizer. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I'm not beholden to this company. Just someone who works for them happened to make the max donation to my campaign. I hate this so much. It's everywhere. It's, and you it's can't the same escape it. Concept. It's the same concept. It allows these people to be, See, to be self-serving at the same time yeah. serving another lord just all for money. Dude. It's just all for dollars. Oh, my God. I know? wish I can explain to you. Like, usually during the show, like I sit here, I puff on the jewel, and I, you know, and I got Zen pouches going on or something like this. I'm nicking up the ass right now because this shit really frustrates me. Right? <laughs> my legs over here, I'm like, I'm like moving around. For those of you who don't know, I haven't had nicotine in a week and a half at this point, week and a half, two weeks, High almost five. two weeks. Slap. Good job, sir. Um, Slap. I'm sleeping again, finally. Thank God. That's yeah. nice. I, took, I broke down. I had one night of the Z-Quil, but that really, that did it right there, and I haven't had any of that stuff since, and I've been sleeping. But this stuff is really tempting me, man. I got so, a, I got a coffee pouch in. My legs are shaking. I'm getting frustrated here because I don't know. I get... I watch a lot of Tim Pool, right? He expresses a lot of, of concern about 
you know, how much, as a commentator, you talk about these things over and over and over and over again, because it does, because the situation, if the situation doesn't change, your commentary on it doesn't necessarily change. You don't stop talking about something because it's still there. It's still something to talk about. It's still in the lexicon. I don't like, you know, I've talked to you about this before. I like, I don't like talking about COVID. Right. I don't take. I don't like talking about all the fallout from COVID because it touches everything in our lives, unfortunately. But it is, it's the only thing I want to talk about. But I also, I wish we didn't have to talk about it. Right. I should put it that way. And it just, it gets my nicotine craze going. And so I'm fucking, ah, especially today, bro. We got, we got legislation on the books that that is potentially giving a police officer the authority to bust down my door at any point in time because I'm unvaccinated. It might be a harm to my community. That that exists. Now, I have to live with that thought in my brain that this is possible. If somebody has a problem with me, they can make a problem for me. And that's not cool, man. And then everything from the breakdown in media, the various divisions of the media that we are about to really broaden out into conversation-wise. Yeah. And it's just... There is so much going on right now as far as constitutional infringements, man. Like things that growing up, up until, up until two years ago, I never once had to think about being a possibility. It was just, hey, man, this is America, okay? Fucking America, bro. We could do whatever we want. We got the Constitution backing us up. We're free. The last two years have proven that we are not free. And it's really frustrating to be able to sit here and talk about all this crap and, and to have the only effect that I have, the only hope of effect that I have is the fact that this is on the internet. Other people can hear this. Other people might become as charged as we do. I hit the fucking button again. There it is. Sweet. There you go. Yeah. So, yeah. There's, you can, that's, you can take just, solace in the fact, you know what? Lenny was there. 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 Give you're me some here, social. You're plus. here for us, Lenny. Yeah. So I'll before, beer, absolutely. I'm good on one right now. I'll take a shot with you. You can get back there if you want. Okay. Um, before we move on to the next segment, I just want to thank everybody again for being here, Lenny. You, thank you for joining us for the first time. Uh, H Toro, thank you for joining us here. Um, let's see. Lonesome Lenny says you have to take a break from the daily news events and do something like play with a yo-yo or clean out a closet. You need a diversion. I think that's right. Um, let me hit the socials, then we'll talk about that. So thank you for being here. You will watch us on YouTube, obviously YouTube at Salt of the Streets. We have our Instagram at Salt of the Streets. We have our Facebook, fuck Facebook at Salt of the Streets. We have our own personal social media. I am at Salt of the Street on Twitter and at Alpaca underscore Donovan on Instagram. Colin is at Big Bird Alfie on both of those things. You can find all this information at saltofstreets.com. We also have a Patreon that you can go to. Some different tiers there. We put out our salty newsletter at the end of the month, which is an article written by Colin and I. Um, two articles, one by Colin, one by me. We also have our Discord, <coughs> excuse me, Salt of the Streets. Colin's wife, Carolina, does Twitch streaming at Lexi Kayo on Twitch, and my wife does baking. She is at Leggings and Aprons on Instagram. Swell blended if you need a haircut. I think I'm going to talk to him about doing some more modeling now that my confidence is up. Lost 30 pounds this year, Colin. 30 so pounds? 30 pounds this no year. fucking way. Um, if you need a skateboard and you are in the local area, go to Location Skate Shop and go ahead and get that. Saltestreets.com for everything else. I think that's it. Uh, I want to ask you to do me a favor and see how well it works out. Yep. Can you turn? Because like I tried to, I tried to do this, try to make it a thing. Turn on bottle, having the ability to do that right there. You just got to learn the knack of it at that point. But at least, okay, good. At least the position is there. We just need to. 
there's a there's a special angle. Yeah, there's a special angle of the dangle no that works. It is, but I'm glad it works. Yes. So, we so could probably take this thing off and bend it out a little bit. That's probably what it you is. Know, yeah, just that under part is probably just a little too high. Yeah, yeah every time we got to get in there almost 90. Yes. Okay. So Lenny said you have to take a break from the daily news events and do something like play with a yo-yo or clean out the closet. You need to. Whoa. Work, which I think, which I was going to hit on. Right. That's totally yeah. true. And I found. For this last month, we've taken off Lenny, so it's just it's just chance that you found us here today yeah. because this is our first show back after a month off. Colin redid our entire studio over this month, and so the wall it's behind, dope. the wall behind Colin that you can see is actually the set for our beer time, beer time with Big Bird. That's a show that we're doing there. There is another set to the right that we showed earlier to my left to Colin's right. That is our movie time studio. I don't know if you have a name for the movie show yet. That's uh, the movie it's... studio. Uh, right now it's movie it, it's movie big movies it's big <laughs> movies with big bird it's, we're original as fuck is the standard set this is where this is where me, the magic happens all the things happen this is where all of our items are we will do a studio tour soon now that we have another finalized studio mm-hmm. things like things seems like things probably won't move for a while no so we'll do no a no trust me tour. Things ain't moving for a minute, yeah, so, right? So we'll do, a little, <laughs> oh. we'll do a studio tour in the next couple of week, coming weeks, and it'll be fine. One thing for me, Lenny, like you said, a big thing, reading, right? I've been trying to really get back into reading. So John Adams, this is the book that I've been reading for a while now. This is the 600-pager. Yeah. This is the beast right here. You want to know, this is something that has really, really helped me during our break, really, yes. because I have really tried, and I think I expressed this to you around um, – it was the week basically of Christmas to New Year's, right? Where I was just done because I had put out that beer show. We we quit doing the show basically during the whole month of December. Yeah. December 4th was our last episode. Something like that. So we took the whole month off. But, you know, December 4th, we were done with the show. December 5th, I had another beer show to do. Did all the way through the 24th. And so I just took off from the 25th to the 7th, really. It took a week and a half off or whatever that was, two weeks um, but other than that, I've been doing all this and I didn't feel with, I didn't feel like inundating myself cause I wasn't working cause my company, right. we closed down the office. I didn't feel like inundating myself with the shit. Right. Right. And thankfully a lot of other commentators and stuff like that take the time off as yes. well. So I didn't have a bunch of pressure. Right. So there was a couple of good Joe Rogan's I caught. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part, I've been living in the audiobook world, right? Word. My audiobook. book. What, what do you got? Going through, I have over 200 plus titles in my Audible. Good so God. There was a time at Benick I was right. doing a book or a book every day or two. You know what I mean? But up there on that uh, on that there shelf, yep. Um, you see the Theft of Swords. You see that big one on the second shelf to the right, and then down. Okay. One or whatever that is. Yeah. Yep. Words. I've been going through those audiobooks all over again. Right. There's. Uh, three of them there, and then there's another six and another series that he did. It's been pretty great. Gone through about half of those again. Last night, I just discovered a new version of the of the first three audiobooks, Theft of the Swords, Rise of Empire, and Heir of Navron, right? By Michael J. Sullivan, one of the greatest fantasy authors that's ever lived. Okay. Um, but they, they took those first three books, and they did full cast audio dramas of them okay and so i the narrator that does these books is his name's tim gerard reynolds and he is the most classiest like scottish brit dude ever he's great i love it favorite narrator so it's hard for me to go back and listen to those without him there but it's so cool to go and 
and re-listen to a story I've listened to multiple with times characters with characters and their own dope. voices, and it's really dope. So that's how I've been able to escape. You've been doing a lot of reading. Yeah. I've been doing a lot of building and audiobooks. Yeah. Well, tell them Steve Dave. Tell them Steve Dave is always a break for me, yeah. you know? Tell oh, Steve what Dave was the – they always do a, a Christmas time special, specials, right? Yes, what yes, was that so about this year? They did a Christmas year? special this year. Um, that the video was on the Patreon, and they had – was it? They – had a whole bunch of people in there. Like I know okay. that before you do this, actually, I want to ask one favor because it's been so long and yes. because it's a new year. Yes. Slight, small elevator, you know, breakdown of what is tell him Steve Dave and why is it connected to that picture over there and that picture up there? Yes. So tell him Steve background. Dave is a podcast done by three men, Walter Flanagan, Brian Johnson, and Brian Quinn. Brian Quinn being of a Practical Jokers fame, mm-hmm. uh, but he was on Tell Him Steve Dave prior to being on a Practical Jokers. Um, they were all friends, the two of them, and one of Brian Quinn was an employee, actually, but the two were friends with Kevin Smith when they were children. And so <clears throat> Kevin Smith being... Um, he's where? Oh, there he is. He's up there. So, um, Oh, you don't have to... Oh. <laughs> This is Kevin Smith. This is from Mallrats. He's the director and writer of Mallrats, Chasing Amy, Jane Silent Bob Strike Back, and any number of all these smodcast things. And so tell him Steve Dave is a podcast done by these three men. You are a super fan. I am a super fan of Tell Him Steve Dave, and that has been um, my saving grace for many a time I would – I would feel comfortable saying that Tell Him Steve Dave has saved my life a time or two. When you um, need something that's not the shit, yes, Tell Him so, Steve Dave is there. Tell Him Steve Dave has always been there for me. So they did their Christmas episode this year. They always do an enormous Christmas episode. It's always been a very big deal. They used to sell it, and now they have a Patreon and stuff like that. They're top ten on Patreon. No way. Yes. That doesn't surprise me, though. They have an enormous following. Of, like not, They have a very devoted following, like we've talked mm-hmm. about. They've got like 10,000 extremely devoted followers Bro. like all you need is a thousand people to give you 10 bucks a month yes so and they have tiers up to a hundred dollars i think um they're giving away merchandise and things that are telling steve yeah. dave merchandise i mean just very cool stuff lamps skateboards well and they got direct connections to say like direct yes. kevin smith merchandise exactly. you know so, i want like uh, a mask from tusk that's what i want <laughs> gentlemen it's been a pleasure subscribe and return be well Thank you very much for joining us, Lenny. Thanks, Lenny. Thank you very much. We'll see you next time. We are here every two weeks on Saturdays. We'll be here. That's right. Two Saturdays from now, the 21st or 22nd. We'll be here 12 o'clock for the pre-show, 1 o'clock for the regular show. Thank you again for joining us, Lenny. Weekly beer show. Beer champion. The weekly Uh, beer show. It's going to be weekly. Weekly. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Every Friday, uh, beer show is coming out. And then um, starting next Wednesday, uh, weekly, the movie review show. There you go. So you got stuff here all all month long, all week long, it's all good shit. Monday through Thursday, the salty short clips That's come right. out as well. End of the so, month, you have the boom. salty newsletter that comes That's out. That's right. The last day of every month. So so much content, baby. A lot of content. Huge wow. fan. Yes. So, Tom Steve Dave has always been a big thing. Their yeah. Christmas episode this year, they had a whole cast of people in, and they did a multi-tier competition. Um, Tim, the record store clerk, is part of one of their patreon pods that is called rock and roll all night and podcast every day in which, <laughs> in which they go over all of the kiss albums and they rank them. no yes, yeah, it's fantastic it's totally fantastic so they go over all those and that's like once a month i think and 
That's awesome. So he's Tim the record store clerk. He is a clerk at Jack's record store on on that same street that the stash is. Oh on. my god! I think I went there when I went to the stash. So you probably met Tim because he, probably he's, he's, a <laughs> he's a big a big older guy, white hair, hella tattoos. Um, oh glasses. my god! Tim the record store. Okay. Clerk. So he was the host of this competition, and it was a bunch of different phases. And they got whoever won that round got a ring, and then whoever got the most rings got a necklace of Christmas lights that lit up. So it was all different Christmas themed games that they've played throughout the years. It was good. It that's was very awesome. enjoyable. Yeah, I had a, I had a very good time with it. So that's like a multi hour long deal, right? I think this one was four hours, but they've Ooh. been up to like five or six before. Yeah, it's then they've done very a long lot. and yeah. A lot of guests Man. and a lot of time, like the years before, it's been very organized and there's a lot of like audio drops and there's like a story to it. And mm-hmm. so last year, Sunday Jeff, who's my favorite character of Tom Steve Dave, he is over here yep. in the black frame. That's Sunday Jeff. Um, he actually wrote a Hanukkah Christmas special that they had animated in 3D and, and the different characters did voices. Oh, it's fantastic. It was absolutely incredible. So, I, are, 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 the, are either of them Jewish? Sunday Jeff is Jewish. Word. Yeah, Sunday Jeff okay. is Jewish. He's not a practicing Jew, but he is Jewish. So he doesn't even like, he doesn't go to temple or anything like that. But that's why it was so good. <laughs> it was fantastic. So anybody who hasn't, I, I suggest Tom Steve Dave. They're a little bit deep. I don't know. That it's kind of hard to get on. I've talked about that before. They're like 500 episodes in, so it's almost difficult. You just to have to jump in on it. From my experience, yeah. like you just have to jump in. And if you're enjoying the flow and the jokes and you yes. know, if you're enjoying the characters that they are, just give it a few episodes and you'll be in. And or I would not. say and that's if it. you really like it, like I ended up – I think I started listening around like 250 mm-hmm. and – I liked them enough that I just went to the beginning and listened forward. And I have working at Bennick, I had that time, you know. Yeah. Um, but since then, that's what I do in my free time is I'll go to their SoundCloud and I'll listen from the beginning forward. Yeah, and so I'll because you don't need to not. Yeah. You can just it's yeah. all just good random stuff. Yeah, and it's all some of it. It's you know they talk about topical things a lot, and so you can also be like, oh my god, I remember when remember this happened, then. you know? Yeah, and so remember, yeah. Um, so I'll go back to when they started and listen all the way through until the newest episode and then start back over at number one and go back through. And I've probably listened to three times, at least twice. Yeah. I think I'm on my third or fourth run through of you're committed. They're on five Oh three. So I, yeah, no, I'm very committed. I love this show very much. It's they're very personal people. What up homies? William Wallace in the house. William Wallace. Thank My you for Island. joining us, sir. Thank you for joining That's us. That's what We're I need. Right about to move on to our next yep. topic. I need to grab a, a little sound clip of that that one line from Braveheart with the Irishman. My island. William Wallace. My island. That's what we always say. And William so Wallace. Make that a thing. Braveheart is on Netflix, so I'm going to watch. It's on Netflix right now. now. I've never seen Braveheart, so I'm going to watch. The actual fuck Donovan. I'm going to watch it tomorrow at work. I'll You're going to watch it tomorrow. it tomorrow. I'll watch it tomorrow at Benick. Okay. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to be done at the gym uh, by 5.30. I'll watch it when I get to Benick. If you text me when you wake up tomorrow, I will have already watched or will be watching Braveheart, depending on what time you wake up. Depending on what time I wake up. Depending usually on... you wake up a little bit later on Sundays. I do. Because usually you tend to continue to drink after the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh Well, you know what the problem usually is, is that Somebody is streaming. Somebody that I know is streaming. Yes. And then we stay up all night, and then there may or may not be after parties. That's not a thing tonight. 
because somebody had to realize what it was like to get up at 7.30 on a Saturday and go to work. So there's going to be no no streaming or there might be a stream. There's no after parties this weekend. So that's good for certain people. Do you want to go to the gym tomorrow? No. <laughs> <laughs> Not even a little bit. <laughs> I did say, though, I did sick. tell you I have to go to the gym soon. I'm trying to figure out when and how. You should the go with me It's getting complicated because I basically have to do it in the morning. Yeah. I have to do it in the morning because I I get off of work. And now if I have to work more than 30 minutes longer, let's say if I have to work an hour longer than I'm anticipating, um, my content creation schedule gets choked. And yeah. I'm, I'm it's not a fan. Um, so it's like I have multiple jobs now, which is interesting. Time-wise, I have to be certain places, doing certain things at certain times. And I've realized that I my only time to work out is going to be in the morning now. Yeah. But I need to make it a reality yes. sooner rather than later. And I would prefer it not have to kick off at fucking 3 a.m. in the morning. I've been getting up at 3, baby. It sucks. <sighs> I'm not telling you it doesn't suck, right? Because it does. It, it always sucks, man. Waking up at 4, waking up at 5, it all sucks. But waking up early like that sucks. But you also need to make yourself go to bed just a little bit earlier. Because if you hit, because 10, if you get, if you're in a bed at 10, you know, yeah. like that's a reasonable time, I think, that you could attain going to bed. 10 o'clock. Yes. I think you could attain that. I could and attain that. 10 to 3. What time do I need? 10 to 3? 10 to 3. My sleep, 5. Yeah. Like I need yeah. 5. Like that's what I'm like. 5 I is the minimum. Five. I've done that you know? before. Used to be 4. I'm not, I'm I'm not telling you it's not rough. Yeah. I'm not telling you it is not rough. Because it is. But I can also tell you. Going to the gym makes you feel better, right? So you're not as yeah. tired because you're going to the gym so you're healthier. Your body well, is and you're like efficient. You're starting your day off. Yeah, especially by, when you by getting amped yes. up like that. You're not trying to work all day and then go to the fucking gym. And I learned from listening to different athletes, right? A huge part is hydration. If you make yeah. sure if you're hydrated when you go to the gym, when you it's, start it's to not sweat, count. when you start to sweat, you wake up. Mm-hmm. If you're dehydrated, if you are not hydrated enough, you will start to yawn. You'll get tired. And that's when oh. you feel like you're not there. Yes. I have learned, I heard this from a, what was he's a multi-gold medal Olympian? Olympic wrestler. Yes. Ooh. I was saying that, like, that's the science behind it. If you're, if you're trying to cut weight or you're at the gym and you're yawning and you're tired, you are dehydrated. You did not drink enough water. And so that's I a huge see that from a wrestler, especially. Me, huge indicator for me if I'm at the gym. 3 a.m., 3.30, 4 o'clock, if I'm yawning, like I did not drink enough water yesterday. So I'll make sure when I'm done in the gym, I hit a liquid IV, and then I hit a, another water bottle, excuse me, after that. Mm-hmm. Make sure I hydrate myself. And it's usually Fridays is like the, I know I go Tuesday, Friday, and Sunday, you know, so Friday to me is like the first day I go to the gym. Oh, yeah. Uh, and so, You're a three-dayer. Yeah. So okay. if I go on Friday and I was tired, then I'll make sure Friday and Saturday I hydrate the fuck out of myself, and then on Sunday I'm not tired like that. I'm at the yeah. gym. I'm ready to go. Got in the military that I don't have to wake up early. Now in my new job, I have to wake up at 6 a.m. to be at work at 7. It's Amen, right. bro. Yeah. Amen. All right? Yeah. I was so, a cook. So guess who was the first one up on the fucking ship every single yes. time? It was the last one to go to bed every single time. Part of that was me because I liked coffee and O'Reilly Factor. It was a very bad situation. We should start. But I've never had a moment in my adult life. Never had a situation in my adult life. Where I do not have a job that I have to wake up early as fuck for. Yeah. Ever. I've never had a nine to five. What is nine to five? My job has always started at seven or seven thirty. That's about it. You should go to the gym with me on a Friday or a Sunday, like early. 
you know, and just try it. And then that's enough time where if you wanted to come home and eat something and then go to work, you know, you would have enough time yeah. for the time that we're done to do that. Come home and shower if you want. There's showers at 24-Hour Fitness. So if yeah, because i got to drive to Silverdale to go to that joint, right? come to Paul's Boat to you. There's a Paul's Boat one? Yeah, there's one that's Central Market. So, yeah, I yeah, that's would, not too bad. No, and I then would I meet just, you at Paul's Boat. If yeah. you're going to go to the gym, I would meet you at Paul's Boat so you don't have to come yeah. to Silverdale. It's only eight Half hour there and then 15 minutes from there to work. Yeah. Not too shabby. Yeah. And we can run through a solid hour, hour and a half workout, and you would be feeling it. Don't make this possible for me. You are making this a possibility, and I don't. Appreciate it. I'll come to Paul's boat. Just I want to talk about splits in the media. I don't want to talk about <laughs> going to the fucking gym anymore. anymore. <laughs> okay. Splits in the media. All these people are like, what are we doing? Like, why are... No, no okay. No. This, this is this Salt is of the Streets, all right? This is how you get... Yes, this is Salt of the Streets. So, okay. so it's about us. Media. This was a topic sent to us by Larry. The right? tax man. Larry the tax man. Larry Dixon. Frequent guest here. Good friend yeah. of ours. Who would have known we would have ever fallen a guy with... It? That calls himself Larry the Tax Man. Yeah. yeah. Weird. It's right? not what we do. <laughs> so, and he called it the split in the media, right? Yes. And Colin was calling it kind of the division of the media. And this is kind of people separating from traditional, what we call corporate media, right? Mm. MSNBC, CNN, Fox News, whether you're conservative or, or progressive, right? Yeah. Left or right. All the guys you, you got in the 1950s. Pretty much cable news, right? Yeah. Even ABC, CBS, all this shit. This is all corporate news. This is corporate media, yeah. right? Into... Kind of what was called new media for a long time. Um, there's a lot of YouTubers and stuff like that. Even like Breaking Points, uh, the Young Turks, things like that would be part of new or um, new, new media, media. I think. Um, I think that was like alt media. And so it depends are, on how this deep is the we want to go. I'm classifying it, right? Mm -hmm. And so this is me. You can disagree. We can talk about this and then move on to it. But I think that you largely agree with it, even yeah. if you change the names, right? New media. This is just how I'm tearing it, right? Like the Young Turks. Breaking points when they were on the hill, right? So we'll call it the hill, not breaking points. Fucking, um, you can even call it louder with Crowder, right? Was on there some things mm -hmm. like that, right? Yeah. Ben Shapiro. These are going to be things yeah. that I think anything are like that wasn't the corporate media that new, was starting yeah, to get new mainstreamed, media, right? And then you have what I'm calling independent media, okay. which is going to be someone like Tim Pool, who has even though he worked for he but he would even probably be new media um, instead of independent media. You could either way, right? But Independent media, real small creators, right? We would be part of independent media. Um, shoe on head, we would be part of independent media. So once you outgrow um, your independence, you become new. Yes. Word. Yes. It's, I see, I see where you're thinking would, now. You know, okay. It's kind of almost like a tiered process. Um, so we got three tiers in your world for now? For now. We'll and that's say. a okay. rough shaping. Just as Larry proposed this to us, I started to kind of think about it this way, right? Um, and this is... I sense something that we will flesh out more and more as time goes on because this will probably be a consistent theme on the show. Um, so what does Larry mean, right? The splitting of the media, the splitting of people's attentions from traditional media to corporate media to independent and new media, right? Why is this happening? Right? Mm -hmm. There's a big mm -hmm. – there's a lot of discussion points here. The consolidation of even local stations to a large corporate ownership – that's is been a big concern to a lot of people, right? It has because, been for years. Yes. And we saw a few years ago a large compilation of, you know, different small or local news companies. Uh, this is a great concern to our democracy and like things like that, you yeah. know, all saying the exact same thing. But there yep. are from Washington to Florida to California to New York, yeah. all local news networks all saying, the oh my same God, thing. you know when this was? I remember like when Sinclair this was kicking Media off. Or yes. Like that. It was. It was during the time of – it was back when I was watching Vice News. Back when Vice News used to be something that was palatable. Yes. Because I was watching Vice News at the same time as I was watching John Oliver at the same time. 
And John Oliver did a thing on the Sinclair broadcast. Yes. Uh, and that was the consolidation of your local Channel 7 News, Channel 5 News. All the local stations were being bought up and consolidated under Sinclair Media. And they were literally having scripts handed out to them about what to say, how to say it, when to say it. And that yes. continues to today. Yes. The next point that we have, right? Corporate and corrupt ownership. Corporate mm -hmm. ads and corrupt ownership. We talked about the corporate ads already. Pfizer placing ads, not even commercials, but this broadcast sponsored yeah. by Pfizer. Those ads, BioNTech, right? Things like that, placing sponsored ads on corporate media. And that's what mm -hmm. we call them corporate media. CNN, MSNBC, Start Here podcast, right? Podcast, <laughs> TV shows. Jeff Bezos owns the fucking Washington Post. Yeah. What are we talking about, right? Best Jeff Bezos, one of the top five richest people on the planet, yeah. goes back and forth all the time. Him, fucking Elon Musk, yeah. Bill Gates. Who knows who really is the richest person yeah. on the planet? The and point I just, is, I just want to see if we can add something else to the like the, the yes. corporate media ads, like brought to you by Pfizer and blah blah blah. Like, does this also, in your mind, equate to like the same car manufacturers, the same? fucking nike and adidas if it's the you, same corporate entity supporting their other corporate news entities if you have a lobbyist in the capital mm -hmm. and you're also paying for ads we have Word. a problem okay there's a problem here got it and i just because the only reference i really picked out was like the the more topical ones obviously yeah if you have if you're paying someone to lobby for your interest at a legislative level and you're then you're also, there. <laughs> you're also paying corporate media to spread the message that you want because I would I don't want to say never because that just is too definitive, I think, right. for the show. But I would be very difficult to convince that advertisement money doesn't sway the way that a certain news station might cover certain stories. I would be extremely difficult to convince on mm -hmm. that note. I'm not saying it could never be done. You're going to have a real hard time people at the end of the day. You're going to have a real people. hard time. Exactly. So, <clears throat> well, and we've also heard firsthand accounts from like Sagar and Jetty and when they were leaving the Hill, you know, yeah. being told you can't cover this this way. This yeah. person is an advertiser here. We're not going to cover that story. Like people have come out and already said that from Fucking the Hill, model. who's one of supposedly one of the more legit, you know, mm -hmm. news agencies. Yeah. They're still, they're already corrupted by it. So if you think that it's not happening at the New York Times, Washington Post, who have been bought and sold because they can't maintain enough subscribership to make profit. You know, if you think that they're not being influenced by their mm -hmm. advertisers, then you got me fucked up. So <clears throat> yeah, like I said, anybody who has someone lobbying for their interest on a legislative level and also paying uh, corporate media to effectively lobby the general public in their favor, we have a, a conflict of interest here. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that and that I just wrote down real quick, like a another thought that you know, depending on future episodes, I might try to try to hump hamstring in there in one of our big picture talks, maybe that we have about the undue influence anybody gets from getting money from anyone, whether Certainly. it's a, whether it's a subscriber base to make you want to give your subscribers what they want, so they pay you more. Uh, to, to distract you from the truth or ads or lobbyists or anybody. I mean, is there? Obviously not for now, but it's a, a, that's a Good question I would like point. to talk yes. later. <clears throat> so the next point that I have here, which I think is probably Larry's biggest point for asking us, right? Mm -hmm. The constant lies, 
disinformation and gaslighting has not only lost the trust of the American people, but has damaged us psychologically, right? And the the misplace of trust is what we saw just this week that more people are watching Joe Rogan than are watching any other corporate media on, in the country. And it's far. not by a little bit. By a lot. It's by double. I think it was Joe Rogan on average gets 11 million views per, per episode. episode. And uh, the next major player, I think, was I don't remember the network, but it was like it was like four or five million, I think, might have been the closest number to so it. So by two, two and a half fold, we're talking yeah, about Joe Rogan doubles these people. Yes, actually, I might be able so, to find that. Really. <clears throat> yeah, no problem. Um, and damage us psychologically. Talking about people who are living in constant fear because media is lying to them. Mm -hmm. They have genuine misunderstandings or misconceptions about what is happening because the media has lied to them right here are two really magnificent examples the first one is a pretty simple one that i can talk about while you're looking that up waukesha right we talked about that when larry was on here we had the media literally talking about how an suv had caused this accident like there wasn't a person driving it refusing to cover this person's history when they had a history of trying to run over their fucking girlfriend before They've tried to use a vehicle as a weapon before, and the media is still talking about an SUV ran into a crowd of people. Like there isn't a somebody person needs to lock the wheel. this fucking car up. <clears throat> okay, yes. here it is. Here it is. Let's Sorry. hear it. Let's see it. Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan. Uh, and I did it on the laptop and not in front of this thing. So I, I, I did it. Here's a fucking social plug because I hit the wrong number again. <laughs> I got to change where that no, that's key fine. is. It's right there. But um, Q3. 2021 media ratings. Joe Rogan experienced 11 million viewers per episode. Tucker Carlson was the next highest at 3.24 million. So you're talking like a three, three to four a fold. That is, that's insane. It's not by accident. That is no. not by accident. No, because what right? is Joe? What is Joe? When he, He's a podcaster. He's a he, host. He is a guy. He is... I don't want to say honest. He's honest to himself. He he doesn't bullshit you. He just says what he means, period, right? And the guests that he has on his show, you can tell when they come on and they're full shit, right? right. But most of the guests they have, he has come on. They just they are free to just talk and say whatever it is they feel like they want to say. There's no undue pressure anywhere. So people come on and they speak freely. Joe speaks freely. That means a lot people especially nowadays because when we look at where joe's at as compared to legacy media or uh the corporate media, media the corporate media there's no there's no honesty there like at at a point there was honesty in certain subjects of what they covered i would imagine depending on what it is and how much they have to gain or lose from it they might go down that tact it doesn't really matter but that's not really what they do they their hosts don't speak their mind fully they're they're reading a teleprompter and that's what they do i mean it, there's no honesty behind it the honesty comes from whatever the network is and the big picture is willing to put forward and whatever narrative they're willing to throw on it right or not that's the, whether or not they're honest or not the hosts themselves are just they're cogs in a fucking machine they're right cog people doing cog shit right you know what i mean the, the tucker carlson's are slightly different because when you think about that portion of the media, that he split in the media, show. yes, and it's 
he hosts the show. And before podcasts came around, that was the closest thing you had to a podcast, really. It was it was a, a host that held his own kind of show that he kind of structured in his own way, had on their own guests, and they the network hosted their show. The network hired them to come in and do the show. Right. Now the network is YouTube or Rumble or right. whatever. For new media, Whoever that's that. That's the difference content. there, right? Yeah. Um, and so that, I think, is a, that's one of the major differences there I'm seeing in those first two. In that, and, and that the undue influence that comes in. YouTube's influence on your content is apparent because they're taking it down. Yeah, because it's, it's algorithmic. Things. Right. They're and, not, yeah. Yeah. Unless you are on YouTube Red or whatever, then they aren't paying you to be making content, you know? Yeah. They do have people that they're paying, right? That they have, like, actual, or at least they did at one point in time. I don't know if that same program still happens. They technically do because they have the YouTube partner program. Right. If Once right. you become big enough and you have so much influence, yeah, you can partner up with them and they give you a little bit of money for exactly. the money that you bring them. Yeah. So Twitch is the same deal. Now that is a question. There we go. I wish fucking Larry hit me up in the comments. Larry. Hit us up in the comments. <laughs> fucking Larry. I want to ask you directly about this kind of stuff, Larry, because yeah. you should know. You watch the show. You pay attention to the show. This is not some, this is not a a simple question you can just throw out there. He yeah. wants to hear us talk about it so he can formulate his opinions. And the next time he comes on, we'll talk about it again with him. That That's because he's smart. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, I would like to know at that point. Do you? As far as the media, maybe I should give you back the reins again because I don't know how, yeah, where on you want to steer one. onto this we'll, because I could probably we'll put it in there it for, for new media. Yeah. Write it down yeah. with that larger question you had, whatever it was, um, about monetary influence. And write it down next to that. And then no, I no, think this is about is new all... media. Okay. Don't worry. This okay. will work in. Okay. So because I thought next... about that looking at your show map the other day. The next all right. gaslighting thing, right? Okay. And I think Larry Super is going to be a larger discussion point. It's going to be January 6th. Right, this just happened two days ago. Right, yeah, it's the eighth. Remind me, it's been now. So every day is January sixth. Right, every, yeah. exactly. Every day is January sixth. Right, so yeah. there was. It was really bad. Mm -hmm. Um, it was really, really, really bad. The way the coverage of January sixth, mm -hmm. right, from. We started at federal at the federal level, right? Mm -hmm. We had a joint conference from Kamala Harris and Joe Biden oh. in which Kamala Harris compared January 6th to shit. We should start before this because people have been talking about January 6th since January 6th. For an yeah, entire it, year, it hasn't ended. News media has been talking about January 6th. Uh, the January the, 6th committee the on the political level. that happened on January 6th. The violent day that was January 6th. Um, the I literally heard today that January 6th was violence. That violence like happened on January 6th, the insurrection that happened there. So let's talk very honestly for a second about January 6th, mm -hmm. right? I tweeted on January 6th as I stood in my living room and watched it happen on television. If you are upset about the riots that happened this summer, you should be upset about what's happened today in the Capitol. Yes. The opposite is also true. If you are upset about what happened in the Capitol, you should also be upset about the riots that happened during the summer of 2020, right? The entire year of 2020. The, the, the entire yeah. year of 2020. These two things... Are the same thing, right? Yep. What happened on January 6th? We went over it all before, so you can go back and listen to the episode before. We're talking about just at the Capitol right now, right? Once everybody left the rally and they're heading to the Capitol, there is violence in one portion of the Capitol. In yeah. the tunnel in which people are trying to force their way in, the police are, are fighting with people, all this happening, right? 
you can go back to the very day that it happened and see the leftists then saying, oh, why are these people being let through the gates? Okay, they were let through the gates. So we're, we can cover that right now. They were let through the gates. They were let right? through the gates. There was also, again, in the same portion of the tunnel, the very front building, people are breaking glass trying to get in. On the side portion, the lateral portion of the building, people are being let through the doors. Yep. Right? Those same people so who guys, are... Other other entrances are open. Quit trying are, to get through this line. Fucking literally selfies with the police officers. These same things, the same, the same mm-hmm. things that were being critiqued on that day by leftists. Then why are the police officers taking pictures with these insurrectionists? So I gotta find. I'm the, sorry. The norm the norms tweet about that. Yeah. So it's like. So I'm sorry. If they're insurrectionists, then why are there pictures being taken with them with the police officers that let them in the fucking buildings? How can you be arrested and held and? And held for trespassing and then found guilty of trespassing. Right? This is the best, Here it is. This is the best tweet I can think of to it. Uh, Norm MacDonald at the time. Rest in saying, peace. Rest in peace, Norm MacDonald, obviously, because it what a tragedy. But, I mean, I love... I loved when the violent terrorists made sure to respect the velvet ropes in the statutory hall. Okay, so what the fuck are we talking about, right? On the way here. On the way here, I told you I'm listening to a report done by CBS. And when they're saying, let's make sure we don't forget the people who cleaned up that day, who cleaned up the glass and the blood off of the statues. The blood from the statues. From the statues, they said. What? What are you talking about? Where, where'd the blood what on the statues come from? About, right? So, Because if that's the case, it came from the protesters or the rioters, I should so, say. Because they weren't protesting. Let's let's just say that, we, right? Yeah. There were... We called the Capitol riots. There were riots. The Capitol riots yeah. since January 6th. Every time it's been brought up in the show, we have the called Capitol it the riots. Capitol riots. Now, Every fucking time. The right wing has one riot for 20... And that was 2020. What yeah, are that we was talking about? What are we talking about here? What are we talking about? 2021, but it was basically 2020. It was the cap off to the end of 2020, right? Let's be real about that because that's, it was January 6th. Yes. So to cap off the entire year of rioting and burning of cities and the devastation of property and the infringement on laws and the abuse of police and you can go on, right? It was capped off by one one riot by the right and now and we they're the terrorists make sure that we honor the people who almost gave their lives that day to defend democracy and we need to remember the police who've lost their lives afterwards the yeah. damage seen and unseen collins i want the insurrectionists at the capitol you know what right? i think they're, i think we should ask the mayor of dc i think we should we should ask the mayor of dc why it is that i believe it was a she turned down um extra security multiple support times. multiple times before January. I think maybe we should keep that into account when we think about those officers that were put in harm's way. Maybe we could ask the federal agents that were um, in, in the crowd that day why they didn't intervene in what was happening. Well, yeah. That's maybe, an easy one for me. Maybe we could ask the FBI why they found that this wasn't a coordinated attack on the Capitol in any way, shape, or form. But for some reason, the media and even Joe Biden still yeah. continues to run with this narrative that Donald Trump coordinated an attack on the Capitol. Right? Isn't that interesting? Tell me why Joe Biden is That's able to That's the biggest stand, fucking thing, tell man. Tell me why Joe oh. Biden is able to stand in front of the nation and yes. talk about how Donald Trump is actively an authoritarian leader while he is trying to bastardize the OSHA regulations to force a backdoor vaccine mandate onto private companies. <laughs> Tell me why. 
Tell me why this is happening. I will so, tell you why. Because within a year, Donovan, within one year of the event happening that we all saw with our own eyes, we you were you could see it on multiple social media live feed, live streams at the time. You the could watch it. The deadly assault on the Capitol. The deadly assault on the Capitol in which the state took one person's life. Correct. That's I forgot, we, I we forgot have about to that because the just, state said that the the state yes. killed the one person. Well, I'm, they killed the one person that was killed. The one life taken as a direct result of these riots, right? This We're not talking about the people who committed suicide, yep. the guy who had a stroke afterwards. None Heart of that attack, shit, stroke, right? whatever it was. None of that shit. One person was murdered. The one person who was killed there that day was Ashley Babbitt, who was gunned down by the fucking feds. And we don't even know the officer's name. We don't know so when it happened. News. He, he was, was on the news, news now. Yeah, okay. He did. He did an interview in which he talked about how this person was. She was going to kill. She was going to kill Mike Pence. She was going to kill Mike she Pence. Was kill Mike Pence. But the the cops behind she her was didn't kill Mike Pence. Okay. Shut up. She was going to kill Mike Pence. You don't know. Because yeah, after watching the video why? where Donald the where the police were right behind her as well, coming Donald through Trump the Trump had a throat to the knife. Had a knife to the throat of democracy. He had a knife. This Tell is what why. I can't do, man. At any point in time, did anyone believe that Joe Biden was not going to be the president? At any point in time, did anyone believe, holy shit, they're going to take the fucking Capitol? Yeah. They're going to take, they're going to fucking kill everybody. They're going to take the Capitol. No. Could have happened. No. The no. most extreme thought, I, I swear to God, the most extreme thought I have that day, military's going to gun down a lot of American citizens today. That's exactly what I was thinking. A lot of American citizens are going to die because of the military guns. Do you really so, fucking believe? Does it... Dear God, when <laughs> this, I'm like, I'm at my end right now because it's this so same nonsensical. group of people that argues that the military, the police are militarized. The military is authoritarian. The military has an inflated budget. There's too much money all over the place. Okay. You are genuinely trying to argue to me. Mm-hmm. The military that you claim is overinflated, largest budget on the planet by, by factors, right? You genuinely believe that same military is going to allow the murder of multiple public officials on the Capitol grounds and they're not going to fucking do a goddamn thing about it? Mm. Come on. I would say at that point, it's not about the military. It's about like Secret Service and Capitol Police and the FBI and Paul everybody says, else that's there. Paul yes. says he believed that democracy was going to be taken that day. I think. And that's, I know you're I, saying yes. Yes. I will say the imagery from the day. Yes. I don't want to characterize what you're saying, Paul. Yes to what? It's going Hiya, Paul. Uh, now we got Paul and Will in the chat. Um, I will say, from the imagery, one would see that day, right? The 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 stark nature of a riot at the Capitol building is not exactly something that has been seen by anybody that's been alive to witness that event. Like I would doubt that has ever no, seen. I never seen nothing okay. like that in my whole life. You seen that? You you couldn't imagine it. It was very unbelievable. Oh, I was shocked. I was exactly. fucking shocked that day. So anybody assuming that oh this is it they're gonna they're gonna jump in there they're gonna no one's gonna stop them. There's nobody. There's no real fucking security around there. Obviously the mayor had been saying no, but I can the imagine. Said no. Capitol police said no. Yep. And I would say that I would not doubt that somebody watching that could assume a worst case scenario and go well there it is. It's over now. I mean, it could have easily been if if every single one of those guys had were had fucking guns, it would have been over. Well, sir, it would have been super over, but, but it wasn't, it. right? 
But I'm just saying, I wouldn't fault anybody for witnessing that on that day, at that point in time, going, holy shit, man, this is terrifying. What if they get in a hold of the ballots? What if they get this, that, the other thing? Not saying that we couldn't have figured it out at that point, but I'm not going to fault somebody who would have thought at the time, in the moment, that that's it. This is it. It's over. Three hours later, when everything's fine, when they held probably the should have same day. Three hours later, when everything is fine and everything's and the, the votes got done and counted and everything's fine, probably should have had those fears assuaged, because oh hey that's cool everything worked out fine, right? I got it. I'm nervous. I'm not going to shut it off. But at the moment in time when you're first watching it, I can understand the feeling. If you were that concerned about it, you were glued to the television. Three hours later, you were to realize everything's fine. Everything's good. I didn't have anything to worry about. America's still strong. I just, but I, so this is this so I a year to, later having that that I idea. I think bit. is crazy. I got to push back on you a little bit Go because ahead. I struggle to maybe in the craziness of the moment, mm. right? But in even taking one step back, when America is the most, I'm not going to say civilized, but most what a most established country on the planet sure. right we okay. have the largest military by factor three certainly budget mm -hmm. right we definitely have the most people in the military have anybody mm -hmm. else on the, maybe china china probably has more people in yeah. their military but we're in a time of very extreme authoritarianism even even in january 6th of 2020 2021 mm -hmm. right oh, i yeah. i don't understand how anybody could be looking at that and genuinely think that that group of people is going to be able to overthrow the government. I don't, I don't see it. I don't understand because you, mm -hmm. the amount of fallback plans that exist in case of something like this, oh, yeah. it's not like they don't exist. And that's what I don't get. I like, guess you have what I think that they're, they were caught completely yeah. off guard and that no one knows what to do. And that everybody who works for the government, is completely like borderline retarded yeah. and is just, completely incapable of doing anything that they're supposed to do to think that that group of people is so going to like break into the capitol take take the capitol mm -hmm. building take the uh i'm sorry take capitol hill mm -hmm. go to the white house take oh, the, yeah. take the ballots to Donald overthrow Trump the say, government i don't i don't Seems see it crazy. i don't see how anyone could convince themselves of that i guess i would say objectively convince themselves of that objectively no because most people are not objective about things right most lay most lay people that are not super involved with government don't understand that on that day every single person in that congress building could have been wiped out and you know what there still would have been a president yes because there is somebody in the chain of command lined out there 175 spots down that is designated as the president at that point in the u.s government if if it came to that right the, the the united states government cannot be overthrown technically because there's always somebody that's in charge right mind you can't really do that in the physical world so uh the group included trump's cronies in office too so let me respond so that's, to that right go ahead let me respond to that because we went over a few episodes ago mm -hmm. not the last episode of lawyer but the episode before mm -hmm. when i read that book fear yep we went over all these communications. This was every, everybody who was willing to talk to Robert Robert Costa or Robert Acosta, whoever the fuck it was, and Bob Acosta, yeah, yeah. Bob Robert, Acosta, yeah, and um, yeah, because I think it's Bob Robert. Yeah, what's his face, right? And who, who, uh, Wood, Wood, uh, uh, Bob Woodward, Bob Woodward, right? We went over that. 
There are people there who were listening to him the whole time that were telling Robert, Rob Woodward, Bob Woodward, no, we weren't going to do that. We were never going to do that. Yeah. We weren't going to do that, right? I mean, you Mike saw Pence it on was the... telling him the entire time, no, I can't yeah. do that. His staff is there. I can't... I'm going to sneeze. Oh, bless you. I will say even the, the text messages. Have, I don't have that information in my brain, partially because I used tabs for it all so I could go through the book and just read yeah. out of there. The but other there was part a lot. because I've consumed a lot of information since then. But so then I can tell you that the people that were in my opinion mm-hmm. had every opportunity to stop what was happening and that's why it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. That's why Mike Pence told him, told Donald Trump for a month, I can't do that. I don't have the power to do that. Oh, yeah. I don't have the power to do that. It's right? like anybody with that had their ear to the ground at the point um, knew that that was happening. That's why there was a massive rift between the day of the election and inauguration yes. day and the day between counting the votes and all this Senator stuff. Senator Mike Lee, who's supposed Mike, to be a huge Trumper, was telling everybody, you cannot do this. Yeah. You do not have the power to do this. Telling Josh Hawley that he's a fuck up. Yep. Telling Ted Cruz that he's a fuck up. Everybody who's there. Mike Lee, the constitutional lawyer, telling everybody you do not have the power to do this. And I won't do it because we don't have the power to do this. Yeah. I am unconvinced. You can't. I'm I'm telling you. And I will say the also. Very people who were there were to, telling, told Robert Costa, told Bob Woodward. Yep. We were telling him at the time, you can't do this. Yes. And on top of that, the private communications of citizens of the United States that have been uh, publicly dis- distributed by the, the January 6th commission have also corroborated the fact that everybody in Trump's circle was be like, bro, where are you? Say something right now. Get your shit together. You need to go on TV right now and say, stop this. Everybody was texting fucking uh, head of Mike, uh, Meadows. Mike Meadows, the yeah the, the RNC's, the Republican at that point was it minority leader in the house. Yes, yeah, he yeah. was minority leader in Kevin the house. McCarthy. Kevin McCarthy. They were all texting him. I mean, everybody was like, "No, no, no! Stop this shit from going on!" And we still, unfortunately, and we condemned Josh Hawley and all them the day after the very yeah, next because episode. Because they're a bunch of about how they're fucks. a bunch of fucking idiots and how yes. they did this shit. And they have right? zero institutional power. I and they say. knew that they they have one do vote. It. They were gaslighting everybody, and they knew they couldn't do it from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Now, on top of that. <laughs> Oh, what was it? What was it? I just had it. On top of that, we had the... Kevin McCarthy. Kevin McCarthy. Yeah, everybody. There was one thing I will say that was sus, right? And that still is sus, and I would like to know ultimately what the timeline was. There was a period of time at which President Trump at the time went from rally to undisclosed location. And then to wherever he made that video of everybody... You know, go home peacefully, blah, 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 this whole thing, right? There was a lot of time between when this kicked off, when he ended that and went to that. Supposedly watching, eating lunch, watching everything happen. Yeah, like like, why, what's, what's going on? Why? I would like to know a detailed timeline minute by minute where the president was at that point in time. And I don't have that and I'm not okay with that. But to even pretend that Donald Trump even as president of the United States at that point could have stopped that from happening. Um, I think is, is kind of ridiculous because no, he could have gotten on. Fuck. I don't know if there's televisions and monitors throughout the Congress, the, you know, the congressional building, whatever, but he could have like in the movies, like jumped onto every one of those TV screens and given like a, Hey, everybody go home thing. And right. They, that's, that wouldn't have stopped anything. 
It wouldn't have not have stopped a thing, man. Did after he no. posted, after he made that shitty ass video. No, anyway. it didn't do anything. Did. Has nothing to do with that. It had everything to do with, with unfortunately. It had to a certain group of individuals that was there that day. There was nothing at that point after intaking what they had get that info with had gotten. Release. With the tax release. Oh, with, oh, with tax, release. tax release. Oh, that, yeah, that would be nice. <laughs> yeah. And, and while we're at it, let's get Nancy Pelosi's too. Jesus let's go Christ. ahead and do that because still, to this day, thing. if you guys want to make some money, um, there's not financial advice, but follow, Trump I don't even know the dudes, follow the dudes that uh, follow Nancy, Nancy Pelosi's husband yeah. because whatever he buys, they buy, and then everybody gets rich. I don't know how that works Weird. out. So, but yeah. Jan six. I'm here for bunch it. of let's fuckery. See Trump's taxes. Yeah, let's do it. it, dude. Trump's tax release. But, if you're not but sus, no. you're not sus. Let's see it. Let's let's just put it this way. It is going to be sus as fuck on a public fallout level, right? On a public opinion, this is bad. Is it going to be anything illegal? Probably not. But is it going to be the exact shit, yes. same shit that everybody else in fucking Congress does? Yes, it is. It's yeah. going to be the exact same thing that every Fortune 500 CEO does that follows the specific laws or around the specific laws that have been specifically designed by the same people that take advantage of them and the same people that give those, pol those same politicians money in their super PACs to make it so that they can do this. It is not the fact that Trump himself got around the tax code it's it's the fact that all these motherfuckers get around the tax code be, by following the the private paths that they lay for themselves to get around the tax code alongside the congressmen and women that make it possible for them to do that so yeah we can see trump's tax returns and they're going to be sus as fuck right you you show me nancy pelosi's tax returns right next to it they're going to be sus as fuck too the tax returns i get it i got it like I'm on, I'm on that tilt, bro. But I'm so goddamn tired of telling, of people, just falling on this. Like, well, if, well, why didn't he release his tax returns just like everyone else did? It's like, bro, because those motherfuckers are all politicians who have known how to do this since the day they got into Congress. All right, Trump's been just doing it the legal way for a long time. He hasn't, he hasn't covered all the shit up. He hasn't, didn't have he, his wife. He doesn't have his, yeah, he didn't have his wife be doing it and all this shit. Like. Like all the Congress people do. Right. So I get the concept of wanting to see the tax returns, but that's not the tilt to go on. It's not. They're all like that, man. They're all bad. Okay. Yeah. Trump is no different than all these other motherfuckers. None of these people care about you. No. All the major institutions hate you and want you to die. <laughs> exactly. Now you're, now you're with me. Now you're getting it. Hey. Now you're getting it. You're closer to anarchy today than you've ever been, and that's all because of me. It's, weird. <laughs> it's a weird thing. So a couple more points that I have here mm -hmm. on January 6th, right, is some the minute-by-minute minute playbook. I do want that. I do want it. I um, want the minute-by-minute minute playbook. Sorry. Go ahead. No, that's okay. Some very dystopian things in my point of view, right? Mm -hmm. One thing that was really bothering me is when Joe Biden in his speech is talking about there's a statue by near. This is a Cleo, you know. A she's Cleo, a, yeah. Right? And Cleo saw that day the real facts. And the real history. This is some skull right? and bone shit right here. So this is the stuff that concerns me because as we just went over, some of this information that they're releasing is incorrect. And they're then saying this is the real truth and mm -hmm. the real history. 
right? We're recording the real history. Oh, just bro. like just like the 1619 project is the real history of America, right? Okay. Well, Joe Biden I, never said that. But I, know I will that. say I'm not saying that he said okay. that. I'm saying that that's the general that's the general concept. Yeah, that this is the real history of America. Just like Joe Biden is saying, this is the real history of January sixth because the statue saw it. Because and the that's, statue saw it, right? The that truth, was the yeah. biggest infuriating thing to the Kamala Harris and Joe Biden speech about you know the Jan six situation. Right? Is I have never witnessed a nineteen eighty four style switcheroo of history like more. It's contextual. More inaccurate. in line than what I saw over the last between, but I saw what happened on Jan six, and I also saw what they say happened on Jan six. I know for a fact that the the picture that Joe Biden, the president of the United States, and Kamala Harris, the vice president of the United States, the picture they painted about what happened on January six is nowhere near what happened that day, and the fact that Miss, you know, the statue Cleo saw what was happening. I remember having to, I got so angry that when I was, when I was watching that thing, because it was weird. They did it first thing in the morning, which was very strange for us. Usually Joe Biden stuff in the afternoon, but like I came to work and that was the first thing you had sent me that day. And I was like, Oh God, here we go. Happy, whatever day it was. Yeah. And I had to watch it in pieces because I kept getting so angry at what they were saying. I had to stop. Okay. I'm going to come back to this in a half hour when I'm cooled down. And it was just, the entire thing was a complete and utter fabrication of what happened with with small points of little truths here and there that happened that tied it all together. But within 12 months, things that we saw happen and you could still see happen today are being presented by the federal government in the United States in a completely disingenuous and inaccurate way delivered on a platter to the American people. That is frustrating. Yes. Um, and that's what I, like I said, it's dystopian. You know, the complete rewriting of history Ooh, yeah. to fit their narrative. Yep. Um, he who wins the war gets to write the history books. Certainly. certainly. Says Paul. <laughs> but this is, like you said, this was one year ago. This you was know, one this year is, ago, it's, man. It's hardly history. This I can still, still watch the videos. Yes. Um, God. So. Lie to me and spit in my face. Another one of the things that Joe Biden said was the people that lost their lives defending the Capitol, right? And we just went over. The only yeah. person who lost their life that day was Ashley Babbitt. Yeah. And she was killed by the police. Yeah. Or who lost their lives in, in the struggle was Ashley Babbitt. And she was killed by the police. Yeah. So um, another thing that has been bothering me, the dystopian thing, mm. is I was watching the press briefing from either from the day before and sh Jen Psaki was oh. saying, um, I was going to say she, but... Um, the threat the former president poses to our democracy. Yeah. Is what she said. Right? Yeah. And the sole responsibility for January 6th, Trump bears. Which, as we just went over, we have the mayor of D.C. that refused extra assistance. Hmm. We have FBI agents in the crowd that day, right? We have the Capitol Police. Who were I believe the Capitol Police were actually demanding or requesting more more people assistance. They're the ones that really right. got fucked in this because so, they had to take the beating. Yeah, so it, it seems odd mm -hmm. um, that Donald Trump somehow bears the sole responsibility of all this, yeah. especially when you're talking about the FBI found that there was no coordinated effort in January sixth mm -hmm. at all. Um, well, and really, you know what this is, though. You know what this is, because if they poison the well. 
against Donald Trump running again, which he wouldn't announce until after the midterms, probably. Certainly. Right. So it's it, but it's coming soon. So they need to poison the well where they can. And January six is conveniently timed to be perfect for that. Um, what better piece of you know of essentially campaign propaganda can you start spouting now and poison the well against him ever returning that's not to even mention the legal avenues that they're trying to look at right now but well and to your point right Mm -hmm. there the last thing i want to say is that they keep using this term the big lie yeah right and the big big lie lie. is like the most 1984 thing i've ever heard in my whole life yes like this is all it's just the big lie this whole narrative, it's all just the big lie. You know, we're going to put it in the history books as the big lie. Like, that's what you would like the subtitle to be under this portion, under page 497 in the seventh grade history book, is that mm-hmm. then the big lie happened. What are you talking about? Yeah. Right? And we've. Said What's the million, big lie? We've, we've it's said, whatever I want to say it is. A million times, right? Yeah. Joe Biden won the election. There doesn't seem to really be any doubt about that. But the idea Trump was the CEO of the USA, he bore full responsibility. No, no, I'm not. I don't prescribe to that. I am unsold. Um, what was I just saying? Uh, shit. Um, fuck. Sorry, I was right there. I was right there. Big lie. Big lie. 1984. It's not the fact that uh, you can essentially change the the concept of the big lie. What is the big lie? The the fact oh, okay. that they're the using lie, it all right? the time. So we said it a thousand times. Joe Biden won the election, right? There doesn't seem to really be any doubt about that. If there was something that was changed, it doesn't seem to be that there was enough to that it would have shifted the outcome of the election, right? We've said all of these things. We mm-hmm. obviously accept all of these things. We've also Joe Biden said. The truth is no election has been more closely scrutinized, right? We have also talked about that there are literally documentaries on HBO lying out ways that this election could have and likely was compromised. Mm -hmm. So I don't... And compromise doesn't necessarily I, mean fucked with, but no, it means compromise. The same, the same Security way. compromise means you couldn't count on it as secure. So I don't, I don't understand it. Like, mm-hmm. this is a denial of just standard media that exists. That's not even corporate media, none of that shit. This mm-hmm. is a, just a documentary that exists on HBO. Yep. So I don't understand the unwillingness to address. I Okay, so I can't say I don't understand. I understand why they wouldn't want to address that there could be any issue at all, mm-hmm. right? I don't understand the refusal to be honest in order to try. I guess I can't even say I don't understand. I Abjectly don't agree with the inability to be honest in a way that could potentially lend you some bipartisan creed or credit, right? If you acknowledged, listen, there is a way that someone could have fucked with the election. It's possible, but it didn't happen. If you Mm -hmm. would just even acknowledge it was possible, the amount of people you would win over because you were actually being honest Mm. would could potentially turn all these elections for you, right? If you were honest about it instead you're losing people whose one of their core values is honesty and they're unwilling to back you because you're lying you are being dishonest about this and that's where i'm at with it i don't because there is a way for you to tell the truth about what happened yes and get your point across yes but the reason i 
have zero respect for the way you're doing this is because you're lying. You're lying, uh, you're lying to try to get that same exact point across that you wanted to get across be before when you could be honest yes. and you could be, you could. And if, if you were honest, people could have honest conversations. And when people can have honest conversations, they wouldn't fucking hate each other all the time, assuming the other people are lying to their face, but you will, you refuse to do that. So, so let it's me even ask worse. you this, right? Because mm -hmm. this is kind of a larger question. Stepping back, there's more of an opinion thing, right? And this is a question I started to form as I'm watching it. There's a huge, all this is about democracy, right? That Donald Trump had a knife to the throat of our democracy. Mm -hmm. Our democracy was in danger. Democracy. In danger. Democracy, 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 democracy. Democracy right? dies in darkness. Let me ask you this. The push toward and focus on proper democracy instead of our republic, does it potentially incentivize the move away from bipartisanship, right? Because we've seen, in my opinion, again, this is an opinion part, we have seen the Democrats attempting to strip the tools of legitimate republics, We're talking about the filibuster, things like that. that Minority it, powers. Yeah. Cause you to have to work across the aisle instead of just get the the slight majority, mm -hmm. right? Is it possible? Do you think maybe whatever? I'm not trying to plant anything. I'm asking the mm -hmm. question, right? That the focus on legitimate, proper, not even legitimate, but democracy mm -hmm. incentivizes that push from the Democrats away from any bar bipartisan effort. Because we've heard, we've even heard, we'll talk about this more, Sagar and Crystal talking about, you know, why would you even try? Oh, I don't even know if bipartisan is even a potential anymore, mm -hmm. right? If you're saying things oh, like yeah. that, you're not incentivizing working across the aisle. You're saying, fuck those people. We're not going to get them anyway. Let's yep. just do whatever we can. Fuck the filibuster, mm -hmm. right? Do you think those two things together potentially incentivize that? Kind of, sort of, maybe. Um, I think the, the concept of... How do I how do I want to put this? The concept of democracy as as it is presented now is not democracy. First of all, um, it's democratic dictatorship. That's what we're talking. We're talking about electing a new king. That's what that's their version of democracy. Let the people say what they want and here's the new king who can do whatever they want. As long as it's so the not concept Trump. of republic has been dead for a long time. And I, I have been the first one to say that. Right. The republic is dead and it has been dead for a long time. It it died under the auspices of democracy. And democracy is essentially mob rule. And do I think the conversations Which you're right, emphasizing if they are emphasizing this concept of democracy, for one, they're not actually meaning democracy. And even if they were, it is still an attack against our governmental system. It, it's, a, it's an attack against representative government. It, it does not work that way. Democracy seems like a great idea. If, if you can trust the, if you can trust 51% of the 300 some million people that you occupy a political space with, sure. That may or may not work as long as you don't mind being the 40, 49% that gets fucked on all the time by the tyranny of the 51. Um, I don't think it, their, their arguments and their, well, I wouldn't even say arguments, but their emphasis on democracy, I don't think it has anything to do with democracy. It has everything to do with authoritarianism. Just whoever. Just control. It's just the team that is in charge. They get there through democracy because the people want them in charge. When in reality, 
nobody wants them in charge if they had two seconds to think about it because they're all a bunch of authoritarian dictators in the waiting who just want to tell everybody how to live their lives. Like, that's not the way any of this works. So it, I think it's just cover for, for power. You, you have to put something in there that's, yeah, for power. Because you can't just say power. You can't say that. It doesn't sell. Right. Democracy sells. I don't think there's anything to actually do with the concept behind democracy of representation through voting power. There's none of that. No, it's just we're in charge and democracy democracy is, is, is in charge way yeah. for people to be represented yeah democracy is how we get our beloved dictator that's how it works and in their eyes they don't give two shits they're gonna make as much money as they do anyway so might as well power. sell it some way to cover for power does that answer your question yes that's very interesting yes <laughs> i don't think it's about democracy it's yeah. never been it hasn't no that's very interesting anybody that's a part of a fucking small time 10 person vote knows how shitty democracy is so to that point yes right the next point that i have here is we've also seen a dismissal or a refusal to cover opposing views right we're a dismissal of opposing views and a refusal to cover things that they don't want mm -hmm. discussed right mm -hmm. so the first point dismissal of opposing views really good example i think would be brett weinstein right when brett weinstein has his whole thing go down at evergreen if you guys don't know what i'm talking about you can look that up evergreen brett weinstein yeah. check out benjamin uh, boyce he's got a great documentary boyce, on, it on excellent YouTube. documentary yes yeah. thank you very much good plug there um so brett weinstein the only place the only media organization he went on to was fox news because yeah. no one else would call him yeah. no one else msnbc CNN, no tim one pool. else would have he's him a fucking on, lefty right? tim pool's a lefty the only place that has him on Fox News, yeah. right? But so, he also knows this, this thing called the Constitution. Right. That's why they don't want him so on anything else. So we see else. this stuff all the time. People, they don't want a dismissal. Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan is even a, a, a moderate at the very at least. You yeah. know what I'm saying? He's definitely not a conservative. He's definitely not a Republican. You know, there's uh, way too much shit that he is. Yeah, I just thought of something. That he's left on for yeah. anybody to consider him a Republican. You if, know? If Joe Rogan had one ounce of i don't i don't know what you call it drive or ambition to take over this country he could do it oh, he has Christ. the power if he wasn't as distracted doing his own thing these people would seriously seriously be in fucking trouble because the power that he has now being somebody that doesn't want it is so i mean it reverberates on the internet i mean he has a couple of people on a podcast and the next though i mean they're they're talking about it on top of the hill they're talking on every major news network joe rogan gets sick and takes medicine and it's like there's a reason it's because he's the most powerful voice on the face of the planet yeah regardless of what you think of him it is the case if he had one ounce of ambition towards that political ambition they would really be in trouble yeah i mean yeah so the other thing refusal to cover yeah right i know you've been waiting for this mm -hmm. glenn maxwell so nice thing to lead us into this is from abc oh, yeah. start here i forgot to write on the date for this but this is the quote in all of the hubbub around the surrounding hubbub. the season it was actually easy to miss an incredibly significant development in one of the most notorious sex trafficking schemes in history headline in all, in headline from a major news network major news networks failed to cover this story yes. how do you feel about it come in, to our major news network and find out in all of the for fuck's around christmas yeah you forgot to hear about glenn maxwell 
the stand-in for Jeffrey Epstein, who is potentially the most notorious sex criminal in American history. Okay. All of the hubbub around Christmas. All the hubbub. It was easy to forget. Like, so... Okay. (laughs) First first (laughs) off... (laughs) The hubbub. So, first point. The hubbub behind um, us missing. Yes, please. Uh, Us missing the coverage, uh, which you yourself did not cover as a major news network um which is funny because start here is abc podcast they do every morning so major news network cauldron painting the cauldron black whatever that kettle calling the cauldron black i don't know bad with analogies i'm bad with idioms um so anyways this comes out and and the only way they can really debut it is by saying oh hey you might have missed this because we didn't cover it cool just lane maxwell jeffrey epstein we, you may remember Jeffrey Epstein from the Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself infamy. He was the notorious um, convicted sex criminal from the – he was convicted in the 90s of uh, various sex crimes. He's been the head of a massive human trafficking and sex trafficking organization. Over the years, um, he was finally – I mean he was caught, he was tried, and he was given off with a very light sentence, he was called a sex criminal. And then years and years later, um, more accusations had come out, blah, blah, blah. And they finally found it necessary to go after him again, picked him up and he subsequently committed suicide. Pot calling the kettle black. Thank you, Will. Thank you. You understand where I'm at because I work with you every day and you know, my idioms are as bad as that guy in boondock saints. Um, so anyways, just Lane Maxwell finally got hemmed up after, uh, Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself, died, and she got put on trial. Um, the problem, okay, so problem here. During the Ghislaine Maxwell trial, the it, it kicked off during the Kyle Rittenhouse trial, um, basically as soon as it was starting to close up. And so, for one, it missed a lot of attention from new media, independent media, you know, just a lot of people. Of course, corporate media didn't give any time whatsoever. Um, they're the ones that buried it back in the day. Thank you to Project Veritas and Amy Rohrbach, um, back when she used to work for was ABC. Oh, what's up, buddy? Are you so sli- What was that little sound? Little dude hanging out in the studio. Um, so anyways, um, just Lane Maxwell. On trial, sex crimes, sex trafficking. Uh, possibly the biggest sex trafficking case i can i could have i could think of going on in the world in our in our lifetime essentially um the connections to jeffrey epstein um dealer's choice baby winter ale i think you should have winter ale because you need to be um you know more educated on winter ales i know i love you uh and i want to say i might have this wrong so don you might have to help me on this one but when Jeffrey Epstein first got hemmed up. That's when we first got the release of the Black Book, right? Shortly in its, after, yes. When, in its redacted version. In and the so, investigations while yeah. he was in prison. So we had lots and lots of really and big was, and powerful people's names in that book. On and, both sides of the political aisle. Oh, yeah. This does not... This this breaks through, transcends politics like people you wouldn't believe. People just only call out people Donald on the Donald Trump, side. Bill Gates, Bill Clinton. I mean, the two the two basic political sides. Here we go. The Trumps and the Clintons, right? Both took rides on the Lolita Express. Both hung out with the man, the legend himself. So, 
Ghislaine Maxwell trial goes on. You can't hear anything about it. Can't see anything about it. Federal trial. There it was a, a people, federal trial. Just to cut that down, there was a lot of people that are like, "Why aren't we seeing the cameras from yes. this?" It's because it's a federal trial. It yep. rarely happens in a federal trial. And even when it comes to reporting on a federal trial like that, it requires you can't have phones, you can't have any electronics, you can't do that stuff. It requires a individual to be in the jury or to be in the the stands or whatever, not on the jury, but in the courtroom, witnessing things, come out, make some reports, go back into the courtroom. Boom. That's the only way you could do that. Now, mind you, Lady Justice is blind. I understand how that could be uh, potentially the right way to do justice. Nobody should know about it. It should be handled in secret because we don't want any undue influence on this thing. But I'm a realist. That's a bunch of bullshit. We should have all seen what was going on here. The major problem with this case, it is the the, the biggest case that I could have imagined ever experiencing throughout my entire lifetime. This touched all elites. It touched royalty in the UK. Everybody that has any I power. I don't sweat. I don't sweat. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't sweat. I don't know. I don't sweat. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. That was really funny. I don't sweat. Um, but anyways, so the trial went on. We didn't hear anything about it. The trial was in and done within two weeks. Um, I'm fairly sure it was very short, very sweet. We got very little info from it. Um, what little reporting came from it, it literally comes down to whether or not you trust that reporter or not. There's no way to fact check any of this stuff because it's all, all evidence that has been put up through that trial has since been sealed again. So we can't have access to the evidence, but sentencing is yet long, to happen. Right? Sentencing is yet to been happened, but long story short, she was found guilty of most of the charges five right? or six five or six we had multiple name drops of clinton trump various powerful people through whatever witnesses were able to come up on the stands like the pilot of the guy that was flying the plane around stuff like that but ultimately the the people that actually matter in this case right the people that actually matter the the clients of this trafficking human trafficking ring um there's no there's no mention of them. We don't have any names. We don't have no idea who any of the clientele was of this. So we brought down we the head honcho is dead. Jeffrey Epstein is dead. Jelaine Maxwell is found guilty. So we have the fall girl now, Jislaine, who was probably the the madam of the whole situation, who groomed everybody, who brought everybody in. She's just as guilty Definitely as everyone not else. Yes. Hard fucking no. She's bad, bad person. Needs to go away. Got it. But the important questions about who, who was who was buying and selling these people? Yeah. Who was going to take advantage of this? Who was doing unspeakable unspeakable thing to underage individuals? Right. Who was doing these things? We don't know. Right. And they're not going to tell us. And all the files have been sealed again. So, so Gislaine's going to be locked up probably for the rest of her life. If she's lucky, they'll kill her sooner rather than later. Somebody she just will. got her booster this week, so she's got her booster. The memes that came out of that would be the Hillary <laughs> oh my memes God. of her like leaning over her phone and shit and like laughing. I'm like, that's horrible. It's so bad. Horrible. So who knows? Um, I don't I don't know if Ghislaine's gonna end up killing herself or not. Um honestly. Jeff, Jeffrey Epstein didn't. So. But Jeff yeah, Jeffrey Epstein didn't. So but either way, that happened um over the last couple weeks. Yes. And um unfortunately we have essentially the successful cover up of 
whatever it is that took place with all that human trafficking. Potentially um, the worst. There was enough evidence of all time to in, prove in, that in the human trafficking was indeed happening because she's going to jail forever. Yeah. But uh, not enough of that evidence. N- none of that evidence should be brought public, apparently, according to the powers that be. So it's an unsatisfying. It's an unsatisfying end to a a saga that we've we've been waiting on bated breath for for this years. This is not and justice. This is this is not justice. No. This is not justice. No. So the the people that committed the crimes uh continue to be unknown and will get away with it obviously because they're too powerful. I don't know. There does seem to be some indications that um the case against specifically Prince Andrew um might have some teeth to it. We don't know. That's yet to be seen. So we'll have to be wait. So but yeah. They but I mean, you saw you. Bill Gates, man. Shit. So, right well, after he was he's done. Dead now. Yeah. So. <laughs> On an interview, it's like, yeah. Do you have any regrets about you know your friendship with so and with uh, with Epstein? You know, well, you know, he's dead now, so it doesn't really matter. What kind of an answer? What yeah. are you? And then the refusal of the of the interviewer to be like, okay. And we're just yeah. moving on. Like, what does that mean? Like, what do you mean? And he's dead now, so it doesn't matter. Like, and, you know, he's dead now, so it doesn't matter. So there's Anyways. one more thing I want to ask you about. Because there's kind of two sides to this that you people may or may not know about, depending on what they're looking at. Even Jordan wasn't fully aware of this, kind of like of this other side, right? Mm-hmm. There is the obvious side to it. This is a, this is a sex trafficking ring, right? This yeah. is a human trafficking ring. People were being bought and sold. They were being used. They are being abused. As horrible. Mm-hmm. There's a second aspect. People can say conspiracy is whatever, right? Is neither here nor there. But there is a thought, some indication, right, that there is a intelligence aspect to this, right? Yeah, this is that, that. Jeffrey Epstein was was an intelligence asset, right? And the same deal that Ghislaine Maxwell was an intelligence asset, mm-hmm. and that they were. A lot of people point to Mossad. Yeah, Mossad at one point, the CIA being involved. You know, there's a lot of different indications, different things of using either establishing this structure or using an existing structure to blackmail powerful people into doing what those governments want, what the Mossad wants, what the CIA wants. So in turn, what the Israeli government wants, Mm -hmm. what the American government wants. There are a lot of people that don't know about, like I said, Jordan wasn't aware that that was even a conversation, uh, even a discussion. No, to Mm -hmm. her, which is not unreasonable you know to her it's just that this is the, potentially the worst human trafficking ring in american history you yeah. know which in and of itself is a story yeah but, which is so and then there's the and yes but there's a whole nother level of it um yeah. and that's what you know we've heard eric weinstein talk a lot about this and like lex friedman and just a lot of the people the scientists and stuff like that that were involved with jeffrey epstein that weinstein was like i don't understand why else these people would be involved unless they were being blackmailed into it? You know, like I know some of these people, like it doesn't make sense yeah. why they would. And that's, it's not like, you know, a pedophile is a pedophile when you meet them, you know? Yeah. So you maybe did work with fucking six dudes that all were pedophiles. I don't know, yeah. but it, there's we something to be a said at one for point. something to be said for the idea mm-hmm. that there was some type of organized effort to blackmail powerful people or people with wow. influence to get them to do something. And I'm not saying that's what it is. I'm not trying to propagate any conspiracy theories. Yeah. YouTube overlords, if you're watching this, you know. But And I will say, unfortunately, the the concept of that existing um essentially feels to me like an excuse 
why this has been allowed to take place as long as it has and to be to be you know to have the people that have been involved in it in it i mean for, for that to for us to know the situation and go why how does this happen we have to try to rationalize that and put something behind it. And the intelligence aspect is not a bad way to think about it, particularly given the time. I mean, it it would make sense if if you really think about it. I would, I would uh, more along the lines of argue, say, you know, individuals within those organizations maybe having their own little pet projects on the side unofficially. Maybe using that, you know, certain CIA people or certain Mossad people or whatever intelligence people that might have been attached. Knowing of its existence and then using Or it. just, you know, running with it on their own thing. And, and let's just say like an MI5 agent goes over there and starts some shit, finds out, what's up? Hey, I got you. I'm going to start my own private deal with you. I'm a dirty, I'm a dirty cop now, essentially. The rest of MI6 doesn't know about it. Yeah, yeah. This guy's running. He's part of it. He's using maybe some of the information he gets, some of the dirt he's got on politicians, whatever. It's just a source. A standalone complex yeah. type okay. thing, right? Okay. It, it could that. certainly be that. Yeah. I would say that is much more believable than an actual coordinated effort between actual federal agencies. Just too many people involved at that point to make it really logical, right? Certain departments within, maybe compartmentalization. I don't know. I believe that the CIA and these intelligence agencies can be very fucking nefarious. So I, it wouldn't surprise me if that was the case. I'm just saying, as far as the, as far as how far I need to take the, the thought of essentially that thing being an intelligence led operation, it's just to say there's too many powerful people involved i think at that point to really make it worthwhile why if if everybody is getting dirt on everybody then it's not worth anything to anybody because everybody's dirty and so if they have if they have like if Mossad has dirt on bill clinton or trump then we also have dirt on whoever the fuck their guys are that they're sending there like it cancels each other's out it cancels the weight of it out Unless there's a player that's not playing, or if you just, or if you take the stance that the intelligence agencies are actually running the countries because they're controlling the powerful elites with the blackmail that they're getting from there. Like right. I can believe it to a point, but I'm just saying the, the logistics of trying to make it work at a scale that is trying to be pushed across at that point. I don't know if I, I don't know if they got that. Because then you're talking about an even larger it's, it's scale exponentially, of like global aristocracy that are trying to keep a, a set list of people in check towards Not only a that, larger but goal via the intelligence agencies. Right. If that's the tact you take, well, I would. Just, I mean, it'd be easy to say that like it's just a cabal of all the most powerful people that all funnel to Jeffrey Epstein without right. the intelligent aspect being involved. There, I mean, but there's already ideology that the intelligence agencies are the ones that are really running the country anyway yeah you know, yeah if you're a prescriber to that then that it makes sense in afghanistan yeah. and kept us in the middle east for as long as they huh? did they limited donald trump the way that they did i mean they did all yeah. these different things which is not unheard of i mean we've seen mm-hmm. even with project veritas right we can talk about this for just a little bit yeah. we've seen that the new york or the the fbi is working with the new york times to leak them information to yeah. work against project veritas so that's been pretty nasty i doesn't i don't think 
because Project Veritas has been hated by pretty much every administration mm-hmm. that long, as long as they've been alive. I guess when right? you, yeah. you, you aren't talking about just a Joe Biden working against Project Veritas. You're talking about the FBI deciding we're going to fucking get after Project Veritas. Yep. Like, now is the time. And I would say, to, just to, to be in your corner a little bit more, like, it, when you think about who runs intelligence agencies, who runs government agencies, it's generally elected and appointed officials. And that's it. They're not in yeah. the bureaucracy yeah, necessarily. Yeah. They're not the FBI agents. They're not Gina the, Haspel. Gina Haspel, now bro. She's the head of the CIA. Gina Haspel. Right. If you're Case me, in point. If you're Good point. Me, Gina Haspel doesn't have some type of uh, you know, grudges against different elected Word. officials or or high ranking people. Yeah. That's crazy. Come on now. Yeah. We all we were all there at her uh, confirmation hearing. She's got her list. Yeah, Daniel of Jones. I mean, come on her now. Personally in the newspapers. She absolutely <laughs> hates Daniel Jones at the very least. So, and as the head of the CIA, bitch is doing That should she be terrible. That should be terrifying. She, <laughs> she was deleting videos of people getting tortured. She said, "I don't give a fuck." I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know. I didn't yeah, do that. Jesus. I yeah. saw the emails. It's real bad. I didn't bad. do that. It's real bad. So, yeah, so there's that. That's pretty interesting. So let's talk about... Just Lane Maxwell, bro. The next it's over. Thing, right? It's over, too. Can I just, for one yes. low and final point on that, just like a point of kind of... We will consilic- be revisiting con- just Lane. Yeah. It's, it's a point of, like, disappointment, really, when I think about it. It's just, it's over now. There was so much potential behind Epstein. There was so much potential behind just Lane. And now it's just over. Like, they, they did it. They buried it. We don't know who these people are. And there's nothing... We're not ever going to find out now. Like, there's... Who's next? How, how else are we going to bring the... Maybe Prince Andrew. Maybe. But I think that's a... I don't know. That's a fucking shot in the dark. I, I mean, they, they silenced those two. They're going to silence this. It's over. And that's disappointing. Do you know how long these court documents are sealed? It's... From my understanding, which I haven't, I just heard this from people that I trust that follow it. They say it's forever. It's over. They're, it's done. They're sealed. They were sealed. They got, they, they were able to be unsealed during the trial. Now the trial's over. They're sealed again. And that's it. But I imagine there's a ticking clock on it somewhere. Yeah. But is it going to be my lifetime? I don't know. It's no good. It's no good. Splits in media. So now we're going to talk about some new to independent media mm-hmm. right this is our friends mm-hmm. over at breaking points yes. so our good friends over at breaking points yes. so we have talked about breaking points a lot and when they first started we were huge fans colin even gave them money yeah that's a thing right yeah. so now um it's really bad it's really really bad i almost and hope that's all turn around i want to make a larger point to you, mm-hmm. something I laid out to Jordan, and she was like, that sounds really good. So Ooh. I'm going to lay out this argument to you. You have a lot of these, by and the way. what you have to say, and then we'll maybe tear apart some individual segments that they did. So the pull of the dark side is strong, right? Few are able to resist, and I fear that we may have lost breaking points forever, right? Um, this is a quote that you said? I just wrote this down. Yes. You, this is gold go ahead beware the false messiah is is what i remember so so 
before we continue, I write a lot of stuff like this, right? We, we, we tweet all the time. So you can find us. Obviously, you're watching us here on our YouTube, youtube.com slash salt of the streets. We have our Instagram.com slash salt of the streets. Which, which button? I got it, I got it, I got it. Colin's got it. Okay. We, have, <laughs> we have our Instagram, it's salt of the streets. Patreon.com, salt of the streets. Discord, salt of the streets. Patreon, we have all the different tiers and everything. You can go there. Within a month, we post our salty newsletter. We also have our own personal social media. I am at Salt of the Street on Twitter and at Alpaca underscore Donovan on Instagram. Colin is at Big Bardafi on both of those things. You can find all this information, saltofstreets.com. If you need a haircut, go to swablended.com. Go and get yourself a haircut. If you need a skateboard, go down to the location skate shop and get a skateboard. Colin's wife is at Lexi Kayo on Twitch. And my wife is at Leggings and Aprons on Instagram. If you need a cake or some cupcakes, I believe that that is the last thing. Discord, Twitch, I said those things. So that is it, okay? So, now we're going to talk about breaking points, right? I'm so glad that you're back. Yes, I'm sorry. Throwing the door open. Okay. So. I tried to catch the, 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 the question and answer part. There we go. No, that's excellent. I'm, oh, just, I'm just starting good. So, this is my larger point, right? Sagar and Jetty. Yes. Seems to suffer from a lack of deep-held principles, right? He instead is willing and open to change at any time. Mm-hmm. Crystal Ball seems to suffer from an inability to be objective because of her deeply held principles, right? Sagar and Jetty, I think, has lots of opinions, lots of views that are great, right? And every but, now and again, you get a little bit. But they're not deeply held principles. No. Okay? Because he talks about he's a conservative, but two months ago, he's saying that he's not against uh, taxes for personal loans for millionaires because, oh, you're going to do it for this? I think you're just going to try and skirt taxes. Yeah. You're not a conservative. Right, I think that Crystal Ball is unable to be completely objective in anything that she reports because anything is the fault of the billionaires. Anything could be done by taxing the billionaires. Right, her solution to everything is tax billionaires. Mm -hmm. It's not instead. Wait, the government has the money to fix all of these issues that I'm talking about right now. Right, let me lay out a really good example, and this is where my solid argument starts to come to form. Right. The government showed us over the last two, the federal government showed us over the last two years, the most effective thing they could do is give people money. We have a shipping crisis. People have lost their jobs. We, the country is in shambles because of horrible management by the government on state and federal level. The most effective thing anybody did by everybody's measures, the amount of savings that people have if they're, if they're below the poverty line or even above the poverty line and just not in the higher class, the amount of debt that people were able to pay off, mm-hmm. right? All these things were solved by giving money to people. And I think you should so clarify. Solution, they did not give money to people. The federal government gave money to the states to give to their people. The states have the ability to reach the citizenry. The federal government is really goddamn bad at it. I'm talking about the stimulus payments, right? The yep. money that was actually given to Stimulus the payments people, right? were all okay. Yes. And it worked out pretty about. decent for the federal government. That's what I'm saying. The most effective thing mm-hmm. the government can do is give people money. Yep. My point to that... Quit taking my fucking tax dollars. Give me and that's not that's the yeah. larger point, right? That give me my tax dollars, let me solve my own problems. Mm-hmm. The big government is not the solution to come in and spend their way out of everything. It is not a billionaire's fault that they are a billionaire. It is not wrong to have a billion dollars. Yep. Right? And the idea that it is now up to you to solve the problems caused by an inability and ineffective ineffectiveness of the government is ludicrous beyond measure. Her inability Another good example, right? Mm-hmm. When Dr. Robert Malone, when he's on Joe Rogan, he's continually talking about how the government is overreaching. They have too much mm-hmm. power. They're doing this. Yeah. They're doing that. Crystal Ball's problem is, well, I don't like that he didn't have a solution to the problem. Like maybe Hearst, why didn't he propose 
Medicare for all. He just told you the government is fucking everything up. Why would his solution be the government should control all of health care? What are you talking about? Complete inability to be objective. It's not even any other solution. It's this should be his solution, Medicare for all. Mm -hmm. He just told you the government is the problem. Why should they then control all of health care? What are we talking about? It's because, like you said, Crystal has no... She's got no real ideology other than billionaires are bad. Sauger has no... I'm I'm not convinced. No I feel... Principles. I feel bad for Sauger. I do. Like, I joke around all the time that Sauger's thirsty and all this. And, and I, don't, I don't think he is. I'm, I'm pretty sure he's got a girlfriend and all that stuff. And he's all happy being him. But I don't think Sauger... And I don't know... Like, his background wasn't like... He was a White House press guy at one point yes. right i don't know that soccer's ever done a bunch of deep thinking and deep reading or contemplation about what he thinks that's that's the impression i get from him i feel bad for him because i feel like crystal is dead set on where she is well, she's and like it is billionaires are, she's i guess like 10 years older than him that does make sense i guess she looked good for however old she is he's just breaking 30 and she, what yes no. He's barely older than I am. No way. Yes. He's barely older than me. Okay, so that... And Crystal Ball is about to crush 40. Yes. Okay, that... He's just barely older than... He's younger than you. Yes. Okay. I don't know why... Maybe it's just because age is just a number to me, right? But I don't know why I never really think about that when it comes to Ben Shapiro and Steve Crowder and fucking... Blah, 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 what's your name? Sidney Watson... You know, the various commentators watch. Fucking Tim Pool. Tim Pool's old shit. I'm pretty sure he's like Tim Pool's 40. Almost 40. I yeah. think he's, he's he's up there. Yeah, I think right. He's like, like 39. I don't care. I yeah. care about what what you put out there, what comes out of your mouth, what ideas you're pushing forward, and it it you can get those people your age that believe in what they say and they put it out there, and so it's 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 disappointing to hear that he's so young because um, I didn't really think about that before. He talks smart and he's in a suit, right? I assume he's he's done his thing and he knows what he's talking about. He under he believes in what he's saying. Knowing that he's that young now, you're an exception to the rule. But most people your age don't have a fucking clue what they're talking about. All right? And I think it's pretty evident for most of the people that we talk about on the show, right? Most people your age have no concept of what it is that they're they're processing unless they're really is it the ones that do probably watch this show and are, they spend much more time than their, the rest of their peers diving into the stuff and trying to digest the stuff and think about things that most people in that generation doesn't. I don't know if Sagar is one of those dudes. I think there's a dude who got lucky, caught a break, got a job in the right place at the right time, found some things, and he's there now. And, and he's been doing the thing. He's been doing whatever it is that he does, report, talk about shit for a long time. Never, when you're on the hill, you can sound, you come off way better than you actually are. The I mean, you you've mean. seen it happen with yeah, the, the, the network. network capability. I no, wasn't no, no. sure if you meant Capitol Hill or if you meant the Oh, yeah, the Hill, that when he was on Rising, essentially, yeah. right? You know, he was, he was an anchor. He was a, he was a Tucker Carlson, but in a weird space, right? He was you're still, the Hill is not new media. They're not new right. media. They're legacy media. They're corporate media, right? right? Um, they're just... Not as big as the other guys. And that's why they claim to have left. Exactly. Corporate media. Because they did leave, 
right? They did leave, and they started their own new media thing, which I kind of want to spend some time on some of the levels later. But yeah, um, but I don't. Sagar, you see it when Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson was one of those guys. He went on like Ben Shapiro. He did a couple other different shows, you know, this and that. Got into new media a little bit. He even touched on independent media, but maybe just touched, maybe. And you found out immediately. Did you watch any of Tucker stuff when he was like on the the Sunday special for Shapiro or like you realize for a minute that this dude, though, for his space in legacy media, thinks about this stuff more than the average person. Right. But at the end of the day, the Don Lemons, the fucking um, any of these guys, the, the, the formerly Chris Cuomo's, you know, <laughs> I was going to use them. I was like, Oh, he's not there no more. Damn. But like those people, they don't have, they're not well-read people, man. They're not super intelligent. They, they're produced to the nth end to act like to, to come off as if they know some shit yeah. versus you sit him, you sit Don Lemon down in front of Joe Rogan and th- for three hours. Don Lemon's a dead man. It's over, bro. Even he can't Sunday fend for himself. He was a real doctor. Word. Right? He could not do no. that. He He's could not do that. He's actually a real doctor. He's a real doctor. patience was not able to no. fight off the might of Joe Rogan. Exactly. <laughs> Which is crazy. And so I think that's what Sagar is. I think he's a, he is a, he's a, a kind of a, a late comer to the legacy media that thought he was in new media and now is forced to be in new media now. And he has no, hi baby, you're, you're home again. Um, and he's got no ability to like really, to, to like really explain where he's at. Or I don't even know if he knows where he's at. So like I said, I kind of feel bad for him because I don't think he knows where he's at. That's what he's, he's being he pulled. He's conservative. Or at he least does. He says that he is. And he's not. And he's, and but he's it, not. <laughs> he might be, somewhat he might have some libertarian He's values you know than i am and i wouldn't call myself a conservative <laughs> you know I mean? and I'm, I'm, maybe i am a conservative i've been trying to think about that yeah. a lot but i he's less conservative yeah. than i am you know? but i don't think i don't i don't think Sagar's a lost cause i just think he's in legacy media when he should be in new media um although wait come to us he Sager. was he was legacy and should have been a new, and he fit perfect for that because you're just an actor playing a role. Read some shit, pretend you're a thing, boom, you could play the part. He's now in new media where he's supposed to be what he presents himself as in some fashion, right? It's okay for Crystal to be a progressive big government shill in new media because that's what she is. Right. It's not okay for Sagar to pretend he's a conservative because but not be one in new media. That's Sagar's problem. He's a shill. He it, is a shill. Yes, <laughs> you can be a shill for your own team and I will have respect for you. But if you're a shill for someone else's team because you feel like you need a shill, then then, oh, no. then I don't have it, man. Oh, you're right. Oh, you're so right. <laughs> oh, you're so right. Do you understand? Where... Okay, yes. so now when I yes. hear, happy Tuesday, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> we got a great show for you guys today. Crystal, what do we got? I can't. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Oh, that's so hilarious. Baby, I wish you could get that, but it's a deep cut. So I understand. <laughs> that's excellent. Uh, it just, so that. No, you're right. My no, true feelings about Sagal and Crystal, Crystal, Sagar and Crystal on Breaking Points. I'm glad that we talked about this. I, I needed to, so, I needed, I've been wanting to somehow be able to explain my, my, 
my deep-seated oh, resentment towards them, and that's where it comes from. Yeah. Chris, man, did you, okay, did you fuck yourself over the other day, like I told you to, and listen to the first No, ten? I oh! forgot. No, okay. I completely forgot. Okay, okay. First, fuck, I don't even, I'll have to tell you what day it is, because it was like a perfect example of yeah. why it's so bad. Um, it was one of the first, it was one of the only shows, I guess, where Kyle hasn't been in the studio for one reason or another. Um, I think it was like his second or third time. <clears throat> but to just 15 minutes of that guy and her together is enough to make you want to pull the cord, uh, bro. Okay. You just, you give it time and you'll understand why I cannot stand that dude. He's the fast, he's the fast talking Shapiro type for the left that. Their arguments uh, don't I, hold up as well. No, <laughs> unfortunately don't they don't. Well. They don't, unfortunately. And there's a lot of, um, uh, it's it's a lot of like, it's the same reason I don't like Luke on IRL. It's a lot of empty platitude, big picture grasps of, okay, the excuses, the, the big power. <laughs> yes. yes. And that's, but you you try to fast talk yourself like, like Ben Shapiro does, except all you do is reach for the big, giant, you know, gaping answers of nothingness. And then, and then you try to act like you're the best thing on earth and I can't stand it. So I just wish you would devote 15 minutes yeah, to I'll it and you will hate too. Kyle as much as I do. I'll do that tomorrow too. I'll okay. watch, I'll watch Braveheart and then, <laughs> and, and, then I'll, and then I'll watch Chris. And you're going to be like, William Wallace died for this motherfucker. <laughs> for this shit. <laughs> oh, Excellent. Jesus. So, oh god, that felt. I I knew I was gonna get the fuck on breaking points today. Yes. I just didn't know how good it was gonna feel. There's one more felt point good. that I want to make that's totally segmental. It's about okay. a segment they did about Jeff Bezos, right? Okay. And it was about the Washington Post and something else. But they ended up just talking shit about Jeff Bezos, right? Yeah. And like, oh, you look like the way that he was dressed. And they're like, oh, oh you look like you know every dad fucking. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. What right? segment was that? Yes, it was. I'll look it up on YouTube. Right? Okay. It was. It was very weird. It was weird yeah. that they chose to then just shit on Jeff Bezos. Like, wait, you guys are building yourselves an alternative to corporate media, right? New media. What are you doing? Like, what are you they're doing? They're shitting right on corporate media. So, That's what so they're doing. That's breaking if, points. If I recall correctly, right? And I guess I won't even try to remember that segment because um, they do it every time they talk about the billionaires and the millionaires and the elites. Um, they just they just make fun of them. They don't they don't go after. I don't know, bad business practices. They don't go after, it you know, was. how they how they particularly try to run their companies, you know. It's 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 they just go after them for for superficial shit. It's like uh it's no different than the Young Turks oh. going after Tim Pool because Tim Pool's ugly and bald. Right. It's like I don't care. So That's... this was about this segment was about a, an op-ed in the Washington Post mm -hmm. about how unvaccinated people should be denied unemployment. Yes, yeah. yes, that's and what so it was. And so their their commentary was about how the op-ed is the voice for the owner of the newspaper. Yeah. And so this is really it's what really Jeff, Jeff Bezos. Bezos thinks. And so then they showed pictures of Jeff Bezos, which is actually the thumbnail for it is this picture of Jeff Bezos. Oh so god. Everyone here, it's the picture of no, Jeff no, Bezos. We're, we're finding that out. one. We got to yeah. put that um, one there. So they Jeff showed Bezos, Jeff Bezos and they're like, they're like, oh, how relatable, right? So as I'm watching this, I'm like, wait, Jeff Bezos is one of the richest people on the planet, right? 
Jeff Bezos is not going to be relatable. Nothing about Jeff Bezos. He just went to fucking space. He just why. built a rocket that looks yeah. like a dick and balls and sent himself to space in it. Which He's is, not a relatable person. Which is why if you make fun of him for being ugly. Oh, God, shut up. Sorry, Crystal. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry about that. It, it got me in the speakers. <laughs> oh, God, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I was saying was, is when... When your target is so unrelatable that you can't make an argument to catch normal people, right? You call them ugly. You call them stupid. Yes. Because normal people can relate with that kind of thing. Yes. So like I said, their deal, this was um, January 4th. There it is. Yes. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. We're going to find it. It's fine. Um. Yeah, so that was the thumbnail, and so the point was that he's he's not relatable. And mm -hmm. my point is, he's not going to be fucking relatable. He's the richest man on the planet. I thought they were fishnets. No, they're not. No, they're no, a, it's just a it's weird, just some weird shirt. Yeah, made. look at that thing. But with the whatever that is attached to him next to the Washington Post, I guess that's that's a good thumbnail, guys. You, yeah. You did so they're shitty on his looks, and then the way that he used his money, right? Which is again, he's got a bajillion dollars. I don't understand. Why does it matter how Jeff Bezos is using his money? It doesn't make yeah. any sense to me, you know? I'm not – I don't love Jeff Bezos. I think that he's kind of a piece of shit, right? I obviously mm -hmm. think there's more that he could be doing with his money. I don't think that it's necessarily my business or anybody else's business to tell Jeff Bezos that he's spending his billions of dollars irresponsibly. I don't know. You've got billions of dollars. I don't think you're really worried about it, how much a resort costs or any of that type of mm -hmm. shit, right? Again, Jeff Bezos has billions of dollars. He's not going to be a relatable individual. Nothing about Jeff Bezos' life is going to be relatable to anybody who doesn't have billions of dollars. Mm -hmm. It just seems like an insane, like you said, an insane way to care to cartoonize somebody that they mm -hmm. are unable to critique on a fair level, right? Yeah. If you had billions of dollars, you also would not want to give it all away to the government just because other people thought that you should. That's not a crazy thing to think. That's yeah. not, again, defending his position, right? But yeah. if you had billions of dollars, you would not want to give it all away. Not you, anybody. Huh. You wouldn't want to give it all away to the government just because someone else said, this is what you should be doing. Yeah. Fuck you, that's what yeah. I should be I was doing. Gonna say, especially I earned if, billions of dollars. If I'm me and I get to a point where I'm earning billions of dollars, fuck you. Uh, if you're going to yes. try to tell me how to spend my yes. fucking money. I made that money, all right? I'm Jeff Bezos. I'm the one that looks like a penis without a condom on yes like i did that dude like i'm fine i you can say whatever you want about me i don't give a shit so i don't but know they, why they would because they because it's relatable break into they then break into how he didn't actually earn that money it's the p he's extracting wealth from the people that yeah. work for him he's taking money from them he's trying to fight yeah. their unionization efforts he's doing this he's doing this yeah. he's doing this he's extracting wealth he didn't really earn that money yeah and i will say when it comes it's to crazy that's a when, crazy thing to say it is it is super crazy and i will say though for in crystal's defense if there's one thing and it's it's easy but so there's not that much credit associated with it but if there's one thing you're going to go after a giant billionaire for it's you know if one of his companies has shady business practices like amazon does like amazon amazon is a company built to run by robots right yes but because we're not all robots <laughs> he would be in deeper shit if it was run by robots he hires humans and expects too much from them or whatever the fuck so she 
rightly goes after him for certain business practices and how he treats employees. Not even him, but how his company treats their employees, right? I don't think he WAPO has the same well, issue. You know? Probably. I'm sure he. Him I'm sure he's individual. a very pleasant <laughs> human to be around. Yes. Probably awkward. It's probably very interesting. You know? I would imagine he wears that fucking cowboy hat. Yeah, what a fucking weirdo. Why? <laughs> Why are you wearing a weirdo? <laughs> What so a fucking weirdo. What a weirdo. See, again, relatable. Because <laughs> if you're going to wear a cowboy hat all the time, I'm going to make fun of you because it's fucking weird. We don't live in Texas. You don't, We're not riding weird, horses man. and shit. Ooh, Texas riding horses. Been catching some Yellowstone. <laughs> really good. You should check Stop. it out. Sons of Anarchy, it. but cowboys. Stop it. So, yeah. Anyways, that's why they... That's why they in my estimation, this is why they, they hit on people like 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 Bezos and like Musk and stuff the way they do. It's because all of them are kind of goofy in some fashion and they have no no real ability to hit them on the merits. Crystal kinda does through Amazon with Bezos, but other than that, all they, they have left is to make fun of him for superficial shit that doesn't really matter. Yes. Because they don't have anything real to bring to the table. They've both done a lot to improve the life of every single American in the country. Like, period. If they if yes. they weren't around and created the things that they created, America would be a worse place. It's Jeff, because they'll, All also, I'm saying. they'll also sit there and then say, but I bought stuff from Amazon yesterday. Shut right. <laughs> the fuck up. Like, what do you, exactly. what do you want from me? Like, you're, you're talking about how he's so terrible. You're yes. still buying shit from Amazon. So you can't At least even... with Walmart, you cannot go. Yes. And you could go, why would I go to Walmart? Yes. I have Amazon. Yes. It's too much. It's too much. Like, I, I don't know. I appreciate, not even appreciate. If you want to not shop at a store like that, it's inconvenient. Word. But if you don't want to deal with the inconvenience of not shopping in a store like that, then you don't really care that much. <laughs> you know? For a long time, we didn't shop at Walmart. After you worked yep. at Bennick and you talked to me about, we don't shop at Walmart, I was like, oh, yep. shit, I don't want to shop at Walmart. Anymore. Word. Like, it's mad fucked up, right? Then I had a kid. I was like, we got to start shopping at Walmart because Word. we don't have that much money. Word. So we shop at Walmart now. Yep. I respect Walmart sucks. Like it I, is. It's, that is. It's the I, reality I of the still situation. go there every now and again. Um, but ask Carolina. Yeah. You know, if if I have to go to Walmart, I'm not a happy, yeah. happy motherfucker to do, but I... Well, sometimes I, you got to go to Walmart, bro. For a long time, we grocery shopped there, and then we started going to Winco. Winco's an infinitely oh, yeah. better company than Walmart way better. Is. So um, wild shit there too. An employee-owned company like Winco. Oh, is I didn't like know a, that. Yeah, yeah, like uh, like REI or whatever. So it's oh. yeah, it's one of those. So Winco's also just a cooler store. So there's way less shit that we buy at Walmart now than we did before. And Man, if it comes to Walmart, to be, Walmart just sucks to just, be in Walmart. If is there's one thing that I can't stand from Walmart, it's their food. It's the food section. It's it's. If you're gonna buy in, if you have to go to Walmart, go there for everything else but the grocery section. Yeah. Do not go there for that because Why that is literally so because the. <laughs> The super fucking cheap Walmart quality food, right? Oh, Seems yeah, Seems cool. Yeah. It's all fancy. It's hella pro. All that shit. Yeah. Like when it comes to the world of the processed food. brand food. Word. Yeah. That stuff is about the, because it's damaging to you as a human being. <laughs> right. That's <laughs> right. why. To short answer, that's yeah, why. Because okay. that shit's terrible. <laughs> no, that makes sense. 
I'm but also don't feel bad for going to Walmart. No, no, you're right. The great value brand mac and cheese is markedly worse for you than even the craft mac and cheese. But I mean, if you're going to eat mac and cheese, get craft mac and cheese. Get fucking craft mac and cheese, bro. It it's still poison. There's some God, it's so good. It's just not worth like it's not worth getting the worst thing, you know? Yeah. Like we stay buying Tillamook cheddar cheese because it's worth it to spend just a couple more bucks yeah. to get Tillamook. Hey man, I've been to that dairy. I've been on a tour through the Tillamook Dairy. It's legit. It's a very nice, you know, mass-produced um, dairy. It's it's right. pretty good. It's right. pretty good. It's not dirty. It's very clean. It's just I've been processed. There before when I was a kid. Yeah. When I was a young kid. That's bam. That's a long time. Yes, I went down the ice cream and all that shit. Yeah. 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 Yes. I went down. Uh, wow. My, that's a throwback right? right there. I'm gonna take my fucking kid. Yeah. There. It's. I would. It's cool. Maybe unless I, I went show down. Passport. Was driving from. I had orders from alaska to california and so i came home about halfway uh, on leave took some time off and then me and my dad road trip down to california to the new base where i was going to do training and all that and on the way we stopped at like astoria oregon which was super dope saw the goonies house went on okay. some cool coast guard boats and shit like that on the way down there and then we stopped in tillamook and went to the fucking the dairy and did the tour and stuff like that so it was not that long ago for me and it was pretty cool man yeah and so i no shade by Tillamook shit. I understand it's processed, but well, no, it's about it's as like good processed as you can get. Right. You know, you I can mean, only have like, mass distribution. You can't not have processed food if it's going to be anything more than local distribution. You just can't. Well, and how do you not process cheese? You know, Word. Cheese is a process. Cheese is a process. It is a processed food, and that's I mean, <laughs> the quality of Tillamook compared to like to be able to shave, cheese, you know? package, and ship. You yes. have to like. You have to coat the cheese, you know, after you grind the cheese, you have to coat it in like a cornstarch thing, right. right? And then you have to put it in the little bags and then you seal the little bags and then it goes on a ship or a, a cart or, or a truck, truck or whatever the fuck. And it goes out and gets distributed. Someone drives it out on a go-kart. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that is processing, which is still right. not as good as getting like a whole round of cheddar, but... I'm not going to buy it. I'm not going to do that, bro. And then I got to sh shred the shit. That's not going to work. Yeah. I, know, I want a loaf of cheese. You know, I want a, I want a loaf of cheddar. You know Don't say saying? loaf, bro. If, say what else wheel, wheel. But I mean, like, it, when you buy it at the store. When you, the loaf? when you buy the super cheap processed shit, it's in a loaf. How else do you buy cheddar cheese? In a wheel. If you it's... buy a wheel of cheddar cheese? I'm asking you as a person. How no. do you buy cheddar cheese? If I buy cheddar cheese, I buy it in pre-shredded. <laughs> no, that's, that's extra processed, bitch. What do you buy it from Tillamook? It's fine. I'm talking about a loaf of Tillamook cheddar cheese. That's, <laughs> that's like, true. It's that's about as unprocessed one as step. cheddar cheese gets. Because it doesn't come from a wheel. That's a pride. They cut it as a as a loaf, as a brick. Yes. We'll go with that. I'm, I'm going with this. I'm I'm in it. I'm just saying, if you go to Wisconsin, you go to a real Wisconsin. Of course. Wisconsin what are we dairy, talking about right now? We're talking about Tillamook. That, I, I am realizing <laughs> now. ridiculous. I am realizing now that we're not talking just the greater world of no, cheese and cheddar. We're talking Tillamook. Yes, and they will they will make it in the loaf form. So, yeah, yeah. you get yourself a loaf That's what I'm saying. of Tillamook cheddar cheese. Yes. And you slice or shred it. To your own convenience. I feel like that's how my brother does that shit. He buys the loaves, right, and then he just cuts slabs to make yeah. sandwiches and shit and like that. I feel that. like yeah. that's how most cheddar cheese is done, right? Does cheddar come in wheels? If it, if it's like actual 
dairy-made farm shit. Yeah, all it cheese comes, comes in wheels. Okay. That's just okay. kind of the general gist of things. It's only I, like it's the, it's, the it's an it's an industrial thing. Vat, right? Yeah, and that's how they can cut it into the yes. loops. Okay, and it's all right. Yeah, you could do that at scale where you can't really do wheels okay. that well at scale. But if you're gonna buy cheddar but, cheese from a local, like from a small dairy, yeah, you could you could easily either in a wheel or a wedge. Yes. Okay. A wheel, a wedge. Now I'm. You'd be all right. Okay. And at the end of the cheddar's kind of you can get cheddar whatever. But cheddar is cheddar. Cheddar's yeah. cheddar. If you want an extra sharp white cheddar, that's cheddar worth having. Like uh, <laughs> Cougar Gold, bro. There you go. Cougar that's Gold's good. Cheddar worth having. <laughs> <laughs> nothing I hate worse than like a mild cheddar from. It's just Ooh, it's just creamy sharp. nothingness. Yeah. yeah. That's that's cheddar. Worth so now my fucking cheese rant is over. Can we talk about fucking media again? That's cheddar worth having. Because there's an avenue of media I want to throw at you to you see where, you, where it lands. Let me ask you this, uh-huh. right? Do you want to? Oh, Jesus. Right. Yeah. So do you want to talk about it now, or do you want to end the regular show? Mm-hmm. We can make an additional segment of that and mm. put it out on Patreon or something. We can decide. You're an asshole. Guys. We're getting ready to take off because yes. that sounds like a great yes. idea. So, and as far as sports goes, the really the biggest thing yeah, that was, I have yeah, is we can talk. Can about we say it? What? That it's time oh. for sports. sports. <laughs> that was excellent too. So yes, as far as sports goes, there's not that much. I did not okay. win the big money league. Colin did not win the big money league. Hard no. Um, Casey fucking Bowman eight. actually won the big money league for the second year in a row. Like brother a needs bitch. it. He's a horseshoer man. So, like a bitch. Um, <laughs> I did not win any fantasy leagues this year. It Am was I in last? Complete and total tragedy. I believe that you were in last. Okay. You did catch I, one win though. I did when everybody needed it. When, I might add, when everybody it. needed it, yes. I was like, word, I got you. you it looks like I'm, I'm good. And I so. will say, it, league rules, generally speaking, are last man buys the winner dinner. Yes. Right? I have a, I have a proposition for Case Bowls right. this year. Um, it's in lieu of buying you dinner, Case Bowls. Um, we're going to have to make this into a clip so I could send it to him or something like that. But <laughs> I'll see you could be my go-between. Um, I would like to finally purchase a winner's belt for the league. There you go. All and right. if, if I could forgo my dinner with case bowls to give him the championship True belt championship that belt. he will, he will deserve. Yeah. Um, I'll see if he he'll bite on that, but it's gotta be his call. He's the winner. I He's going to make the call. Casey, there is a message for him at the end of this episode. There you go. <laughs> Perfect. Deal. Yeah, as far as sports goes, we can talk about the next time we're here, we'll talk about the playoff picture. It's week mm-hmm. 18 right now. There's some games today in the NFL is what I'm talking about. There's obviously mm-hmm. the last games tomorrow. There's still some teams that are in contention, so things are going to change between today and tomorrow. So we'll Are the Hawks over. anywhere near? Absolutely no, not. Didn't think so, so there's speculation Russell Wilson might leave this year. He says he's not leaving. Pete Carroll says he's not leaving. Mm-hmm. No one knows. His contract is worth literally half a million dollars so you know Pete we'll Carroll. see or half a billion dollars so we'll see he is something special when it comes to like no, no, coaches no. of nfl russell wilson russell wilson russell wilson's contract is like 450 million so what what, what about Pete Carroll? like 20 uh, well as Pete far Carroll, as coaches though i mean he's a beloved coach is yeah. is would somebody want to pick up peach carol pete carroll as a coach or is he looking to more or less retire maybe because he's really old he is pretty he's old. the oldest coach in the nfl so but i mean fucking look at him he looks good but he's also old he looks good, but his brain is old. So there are a lot of people that don't like his coaching style. He don't got a Joe Biden brain. I mean, he does not have a Joe Biden brain. He is definitely more together than Joe Biden. Chews a lot of gum. 
does chew a lot of gum. That so probably helps. It's potential. There's potential for mm-hmm. it. I don't know. But Russ, though, sorry. It, it doesn't look good. Uh, the thing, if the continual ignoral of the offensive line is a destruction to this team. The fact, and that it has been ever since I became yeah. involved in the Seahawks. It doesn't make any sense. I don't understand the justification behind it. Like, ah, he's good enough. He'll just figure it out. You know, it's not going to work. Like, is that, that a Pete Carroll call? Work. You think at the end of the day, it's got to be. because it has been a necessity for. F- fucking <laughs> it's right fucking there. <laughs> Sorry. Yay, socials. But it is. Is it a Pete Carroll thing? Is it a thing that, like, it's right there for everybody knows the O-line is garbage, has right. been garbage, and doesn't seem to get any better. Well, they also stay giving away first-round picks. So they you can't get a really good offensive lineman because you're continually giving away first-round picks instead of trying to move up into the first round to get a good offensive mm-hmm. lineman or something like that. So I guess I should... stuck on the idea that they can get a mediocre one and mm-hmm. train him into... Yeah, you know, stardom, which is difficult in general. Works for some industries, but not yes. others. And it's easier with a wide receiver or something like that, a skill player. When you're talking about a line player, it's yeah. it's difficult. It's yeah. very difficult. You know, you got to have it or not. Exactly. Now, so maybe I should rephrase if this. If you can't a throw bit. your weight around, then you can't throw your weight around. Yeah, it is what it is. Exactly. It's difficult to teach somebody that. And if you can't, if you're fat and you're not quick, then you're fat and you're not quick. And we need somebody who's fat and quick. It's almost like a fat person skill. Yes, but it's absolutely a skill. It's, to be a, it's a fat person skill, though. Absolutely a skill. Exactly, but it's a skill that only certain people with a certain physical build can do. Now, yes. that being said, would you say, and I don't know, maybe every team's different or something like that, but just in your estimation, you may not know this, but would you say it's more of like a, a team management problem or a coach problem of addressing the O line in Seattle? That's a. I think that's more of a team management problem. I think that John Schneider has more to do with the team drafting than yeah. Pete Carroll does. I think Pete Carroll has a say, but I think but at the end of the day, John he has Schneider to do what John Schneider gives him. Yeah. Okay. Yes, because John Schneider is the one making the draft selection at mm-hmm. the end of the day. So it's it seems to be that he has the final call. I would not place all of it on John Schneider, like because there's you know mm-hmm. ownership and there's all these different things. But would it be any different if Pete Allen? Yes, yeah, Paul, uh, Allen, Paul died Allen two years ago. You know, so there's I think his wife is owning the team now. I don't know. I think she's into football as far as I know. But you know, it's 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 different. So if things change. Yeah. I don't know. That's the problem with football and teams and I mean just professional sports and like team ownership. Seahawks you never really know what you're going to get. It's kind of a weird roll of the monarchy dice, and then on top of that, then you have. The players themselves, so it's, a, the it's always a wild deal. The team is supposed to have a name by next year. Word. Okay. I think, like, the Admirals is maybe one. They I think were, they should just take it. They were looking at the Red Wolves, but apparently there was some type of copyright issue with the word wolf, so they can't be the Wolves. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not That's sure what the deal is with that. I don't know if there's going to be, like, another football league that already uh, has picked the name Wolf, so you can't do that. or Yeah. And they'd have to they'd have to be somewhat of a semi pro level enough to have money enough to actually copyright something like right. that. Right. Well, if they're that's what I'm there. saying. Like Washington football team, they should just they should just be the one and only ever Washington football team. Fuck it. At this point, you yeah, know, I it don't worked really, this year. Why yeah. not? Let's it's just this, say fuck it. What's your logo? You know? A yeah. fucking football. Yeah. How about it's a that? Big ass fucking crimson. W yeah. You can screw with the rest w. of the teams. By trademarking that fucking football as your logo, so then they can't use a football in their symbols. 
<laughs> that would be fucking awesome. Fucking 40 chess oh, over here. God, that's so funny. <laughs> Fuck you guys. Yeah. I hated it for so long. Like, Washington football, that's so stupid. Come up with a fucking... And then now it's... It's been long enough. It's grown yeah, on me. Care. Yeah, I don't care. It's Because so. it's more about the actual team and the yeah. players and all that. So yeah. so that's pretty much it. Um, okay. Like I said, we'll go over the playoffs the next time that mm-hmm. we are here, which will be on the 22nd, the day after Dax's birthday. Dax will be three the day before. Whoop, whoop. Um. So we did a good job today. This is a good. We hit everything that we Healthy. wanted to hit. We got everything I going on before. Four like, and a half hours. First episode back. I think yeah. that's pretty good. I think for for the things that we've talked about over the last month and the things, especially, you know, as far as show flow and things like that, I give you all the credit, man. This has been a nice, smooth, you know, ride as far as, as how we flow through an episode. And I want to make sure that you get all the credit for that. <laughs> that's, I just, I take the ride, baby. I take the ride. I hit some buttons. I talk about some shit. And you're the mastermind behind how this thing flows. So my hat's off to you, good sir, if I was wearing a hat. Um, I had a great time. I hope you had a great time. I'm wondering, though, if, um, how many years have we been doing this? This is this three, is be the end of the third year, beginning of the fourth year? Is that how that works? I think so. Okay. So for, we'll just say, to get into the fourth year. Next month, I think um, it will be year four. Year four. Yeah, February, technically, I think, yeah. is our anniversary. Um, are you, in 2022, are you rolling lines at the end of the show still? Because I don't know. There's been a few episodes now where we've just totally forgot. Yeah. And we haven't done that. I have and I, for this show. I've been. Uh, you, uh, you do. I do have okay. for this show. So I think so. i got to find a way. The last few minutes of sports has been really good i think this is going to be a great clip so i would like to clip the sports along with this to remind people that if you were to guess the origin of this line maybe not at this point because i know what you're doing well i I was going to say we can also if you want Uh to do something different through the time that i've been reading john adams i've been Mm -hmm. um earmarking pages that I want to go back to or they maybe have a quote or something on them so if you want that's up to you um no i'm just gonna if you had a line ready i do have a line then we're good okay and so i'm ready yeah, to go it. out on a line if you guys can uh if you can tell us where the line came from yes then it'll be delicious so it'll be delicious <laughs> what'll happen they get that shirt over there uh yeah you get a you get a free shirt We'll send it to you. We'll sign it. We'll autograph it. I'll send you some note cards, some something. Yeah. Um, Give you a small piece of the studio. I got too much shit in here anyways. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) We'll take something off the wall. Yeah. Um, With that, we'll hit the social one more time. I want to thank everybody for being here on our YouTube, Salted Streets. We have our Instagram, Salted Streets. We have our Facebook, Fuck Facebook, Salted Streets. Discord, Salted Streets. Patreon, Salted Streets. We have our different tiers there end of the month you have the salty newsletter go there get signed up help us make more better content with yep. our own personal social media i am at salt of the street on twitter and at alpaca underscore donovan on instagram Colin is at big on both of those things and a boost to the patreon, patreon. uh real quick right now because patreon 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 sign up on the patreon because um we're doing an extra segment after this, yep. and it's not going to be live. And the only place no. you're going to find it is the fucking Patreon. Patreon. So get over there. Get on that Patreon game weekly or yep. monthly newsletter, and uh, who knows what else you might yep. get. Patreon some... exclusive. So get over there. Get signed up. Talking about some changes to the pre-show potentially. So we'll see what happens Maybe with all those things. 
Um, with that, I want to thank everybody who came here today for the first time. Lonesome Larry, Lonesome Lenny, if you're watching us towards the end, thank you for being here. That was good. I like Lenny a lot. Lenny was hopefully, dope. Yeah, hopefully we'll see Lenny more often. Yeah. Lenny, Lenny was here. Lenny was there. Yeah, he Lenny was there. Was there. Um, with that, you ready? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Wait, no. hold on a second. Are you talking about hybrid cars? I thought you were talking about hybrid animals. Like a fucking liger? <laughs> Salt of the streets coming at you every week with this food for thought. Hope you're ready to eat everything.